y'all tell them. Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky. This is the last call for alcohol for the. So get your ass up off the wall. The all around the world digital underground pock. The Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer of the Rock. I take my chain, my 15 seconds of fame. What's going on? It's been a while since they've done like a discourse pot. It's almost a week. And I, I'm, I, I have so much. I don't know how to get through all of this shit. This is a, again, this is like from a college, a college dropout. It's 20 year anniversary, so I thought I'd, you know. It's a good song. I've gone over the story before about how um, when College Dropout officially came out, I heard like most of the fucking songs, right? So I didn't really appreciate it because by the time the album came out, <laughs> I already played the shit out of um, Through the Wire, Two Words, um, Slow Jams, Get Em High, Never Let Me, Never Let Me Down, the Jay-Z verse, the, the last Jay-Z verse in the end saved it because the mixtape version never had that, that final verse. Jesus walked, you know. I heard that one. I like that, you know. All falls down, you know. I was there, you know. So there was like, you know. But the songs that I did, you know, I like the song that I didn't hear, you know. But now appreciating the album as a whole, you know. That's a dope line. I think uh, Rhyme Fest and Consequences are right as well. This one's good too, right here. Family business. Kind of missed, I miss, kind of missed 20 years ago, man. Look, you tell me you ain't did it, then you ain't did it. And if you did, 
that's family business. The one thing good about being, uh, you know, ha having uh, so much to talk about is that I feel I won't need to play that many fucking clips. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not gonna play Putin and Tucker Carlson clips, you know what I mean? Even though I can go through that. But it was like, you know. I don't know. This one's good. This is a, a clean version. Job can't help them, so I quit. Y'all welcome. 
Y'all don't know my struggle. Y'all can't match my hustle. You can't catch my hustle. You can't fathom my love, dude. Lock yourself in a room doing five beats a day for three summers. That's a different world like three summers. I deserve to do these numbers. The kid that made that deserves that made back. So many records in my basement. I'm just waiting on my spaceship. I've been Anyways, I don't even know where to fucking start. I, I I've only done the AEW recap. I've I, I have to now recap the WrestleMania fucking forty kickoff because a big angle played out there, which again confirmed the whole thing that this entire thing was designed to be a fucking you know. Uh, you know, a, a, wor- a work shoot. And people are shocked by, by like, oh my god, they did a work shoot. Yeah, they've been doing work shoots for a long fucking time. It's just a lot of you think within the fucking company is where it all fucking, you know, where the official creative is. You don't think the real life discourse has ever fucking played a hand. The thing is, it, it, it was hard to get into because there's still fucking a lot of shit playing out that's fucking very uh, disturbing. Especially with the Ashley Mazzaro thing. And that fucking depresses me. You know, because again, when, when when you have official, like, you know, when, when you have the, like, you know, uh, her, her uh, what was it? Let me see. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Um. Because Ashley Bazaar's former attorney or something like that. When her claims against Vince McMahon were made public after her death, the WWE released a statement which reads in part, At no time was Vince McMahon or the management of WWE ever informed by Ashley Massaro or anybody else that she had been sexually assaulted, drugged, raped, or sodomized by a military doctor with a nurse standing guard while on a goodwill tour in 2007 to U.S. military bases in Kuwait. I'm joined by Ashley Massaro's former attorney, Constantine Kairos. Uh, Constantine, thank you for being here. I think this is the guy, so, this one, because again, they, 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 again, because they knew that this, in my personal opinion, they knew this concussion lawsuit wasn't going to go anywhere. I felt it was a way for it to be revealed about this Ashley Massaro thing to put it out there. Even though people would be... Again, whenever it comes to powerful people, even though, like, th- these regular rules do not apply to these regular people, like, to these powerful people, people always have to, like, especially on Reddit and some of the Vince McMahon defenders out there or whatever, right? They always got to go by the, oh, official court of law when the, the rules don't apply, d- d- don't apply to them. It's actually been evident that the rules do not apply, apply to them. Otherwise, they would have been investigated a long, long time ago for some of the stuff that they've been doing. 
It's, it's kind of like they've built up a resume of corruption that's been in the media. And now it's like, this is supposed to be blowing up, and it's like designed for the entertainment dollar. Which makes it even more fucking sick. That like it, it it wasn't it wasn't uh worthy of bringing up or um, presenting as a real fucking case, um until it's too fucking late until she's gone. Like and, and again I I've never I've never I've never been sexually assaulted but as somebody that's dealt with powerful people, and how they can fucking lure you in this fucking world, and they can fucking lure you into being like someone that looks up to them as a fucking father figure like you know Howard Stern and all that. You either, like, embrace that and, and, and join in on whatever the fuck they're doing, or you fucking end up becoming somebody that has their fucking reputations ruined. And, you know, having a bunch of these white supremacist fucking trolls that have been, her that, that have harassed me for the last, like, you know, several years because of fucking Howard Stern. In my, again, my personal opinion. Again, with the Kobe can't say that it's uh, official because m my trauma doesn't exist until people can profit off of it. And the more I keep saying that, the more they'll prolong it, but I don't fucking give a shit because I don't want to be on the shitty fucking planet. And and, and just seeing w what she went through. And, and again, so I can only imagine what people who are face-to-face -face in this industry, in the entertainment world or the political world, have to fucking go with. Because either way, you either get thrown aside like fucking yesterday's news or you end up fucking embracing what these fucking billionaires want you to fucking do. They want more people to have that elitist fucking view. That's why they can only punch down because uh, at a certain point, a bunch of these people who make it, uh, make it and socially climb up, they can't punch up anymore. They can punch up in limited fucking ways and most of the time their attitudes are reserved for punching fucking down. And if you're going to, like, you know, go at other fucking people online, then maybe to clarify, maybe clarify that these are not, like, um, you know, just regular fans. These are shills that are getting paid. And the, and the ones who act morally superior about it, like, oh, look, Ava, Ava Ray, like, again, and I don't support anyone threatening um, The Rock's daughter, because that's fucking stupid. That's fucking shitty. Over a shitty fucking storyline. But to me, it's not just random fucking fans. These are probably company fucking shills that are permitted to do that. Because then it just gives wrestling fans a bad fucking name. The WWE says she never mentioned anything to them about this attack. Is there any kind of evidence this this lie was supposed to be, like, you know, the obvious lie, so that you go, oh, look, they lied about it. Of course they did. They, they bought themselves some fucking time. And and, and the and the bigger question, and again, people don't want to, because people are more, in fact, again, and I'm not saying that you should be, you shouldn't be infatuated with the, uh, the amount of fucking sexual assault and cover-ups are going on, but the bigger question for this military one would be, what is so important about this military relationship with WWE that they decided that they would cover it up at the behest and deny it? What political motivation is there? Oh, I forgot. Taylor Swift's the only psyop in 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 the in the world of celebrity. There's no way that WWE could be a psyop as well. There's no way that they were ever, in my personal opinion, paid you know billions of dollars to prop up military recruitment, uh, do government fucking propaganda by um, by putting out fucking you know uh putting out right-wing fucking, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, material for liberal audiences. 
we could only, you know, um, we could only, you know, um, we could only just, you know, just pretend, oh, this is just horrible. I mean, it is horrible, obviously, but with the cold, if if you get to the, the the political ties to all of this, maybe it would explain why they're able to get away with it for so fucking long. Maybe, I don't, again, I, I I again, I don't I don't read. I'm not a fucking smart dude. I'm just a scattered brain shithead who and no one takes fucking seriously. Right? This is just all my personal fucking theories and opinions. So don't take my fucking word for it. But there's definitely something, to me at least, something more going on. But again, only the only psyops that some of these fucking conspiracy people, you know, think about is Taylor Swift being promoted. Even though the whole fucking discussion about her is a fucking psyop. Reporting that suggests otherwise? Well, Ashley was in a lawsuit that was... Uh part of a case that involved 63 other wrestlers and they were alleging a widespread abusive exploitative labor practices and the reason that the that allegation um, was part of the lawsuit is because we were arguing that it was a totally unregulated workplace and she had put that into a submission that was required by a federal judge in Connecticut and it was a affidavit sworn under the penalties of perjury given to a federal judge so um, you know, the military at that time didn't launch any sort of investigation because effectively the issue was covered up by, um, you know, by, by the suppression, by the, the report that she had made to McMahon and to the lawyers. Constantine, thank you for watching. Go. So, yeah, so that was, um, you know. By the way, what's it called, um, you know, um. Mick Foley got got shit because um you know he again listen man with the call like I understand what the, the thing is the wrestling the, the fandom online that's shitting on Mick Foley for like you know having like having a nuance like, again people are not gonna see because again right now it's just all monster shit but w when you're in this fucking mafia world there is like duality and it's like it's it's it, and this is why I say that some of these people that are in the industry become accustomed to like you know they, they, they become familiar with this like like looking at looking at two sides even though like the horrible shit that's been established overshadows any kind of positive shit but like these guys live in a gray area fucking world that's why i always say there's like initiate like for example like like in, in my personal opinion mcmahon knows in, my, in like at his core that this is gonna come out like it's it's like it's like now that it's being covered he probably is profiting off of the coverage of it somehow through a shell company or something like that. But the thing is, the people giving Mick Foley shit are the same people online. And again, I'm also one of these fucking people because what they call we 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 we've heard about these things and then we go and then we get blinded by the entertainment. That's why I was so moody. Over this Rock and Cody thing. Even though it was a good fucking angle. That played out right. But I, I fucking don't want to fucking be. I don't want to buy into old habits again. When I. Because I, again I used to fucking rant about. Some of this fucking horrible shit. But then I, I, I always figured like the old guard. Like you know Howard Stern or Vince McMahon. And all these like you know. Um, uh, uh, you know. Um, you know established people that had to do dirt. Early on in their fucking. In their existence whatever. Most, like, you know, behind the fucking scenes. I felt like they escaped that fucking, you know, that fucking side of it. 
and they're going to create a new network so people would uh, not have to fucking go down the same road. But now it just seems like, you know, they had a, the, the, the industry had a moment of like, oh, we're, you know, cleaning up the old acts of like all the horrible shit that used to go on. And I feel like, like, even though all this fucking happened in current fucking form, it feels like it's all been accumulated to tie into the fucking past. I was under the impression that, you know, what the call, like, you know, it, 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 it would just be like, okay, what the call, they, they know what they did was wrong back in the day, whatever. But now the new generation, it feels like this is like a storyline, like, as horrible as all this is, they're making it into a sports entertainment discourse storyline. With all the horrible fucking shit. It's very exploitative. Even though people are, you know, are, are not like being tabloid level with it. They're, you know, actually, you know, analyzing like our fandom and all that. People have been doing a good job. You know what I mean? Thing is, I don't get mad at, I, I might get annoyed with certain members online with, the, with the, some of the media fucking heads who become sports entertainers. But I also recognize their fucking cogs. You know, I I also recognize that they're fucking, you know, uh, just like, I mean, this is Howard Stern, talk, again, and again, this is something that would apply to every, I say that Howard Stern was giving away what other celebrities powerful could fucking do, in my personal opinion, but the, the, this one from back in the day of like, you know, how Howard would handle the fucking media looking into him. You, then you wonder why people who are covering wrestling... Like, the thing is, if I'm mad at anybody, I'm more mad at media members who are fucking official media members, like, in the sense, like, the fund, like the funded mainstream media type. Because Vizic Man and others have been so fucking powerful for so long, they've been able to control their narrative of... How, how much you can know about their evil, or if their evil is put out there, it gets brushed to the fucking side because nothing really goes on from it. But if you if these media members uh, in mainstream media, what they call disclosed, how fucking powerful a lot of these celebrity, like some of these very established celebrities or institutions are, and how above the law they are, then maybe we would understand why they're able to get away with it so long. So when I see people online. Um, who are trying to replace like the current media members, like or solely just blame them. I'm sh- I'm sure there'll be some um people who will be exposed as like officially covered, but like, even if like they're part of that storyline, it would be like it's supposed to be exposed. They're put in that position for that. So this is how we start. Half the staff of the Inquirer, the Globe, um, the Star. Our guy, if, if, if these celebrities who have a lot of money were, were smart, they would hire a private detective service to follow all the men around on the globe, on the... Uh, now, half of them are cheating. Of course. That's More than half. They're all up to something. You want to have something on the globe, the Inquirer... You, you, you notice how he has to say that he has a position at, like, oh, look, they're also doing some evil shit to justify why they got to do it, even though they would probably pick on someone that wasn't very... You know what I mean? They'd probably, like, try to just... Ruin someone's fucking life. Like, if Vizic Man is this kind of monster that you see in these texts and all that kind of stuff, why don't people assume that he would be, if, if people reported on him, that he wouldn't be willing to fucking kill somebody? Especially the text when he's talking about ruining people's fucking careers. The 
like, like Frank Gifford should hire us a detective now and follow all these guys. Well, he, too late. Too late for him. But a smart man, would have, <laughs> like myself, has a dossier on about 15 of these guys. Yeah. And if they ever screw with me, I get on the radio and wreck their friggin' lives. Well, the other thing is those guys don't have radios. <laughs> or radio. That's right. <laughs> so uh, you fight fire with fire. And I'm a madman. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think twice about wrecking somebody's life. Oh, absolutely not. Well, they're wrecking lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... If I was Frank Gifford... An eye for an eye. Oh, man. I'd hire a detective right now and say, okay, let's find out who's clean on your staff. Well, I think Frank has too many problems. Yeah. So, when people do that, you know... Here's another clip. The, so, when, so, Mick Foley said... Um, but I feel like a lot of wrestlers are coming out to talk about this. I feel like a lot of wrestlers that are, you know, coming out to talk about this. Who are, like, now denouncing him or giving their take. Like, because the, the reason why is, like, I feel like people who are who are definitely, um, you know, uh, people who are definitely, um, like, kind of making, like, their cases known. Like, you know, or, like, what their feelings are known, whatever. Whether it be a Kevin Nash, whether it be a Mick Foley, whether it be, you know, uh... Bret Hart, whatever it feels like, because Bret Hart was one of the one that completely denounced him, but but considering you know like you know the stuff that kind of like you know uh, some of the scummy things that have been you know surrounded by the Hart family, if you know some of the stuff that like has been like alleged that got taken back right because again like it was put in Diana Hart's book about like some rape but then you know she recanted that so again you you don't know whatever right. But to me, it feels like some of these people, like who are like old guard people, who are being put out there, are probably going to be people that kind of get exposed as well. Like you know what I mean? Because people have alluded to the fact that when Medusa, when uh, Medusa Lundra Blaze wrote her book and talked about fucking being H bombed and all that, um, you know, um, people or other people being H bombed, people alleged that it could be like who she's describing was Kevin Nash, but we don't know that for sure. But since Kevin Nash is like, you know, trying to do the father figure of, you know, again, like, and again, this, as somebody that's look at Howard Stern as a father figure, because you feel like nobody did anything for you and everyone tried to tear you down. And then there's one person that gave you fame and you are known for a bit. You feel fucking loyal to him. But you also have conflicting, like, you know, hate, love relationship. And when you try to fucking escape, People downplay it, and then they, and then they, and they have their fucking trolls harassing me non fucking stop. So you're forced to fucking call in to fucking stop it, which makes fucking things a lot fucking worse. Because I remember, I remember, I remember the interview with Shelly Martinez uh, in two thousand twenty, where she was going over like how Mick Foley stopped talking to her because she interviewed. The woman angel, and again, when people say, like, again, when people say that this woman angel, Amor, I forget what her name is, Amorosa, Amoroso, um, like the, the the timeline does not match up, whatever, because you know what I mean. But like, here's the thing: is for official capacity, is not gonna fucking, it's not gonna, you know, uh, it's not gonna be, um, you know, uh, completely in line. 
but because of the mafia industry and like there's people that are lured, like you know underage like all these like, if you heard about the ring boy scandal whatever right there's clearly like a faction that has people exploited into these industries and you know and some of them who are too too young to realize it oh like I'm around a celebrity and they might fucking be a fa- uh, 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 you know a uh, ultimate fan of somebody uh, you know what I mean and they, and they might throw themselves out there but like they're being lured in that industry. So it doesn't mean that the claims are fucking wrong, even if it if it doesn't line up. But I could buy that this is a secret little club where, like, you know, people get initiated. That's why they, that, that's why, again, and I'm not defending the whole term ring rat, but the reason why they look at it like that is because in their mafia industry, there's women that are being, cert- like, you know, they, they start out, like, like you, you start out as, like, as a, as a, as a utility man, for, you can start out as a sex worker. You can start out as like, basically you're initiated into the industry, and you you and you and you're you're in the underworld, and then they bring and they bring you up, and then you know what I mean. And so that's why I say that's why they use the term. I'm not saying I agree with it, but what they're called because it's like a mafia fucking world. It's like they're like because people used to go because people when when I was concerned about this Ashley Mazzaro thing, um people would um would message me. And to discredit it, to go, oh, but she was part of this, um, this, like, you know, sex-working madame house. It's like, okay, she was a sex worker. If that's the true, there's nothing wrong with her being, a, if she wants to be one, what, unless she's being exploited and lured into that. But with the cold, that doesn't fucking negate, doesn't negate any of the fucking uh, shit that she went through. I'm sorry. You're not going to fucking, like, oh, look, she was a whore. So it's like, that's like Ralph Sifaretto fucking... Uh, that's like Sopranos fucking rhetoric. But this is what Ashley, this is what Shirley Martinez was talking about. What they're called almost being raped by uh, she claims by Omaga. Again, people, other people being initiated, but like this is like kind of the fucking workforce that you know. He straight up said, "Our goal is to see who can get you." Now that he they separated you guys. Oh wow! And so I was like, "Dude, it's not gonna happen." Like I, they're like, "He's not even your boyfriend." Like who cares? I was like, "I don't care." Like I like him. Like I don't want to hook up with anyone else. Mm-hmm. So it became this sick game. Um, and then the next thing I know, um, you know, we're after a show, we're all partying, whatever. And there is the only reason why I don't say the names right now is because or haven't yet publicly is because there's a lot I don't remember mm-hmm. and I don't want to be saying stuff that I don't remember but I will say this and I've never said this before but um there was a group of guys and one of them was Umaga and when they saw he was getting the most aggressive with me they left and he got on top of me and I just prayed one of my fears has always been wow to get raped because when I was, you know, a little girl, I, you know, I had some sexual abuse and stuff. So growing up, it was, you know, and then becoming an adult, that was one of my fears. Mm -hmm. So I just remember I prayed and he's a big guy. So I was just like, oh my God. And so I was like, Lord, please don't let this happen. Please don't let this happen. And it was one of those things, I swear, like the Lord gave me strength and I pushed him off of me. He fell to the floor and he got pissed and like left the room. And then the next thing... I can remember is being at the show the next day and I'm venting to my girlfriend at the time, Melina about mm-hmm. it, not telling anyone else. 
And one of the guys that was in there yells from across, hey, Melina, did you smarten her up yet? And I was like, smarten me up to what? Mm. To keep your mouth shut? So mm. I went right up to his face and I said, you know what? I didn't tell anyone except her. And then I can't remember the rest of what I said and I got in his face. And a lot of this I didn't remember until like a couple years ago. Right. So that was... See, to me, to me, what the call, I know that that happens with uh, people who go through trauma, whatever. But because I feel like people in the industry, it's like a mafia shit, and like you're only allowed to fucking say it after a certain time. The re- I part of, part of me wonders if people in the industry who say they can't remember is not because like because again that's a common thing with with um apparently people are pointing out with fucking you know super with because again you can't remember every single fucking thing obviously. But with the cold, but 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 I feel like whenever it's from people in the industry, I feel like that's designed to fucking be code for. They're not allowed to fucking say anything just yet. You know what I mean? Because she couldn't name all the names, so it feels like you know she can only get certain amount of the story out there. I feel like this exists, so it could be talked about down the fucking line, whatever. Because more shit will en- end up coming out from all the fucking skeletons in this industry. You know. That's why I, I always say whenever they present, like, you know, that whole, um, this, who's that SCOTUS guy? The guy that fucking uh, raped somebody and uh, what, what, what was his name? I can't fucking remember his name. But, like, people are like, oh, this woman, she's like, she, she seems like she's memorizing a script. And I'm like, and to me, I was like, that doesn't mean that she didn't go through that. It just means that instead of instead of being open about what the fucking political and entertainment world is, where people are initiated... And that's the way it. That's the way they operate. That like you have to fucking make it fucking relatable to what regular people might fucking go through because this happens with regular people, right? In in these kind of situations, but like because they don't play by regular rules, in my personal opinion, it feels like it, it kind of has to be fucking gimmick. But like you sound like a monster if you say, but because again, because, because again, the way the way that it's being presented out there, you got. And again, this is not the this is not the victim's fucking fault. This should be, like, it's it's the system's fault because they only come out with it when they need a fucking storyline for the entertainment dollar. And don't, and don't act like there aren't fucking people that serve for that fucking purpose. They'll pretend they fucking give a shit, but if people really gave a shit, this would have been investigated a long fucking time ago. And don't tell me that, oh, we, we you can't prove with the court of law, all that bullshit, because these people do not, in my personal opinion, they don't operate with regular fucking rules. If one thing has been fucking clear about all this, there's nothing regular about how these people operate. And what gets rewarded. Um... I don't know, but considering this company, you know, WWE has ties to Trump, they did a private show for DeSantis, one would need to know what political motivation has helped this company with, uh, you know, with being above the fucking law. By the way, you see, one of the fucking bits... 
Again, because sometimes in, during, like, the two... After, like, Attitude Era, I forgot how many random storylines... Because Vince would have random interactions with different fucking people, right? And, and it would never amount to anything. It would just be like, oh, look, you got a segment with the fucking boss. You know what I mean? You'd think that the segment would go somewhere. But, like, now with, like, her being... Humili- I don't know if this was the last time she was on the air, on, on air. But, like, you know, like, this is, like, perfect um, Illuminati ritual, like, uh, humiliation ritual... On live fucking camera, you know what I mean? Like right, you know, right here. So Ashley Bazaar runs into Vince, watches with Matt Hardy, and she spilled coffee on him. Gosh, Mr. McMahon, I'm so sorry. No problem. I, I, I can get it out. I promise. Uh, I can get it dry. No problem. No problem at all. I feel terrible. I'm so sorry. No. It was, it was an accident. I, I know it was an accident. She didn't mean to spill that coffee on you. It's not a problem. I hope your, your next match, I don't think that's going to be an accident, though. I mean, in a handicap match, I, I could be a head-on collision. You watch yourself, okay? You're up next. You ready? Okay. So Matt Hardy leaves. didn't. It was an accident, I promise. I feel terrible. You meant to do that. No, I didn't. Of course yeah. I didn't. You meant to do that. Of course I didn't. Don't. Don't me. Look what you did. It was coffee. Okay. Yeah. How do you really feel? I feel terrible. I, I, I want to help. I just want to get a drink. How do you I feel bad. You feel bad? Yeah, of course. It was an accident. I would never want to do that. It was an accident, huh? How bad do you feel? How bad do you feel? I feel terrible. You know, I hate to do this. You know what? You're suspended. What? I'm suspended? For the... You're suspended. You gonna cry now? Please, man, don't do this! No, 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 no! You gonna get it? You gonna cry? You gonna cry? You're suspended indefinitely. So you think this is a fucking storyline? And I, I, I kind of vaguely really remember this. Again, some of these storylines, man, they're some of like you know, again after like you know after after Attitude Era and the Ruthless Aggression Era. And after even, like, like, the tra- like you know, from the 2006, 2000, 2006, 2007, like, they had Vince McMahon in all these random fucking storylines. Some of them, like, some of them were, like, you know, DX feud with Vince McMahon or, like, you know, Vince McMahon kind of was against Bobby Lashley. Those are random, right? But there's even more random ones that you don't remember every single fucking one. Like, I, I, I remember being uncomfortable. I also remember being uncomfortable with, um, again, and it never really, like, had a really good payoff. But, like, with Vince McMahon humiliating Teddy Long, you know, in the, I guess it's, like, kind of like, you know, I guess Teddy Long got one up on Drew McIntyre because Drew McIntyre was, you know, kind of like, you know, the, the like, kind of like the antagonist, but Vince McMahon was also involved in that, and I remember feeling uncomfortable about that, even, too, you know. The, I remember Piggy, the Piggy James thing as well. Like, back then, like, I thought, okay, what the call, these are just heels being fucking heels, uh, to Mickey James, and she's gonna fucking you know get you know get, get you know get some kind of come, give them some come, kind of comeuppance, 
She won the title, but I never felt like, okay, I thought it was going to be, like, you know, a, 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 big, a big time. Because even in the Attitude Era, or Ruthless Aggression Era, Vince, like, if Vince, like, when Vince McMahon would, like, be doing a segment with, with Trish Stratus, like, he would get his, like, you know, a, lo- a lot of time, whatever. So I, I figured, like, okay, this company shows you that the heels can kind of get their comeuppance sometimes. But then I then people are saying that this is Vince McMahon's way of, like, humiliating her, and this is, like, Mickey James um, said that, you know, mentally, she was, like, dealing with a lot of shit mentally, she was feeling insecure, and she had, like, depression, all that kind of shit, from what I can recall, and now, it, 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 you know what I mean, it's, so, so now you kind of, like, realize that some of these fucking segments were just, like, this man's fucking mad, like, like you're just, like, his behavior, like, just wanting to use his fucking television show for why he can humiliate people. Which is why I kind of compare him to Howard Stern, even though officially Howard Stern hasn't been accused of doing all the horrible things behind the fucking scenes. I'm sure eventually, you know, something will be revealed about that. Because there will be, I, I do believe there's a paper trail to WWE and Howard Stern. I really do. Considering what they're called Nicole Bass, one of Howard's fucking whack packers. And, and trust me, if Howard doesn't want you getting fucked with, in my personal opinion, of course, no, he'll call, you know, people, will, you know what I mean? Because again, when I was in, 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 when I was under his, when, you know, the 2008, um, you know, when, when, when I was supposed to be kind of elevated, he kind of fucking, you know, had me kind of in a, in a sense predicted where like nobody was really fucking with me. Hardcore people would just be giving me compliments nonstop, whatever. Then around like 2009, 2010, when I wasn't living up to my quote-unquote potential of being an on-air fucking character. Because I had fucking doubts and I wanted to fucking escape. And people in your life fucking turn on you as well. And it's never been the same since. They turned, they, 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 they've turned my life into a complete fucking, you know, uh, you know. The, the amount of shit they can get away with. And, 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 and people, and people in my life, that's why I get really fucking antsy when people, people who are supposed to be my friends dismiss me and I, I wonder what, oh, if I deserve anything good. Even though they'll name draw, oh, Hansie's rich, Hansie's rich and all that kind of shit. And at the same time, they will fucking downplay me. And at the behest of what, socially climbing up to fucking be with these rapists and pedophiles? That's what they fucking prioritize? And I can't prove fucking shit of, of what's happened to me and how much trauma I've fucking been through. People don't see it fucking important until they can get an entertainment dollar thing out of it. You wait until fucking people are dead. They wait until the horrible shit fucking happens so you can all morally pat yourself on the fucking back. They don't care about any... As long as they're doing the abusive fucking nature. Mentally or physically. Constantly having to pay your fucking dues to uh, in, 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 in new circles and all that kind of fucking shit. To show that they can look at you as a human fucking being. Give me a fucking break. Tear the whole fucking industry down. Tear it all down. Burn it all fucking down. It deserves to burn. Fuck entertainment. And then I'm going to go b- b- buy... Ba- and later on I'm going to recap shit. 
That's how mentally fucked I am. This is why I don't want to be alive, but they have to keep me alive. Thinking of even, like, not even, like, you know, um, you know, doing a comedy for a bit, even. <coughs> Here's another one I'm sick I don't remember this segment either, but... <coughs> Sorry, I, I fucking took a vape. To see it at New Year's Revolution? Is all of you ladies that were in the ring just a minute ago? I'd like to see the first ever Braun Panties Gauntlet match. They eliminated one by one. So there's finally only one winner and everyone's stripped down to their bra and panties. Okay? Alright, well, why don't we try that? Okay? Right, going by. I mean, people are only focusing on, like, um, on stuff McMahon did, you know, um... Like... Again, that's why I say this, the segment right here. Hold on one second. Um. Hold on one second. Um, hold on one second. Uh, where, where, where is it? Um, um This is a uh, Vince McMahon. Um, that is one witch Uh oh. Representing the current crop of divas that you have loved, Malena. What? Triple H is flying here. Well, it was that one Fourth of July. That is one witch woman. Let me tell you, and a lovely one, a fat cake. Yeah. She's uh, not on Santa's naughty list. Hold on, hold on, hold mistake. on. There's a lot of these. What? So then this is the past employees. Sunny. Whoa! 
shine to sunny. It's a sunny day for the horse lover. Oh, and for all of us. I'd like to be lying in the shade of sunny. Yeah, seen sunny in what, 10 years. That's fantastic. And Vince, it gets better and better. Better than sunny? The next person that you try oh, to. Look at that. Get your face out of there. Get yourself some, boy. <laughs> Representing the next crop of girls that you tried to slip the shillelagh to. Oh. These would represent the current divas. I think you know May Young. Wait a minute. No way. You gotta be kidding me. That's why they shot me either, though. You fucked me. And then, then this is all the dudes he may have had sex with. I think we should just cut right to the chase because the list I've got goes on and on and on. So I think we should just get right down to it. These, these are kind of weird. And, and but, but by the way, if if they're being completely honest about the guys that Vince McMahon had fucked, right? With a call like you know Triple H and Shawn Michaels would have been like you know right you know paraded out with them as well, but whatever. That wasn't, but. Any WWE employee that has been mistaken for a woman and Mr. McMahon attempted to love, please come to the ring now. I Howard Finkel, Big Dick Johnson, Bastion Booger. Pat Patterson, Gerald Briscoe, and Knuckleball, Knuckleball Short, which will probably be just Brooklyn Brawler, you know. So, do, so, so, if Triple H, if they're doing sketches about this, don't tell me that Triple H doesn't fucking know. All right, they did a whole sketch of people who probably fucking had sex with Vince McMahon, and you're gonna tell me that the Triple H had no fucking clue whatsoever. Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit there. <laughs> Let me see. We've got Howard Finkel. We've got the king of push it and pull it, Jerry Briscoe. Pat Patterson, that doesn't surprise me. Bastion Booger. And his son, Big Dick Johnson. By the way, this, this guy, Big Dick Johnson, the guy who's in like a G-string and a bow tie, whatever, this guy is like, uh, uh, this guy is like joining Turning Point USA to go off on drag queen story hour, basically. You know what I mean? So. And who the hell are you? Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. I guess the Brooklyn Brawler was busy tonight. Although that does explain Vince's fascination with balls. What do you say?
But um, yeah. So then, here's a here's a clip from. Uh, so again, and again, with the call when when people are dunking on people for knowing, the bigger question is like like you know again they put it out there but they recanted stuff obviously, but to me it's like uh, you know it's it's a way it's to me it's uh that like you know you can kind of fucking like allude to it or something like that to some extent or some people you know could tell who have been permitted to kind of plant the seeds for some of these stories. But it's like the bigger question is why these things are going on the way they're going. It's not just people are just acting like deviants. There's obviously some like some type of fraternity level fucking shit that goes on, which is why you're seeing more of these things happen. But the way that they're the way that they're doing it, they're making it more um, like you know theatrical and sports entertainment, as horrible as real as all this stuff is, right? But like this is the way they're presenting it. Like these things, you know. What I mean, so this is what uh. This is what, um, what, back in, like, uh, four, like, 14 years ago, then, uh, Matt Hardy was on Shane Helms' podcast. Yeah, it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah, I mean, man, the, the thing I'll say, I mean, there's been a, a ton of times I've had one-on-ones with Vince, and, like, sexually? Some of his ex-girlfriends, yeah. he said. So, like, you know, people fucking obviously know about this shit. But, you know, Janelle, Janelle Grant's lawyer said that she... Again, it depends on if she's going to fucking settle and all that. I hope she doesn't settle. I think she, I think there's enough social support. But you, you also got to realize what these powerful people will fucking do to these people. Like, you know, with, like, I mean, if, if, if again, I know, I know we're going to dumb down our billionaires. We're going to dumb down the most evil fucking people on the planet while saying they're evil... Because they're greedy and they don't care or whatever. But we still, like, you know, don't... We still dumb down their fucking villainous fucking ways. We'd rather do it in a sitcom way. Right? But I, I'm glad... She said that she's, uh, you know... Laura says she's doing it. So other people can... You know, it's, it's not just a... Oh, her going... Like Kevin Nash said, she's going for a fucking payday. And even if she was going for a fucking payday... Who the fuck are you making end, 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 NDA for life shirts... Anyways, only you can profit off of that, right? I, Kevin Nash is another one where, like, a lot of fucking, like, you know, people who are kind of liberal in the wrestling world give him credit because he's not a complete fucking right-winger. And, like, but he's a very centrist to the right fucking type of person. He's been doing anti... I, I know it's not a deal-breaker for a lot of people in this new era of anti-woke, this new fucking, you know, uh, this, this this new, um, um, uh, you know, um manufactured era that we live in, even though it's supposed to come off with 100% real. That's why people are going gaga over a fucking Putin interview, a dictator interview with fucking another CIA cutout fucking shithead like fucking uh, Tucker Carlson. Oh, the mainstream media's narratives are dying. No, no, it isn't. They want you to fucking be pro-Putin. 
Oh, I'm not going to vote for Biden. Oh, Biden didn't earn my... Dude, they don't vote for fucking Biden then. Stop making some revolutionary fucking act. They, they don't actually want you to vote for Biden. They want fucking Trump in office. Oh, no, 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 because Tucker Carlson and all these guys hate Trump. All these people say they hate Trump. No, they, they, they don't. If they actually fucking hated him, he wouldn't be a thought in our fucking heads. He wouldn't even be able to get this fucking far. Shut the fuck up already. Just say you want to cross over to the fucking right wing like a fucking coward and join the fucking neo-Nazis. I don't know. And then and then people got on Sami Zayn. Again, these, these, are, these aren't just... These aren't fans, man. These, these aren't... People who are getting on them are probably fucking people that are profiting online about this whole Cody Rock shit, whatever, right? Because that became like, oh, just, just for... Dude, like, shut the fuck up. Cody's getting fucking pushed. He's supposed to be the one who's getting pushed. And it ended up being a. It ended up being like you know the, the the you know to me it still feels like there will be derailment. Like everyone that ha- everyone has a question. Oh well, uh, because you train yourself to think that WWE doesn't know what they're fucking doing. They always knew post Attitude Era that they're gonna be at a fucking level. They weren't gonna be part of like you know the the the, the mainstream fucking culture for a bit. It's kind of like the Howard Stern thing. And then they and then they and then they and they build they they build they build it up even fucking more. To the point when it's supposed to really, it's like you're taking all the all the discourse for the last twenty years, and now you're making it into something that's gonna pay out, pay off in the in 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 this current in this current form. But but Sammy didn't fucking really care about like all this type because people are probably asking for his opinion on this whole Cody Rock thing, and he was talking and, and he even said it's it's more of a, a me ish because again it's, it's the same thing when I go on these fucking rants like even though I'm 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 mad at fucking people being brainwashed I'm also mad at myself because I constantly fucking still go back like I'm still gonna recap just to fucking do um you know just you know even though I'm, I'm not really profiting off this fucking podcast. I'm just doing it to put fucking content out there and maybe put something a little bit insightful from my little ramblings that people don't take fucking seriously. Until they're supposed to take it fucking seriously. But Burhar was comparing him to Jeffrey Dahmer, right? And people think that's like... Whoa, whoa, that's too far. I don't know, the guy covered up fucking rape and murder. I, it wouldn't surprise me if he also had people murdered. Just because he didn't do it like Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. Doesn't mean that, you know... But, yeah, again, you know, they said that Vince, that Ashley Mazzaro rejected Vince McMahon because... 
She used to be able to stay at the executives, in, 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 where the executives fucking stay in the hotels and all that kind of shit. And she didn't fucking want to, you know, she rejected his advances, so he kind of humiliated her. That's not a surprise. The porn star Jasmine Sinclair, who was, like, part of ECW, she's, like, gone more more right. Again, again it's, it's like more people that I follow end up being fucking right-wing. She didn't seem like a reactionary when I first followed her, but, like, she is, like, basically, you know, her her, her and Val Venus are basically, like, oh, like you know, oh, uh, you know, oh, I'm sure she's going to give away, the, give back the gifts. Maybe she'll sell them. Who fucking knows? Maybe she will fucking sell them. How, how do you know? But even though, even though she, she was given those fucking, she was given those gifts, that doesn't justify what he did to her and, and preying upon her. This is this is why I again when I point out that online shills fucking are employed to be arms of of these companies, even though they'll like in limited ways criticize them. The ones like the ones like listen, I I'm not saying anyone who gets horny on Maine because listen, I mean, I, I've also said I've been horny on Maine. Sometimes when I'm at fucking gatherings, I'm talking about well, which uh, um, you know, which uh, um, which woman I I, I want to eat out her, her ass, basically. You know what I mean? But like, I'm not, and, I, and, I, and before it gets out of hand, I would go consensually, of course. You know what I mean? Like again, people get horny on fucking men. I understand that. It's like human nature. Women do it. Men do it. Whatever. But there are people online that do. Like you know what I mean? Like they, it's it's like there's a quid pro quo thing. If like. If a woman's not fucking doing something to cater to the... It doesn't even have to be sexual. It can just be by talking point as well. People think that prostituting yourself um, physically is the only physical thing. You can prostitute yourself mentally by being a shell for billionaires. All these people that defend Vince McMahon are prostituting their minds to a fucking billionaire like Vince McMahon. But with the call, there's certain people online that you see in the wrestling fandom that, you know, have pull... And all that, what they call, they'll only prop you up if, like, these, if, if you're putting out thirst traps. And again, listen, let me clarify, if some of these women want to put out, like, the photo that they put out, like, I have no issue with that. I think it's fucking sexy. I think the, a lot of them are attractive. You know what I mean? I think it's like one of the, I think they're very fucking sexy, whatever. I'll, I'll, you know what I mean? Like, if they're putting it out there, I'll look. But at the same time, I'm also allowed to take into consideration that what they're called people who, like, if Tori Wilson's coming out and saying she didn't feel comfortable, um, be, um you know, wanting to do some of the stuff, um, uh, uh, parading around in a bikini and all that kind of stuff for these stupid contests, that really didn't serve any fucking purpose. Then I'm also allowed to assume that current people that are doing it, because again, and, and I talked to Matt Binder about that, and Matt Binder was like, you know, what they call, like, I think there's more power for some of these women to have control over their content and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I, I have no fucking issue if, if if that's what if men and women who who, who want to fucking do that. Like, I have no fucking issue with that. I'm not shaming people for, for it or anything like that. But I also think that it, it gets overly promoted to be hypersexual with celebrities. That what they call, because I start noticing that more, more, more conservative mind uh, think come out and basically start advocating for old school ways of when, you know, a marriage was like the nuclear family and all that kind of shit. And that's why, that's why I always say they use, a, they use quote unquote sexual liberation. That, and again, I'm not saying that doesn't exist, but they use that for what these celebrities do. But like to me, I feel like some of these celebrities are kind of forced into all that kind of shit. 
Like, you don't know if, if Drake wanted to do that fucking dick pic. Maybe he's in gambling debt. Maybe that'll become a fucking storyline. He's in gambling debt. He needed to fucking get something. You know, people talk about his dick all day. That became a fucking story, by the way. I think, I, again, it's been so long since I covered, covered Discord, but Drake's dick leaked out. I'll get to that. Again, I'm just glad I fucking I get online when the stuff is already passed so I don't see it. So all I'm seeing is reaction. But I'm seeing, like, the most homophobic people who do homophobic content. Like, you know, academics. He's, he's a, a terrible homophobe, right? But with the cold, like, people have hinted that he fucking, you know, is in the closet. Which is, like, a lot of these right-wingers who want to be tokens for, like, right-wing people to do, you know, um, anti-LGBTQ type of content. But I see academics being one of the people that are talking about this Drake dick a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you guys were, you know, if you just say, hey, Drake's, leak, Drake's the thing leaked out. You know, I don't know. It was it was it was such a big fucking story that what they called uh, you know I I was waiting for Alex Jones to think it was a fucking government psyop. Since 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 this guy is doing bits about being a clone of fucking Hitler, to like you know like you know deflect from people accusing him of being a clone of Bill Hicks. I I mean, we perfect. I think we 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 lived in an advanced society for so long, but we have to fucking dumb it down. Apparently, we have to act like it's like still in the primitive fucking stages. That's why you know people are going buck about Elon Musk microchipping. Which I guess I I guarantee you the one that he's doing, it's supposed to be primitive. So I'm sure there'll be something that will fuck up. But I do think people for a long time have been microchipped. I do think that does exist. You know, again, I know, I know, I know. That takes away all credibility, I guess, you know. You know, I don't know. People were getting on LaGreca because, uh, again, I, I haven't watched uh, Busted Open in a while. But I was looking at their, their YouTube channel to see if they cover... Because, again, they, they put out the important discussion that they fucking have. So maybe they did cover the Vince McMahon thing, and I, I don't I don't know. I haven't listened to it. But, like, there's more fucking, you know, vitriol about this Cody Rock thing than there was about the Vince McMahon accusations. I, I, again, I've always suspected that there was quid pro quo going on and, you know, busted open in my personal opinion as well, so maybe that's why. I, again, I can't prove that, but, you know, just just how fucking people in this world act, you know, especially when, if Bully Ray is involved. And then, and then we, 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 we got to do this thing about, like, oh, did Aria Emanuel know about this? And, like, dude, they brought him back. This whole, the, the whole process of the whole story, the whole, the whole process of this whole thing is, desi is designed to make him look bad as well. It, it wouldn't shock me if they end up just selling Endeavor to fucking the Saudis, which is where it's supposed to fucking go, most likely. And then they will fucking allow Vince McMahon to come back. I, I, I can almost bet you. When Vince, when Vince McMahon declared that Saudi Arabia is their new home, that wasn't just, like, some fucking shit talk. That was legit because he knows where it's fucking going. 
None of this has caught them by surprise. People have to pretend that everything caught, they have to make it relatable to because regular because in, in 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 the regular world, right? Listen, what the quote? I don't know everything that people I know have been up to for the last fuck. And this is what makes it frustrating because I because because I I, I suspect since everyone's climbing up that maybe they were initiated by doing some shit, and it makes me fucking worried. It actually makes me a lot worried, too, when random people see me outside of my house, whatever, like, if I go to a wrestling event or I go to a comedy show, whatever, some people might recognize me from being a Howard Stern show, and they want to take a picture with me, and I'm wondering, is, like, are these, is some of this, this person, like, a, you know, a shifty person that I don't know, but, like, you know, me, me wanting any type of attention for being famous, or just wanting to take a picture, you know, I, mean? I can't do a background check on every fucking person. But at the same time, I don't know what people I people I know what what they've been up to for the last fourteen fucking years. I don't know what shadiness they've been up to, right? So I understand that fucking not every not everyone's gonna know what everyone's been up to. But when you're this deep into the fucking industry, there's, there's no way that you know. I mean, and you're being propped up. Like anyone gets propped up has to be in the know about what shit goes on. But we gotta make it like a, you know, it, it, but but because again, even if you knew what was going on, it's not like you can do anything about it because these guys are above the fucking law. They probably have, brought, they probably have people in in law enforcement on their fucking payroll. They probably have they probably have feds on their payroll. These billionaires are. This is why I don't trust the blind anti cop or anti fed um type of discourse because it feels like some of these people are aligning with fucking right-wing dictators and right-wing billionaires, and these people are the ones that kind of own fucking police, right? Like, the ones that you're seeing doing horrible fucking shit, obviously. I'm not saying, oh, those are good people. I'm saying that, but you gotta ask yourself why. People are gonna be like, well, now there's more cameras now, but there's more incentive to now make this fucking known if it's gonna become part of the fucking entertainment dollar and use this trauma porn. They, they, again, because I see a lot of people who have been anti-fucking-cop start fucking praising other powerful fucking people who, you know, because again, if, if, you're, if you're like, oh, I'm anti-cop, but then you're like hyping up fucking powerful fucking people, then those people are the ones that have control over a lot of cops. I know we got to pretend like what they're called, oh, Obama, what they're called, Trump. Um, Vince McMahon, all these guys, Howard Stern, all fucking are just living by regular fucking rules. They're no longer part of the political fucking world or the entertainment. You know what I mean? Like, you, you gotta act like that. But, like, none of these people are fucking, you know what I mean? That's why I, I question my lineage and, 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 and what my family has been built upon. I, I have no fucking clue. I just thought it was a regular, I, that's why I, I would rather fucking die. I don't know. Michael Hayes got named in this in the Ashley Mazzaro thing because, uh, like you know, it, it, I think it's supposed to exemplify that like everyone's so scared of Vince McMahon because when Ashley Mazzaro showed him a script of what she's supposed to say, he was like, "Well, that's not what you that's not like something you would say. So why would you be saying that?" When she said Vince McMahon wrote this. 
he's like, okay, well, you better do it, basically. You know what I mean? It just shows you, you know, how power. You know what I mean? And people don't understand, like, when, when you have this Tony Soprano-level fucking shit. That's what, again, this is probably why I kind of watch the show. Even though, like, I can take element, obviously not, not, not 100% the same fucking thing in, the, in, in, that, in that sense. But, like, the same elements apply to it. Of, of the mentality of, like, uh, this is for the family, this is for the business. That's why people fucking lose their mind when they, when they get kicked to the curb. Because people go, oh my god, why would you be begging your past employer for help? Like they owe you anything. No, it's it's a mafia. And once you get kicked to the fucking curve, that just means they're not going to fucking help you. And they'll watch you fucking get worse and worse. And they'll even probably put people in your fucking life. You know, to fucking do some fucking horrible shit. Hence why fucking Tammy Sid Sunny went down the road that she went down. Because she had no safety net. She probably had people in her life luring her into more drugs and all that made bad habits. And she fucking ended up fucking going in the direction she had gone. Billy, J- Billy Jack Haynes apparently just fucking murdered his wife. And this man had fucking, you know, a lot of CTE issues. Hence why someone like Paul Heyman... Hence why someone like Paul Heyman would fucking denounce, oh, oh, uh, I'm only worried about Nancy. Again, and I, I agree with them. Let's all, let's also, again, I can think two things at once. I can think it's a shame that Nancy Benoit and Daniel Benoit, Daniel Benoit died and they shouldn't have fucking died. That's Because again, people even will use like, oh, but Nancy Benoit was also kind of shady. It's like, listen, everyone has fucking flaws. I don't know, unless, like, there's something horrible that she fucking did. She doesn't deserve to fucking die or, get, or be murdered. But, but also at the same time, I'm also, I, I, so I feel, I feel bad for that. But I'm also allowed to now question with all the inconsistency with this Benoit thing if we're getting the fucking true story of what really fucking happened. But you can't speculate because, you know. Thing is, you're letting the right you're you're letting the right wing run run amok with the Ben with the Ben Wall conspiracy. The reason why they're doing it at this level now is 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 because they probably know something's gonna come out from all this, and they're gonna be it's just gonna be another case of like, oh look, you see, the right wing has been on top of because again, they might be um you know right about certain conspiracies, but again, people on the left completely poo poo on any conspiracy, and they use like the rule of law on the surface that applies to regular people when it doesn't work that fucking way. And then it makes me question if they actually want truth out there. But again, Paul Heyman fucking goes, oh, I don't want to hear about CTE. Um, no, that's a perfect, that is a very prominent thing to fucking talk about. That definitely needs to be fucking talked about. What the fuck are you talking about? The reason why you don't want that being talked about because then obviously, uh, then obviously what they're called, uh, um, you would be held accountable for knowing what they're called, what kind of damage would be done to the people who are employed under your under, under your watch, and knowing full well that the fucking company was gonna go belly up because you're gonna fucking hightail it to WWE for a fucking payday. So now, you know, people are not surprised that Billy... Because, again, if you... Again, I wasn't always keeping up with uh, Billy Jack Haynes, but, you know, he was, like, another person that was, like, gone off his... Like, again, he was one of the guys I thought was put out there 
to like you know get like again like whatever there's a valid conspiracy that should be um, explored or more further investigation I believe should happen. What happens is like the people in the industries because n- n- none of these conspiracies they get planted online that catch traction and become topic of discourse. None of it just like some organic person just came up with it. It was it's designed to be planted there for a long time, but then there's always like multiple conspiracies, and and then so then you hear the most so so for for a while, Billy Jack Haynes' conspiracy was like the one that everyone propped up so that you don't take the the, the conspiracy seriously. He claimed that Mystic um, Man had Benoit murdered, and he was a father of da- um of Daniel Benoit. You know what I mean? It's like okay, dude, you know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you don't, if you don't, again, because I buy into fraternity, ritual, you know, sacrifices and all that kind of shit. Yeah, I could buy that, what they called Benoit was a sacrifice. And his whole fa- entire family was, you know, a part of that as well. They've also put out the Kevin Sullivan theory. You don't know if that one's true or not. Because the, 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 the reason why I don't, at its core, I don't buy into the Kevin Sullivan one, because I don't really believe, like, I believe that they, like, uh, because, like, it's a mafia industry, and a lot of these people who, like, men and women, because, like, yeah, people always weaponize it against the women, um, but what the call, I believe, like, like a lot of madame, madame level sex work is going on, and, pe- and this is why people are always hooking up with people in their industries, because it's like, you know, it's like, you know, the only person that will understand you and the life you're fucking living, because it's like not a normal fucking life. So, what they call, like, to me, I never thought Kevin Sullivan really gave a shit if Nancy Benoit left him. I think it was supposed to be for, like, the real-life discourse because she was going to go part, she was going to be his, like, you know, his, like, you know, uh, new love interest that he was going to settle down with. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Because, I, I, you know what I mean? So, I always believe that that was also kind of, a, but again, if, like, there needs to be a relatable conspiracy or something like that, like, if, if there is a conspiracy that might end up being Kevin Sullivan may have been involved or something like that, since that's one of the directions. But again, this is me, again, I'm not the author of a lot of these conspiracies. And again, there was a time when I'll just completely buy into it, but I also now look and look at, like, how much money is being made from being a conspiracy theorist on the right-wing side, and I look at what is purposely being planted on there, because when pe- people assume, when things are planted online, it's like, for, it's like forbidden knowledge that's being given to us, right? It's like forbidden knowledge that we're fucking hearing all this shit, right? But no, anything that's planted online is supposed to be planted online, especially in 2024 when it's just as mainstream as the mainstream media. You know, um, that was part of it, man, you know, um, I don't know. I think Max, Max Caster made fucking comments about Vince McMahon. And again, like, dude, it's like, in 2019, it may, may have had a sting by going at Vince McMahon, but, like, you're part of a company that's also kind of guilty. It's a whole industry fucking thing that should be talked about. I don't know. Who fucking knows at this point, you know? But I mean, um, but, but Max Caster's dad did pass away, so you know, I you know, but again, like you know, but just like the whole you know, 
Vince McMahon comments and all that kind of shit. It's like designed for people to go, "Hey, uh, your boss right now is covering up." You know what I mean? So like, it's like I, 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 that's why I don't do the fucking company versus company. That's why I don't buy into country versus country. I'm, I'm against the I'm, I'm, I'm against the fundamentalist fucking nature and and the, and the and the and the mind state that goes on in this fucking world. And I think by fucking buying into country versus country level fucking shit is uh, you know is dangerous, or blindly labeling, you know, uh, institutions, like, even though it was built up, I agree, a lot of these institutions are built up on horrible shit, but there's definitely, in my personal opinion, there's definitely fucking factions going on with shit, I don't know. I think uh, Cash Wheeler might. Uh, I think his trial. I don't know if his trial is coming up. What is it? Hold on, let me see. Let me see. So the prosecutors are are going for um, criminal charges against Cash Wheeler. I wonder if the system will have him do time. This will be, you know... Again, it's not going to affect his work. What I mean is... It's not going to... Like, oh, will he get hired again? It's like they're so committed on making wrestling outlaw again... That these things are all forced, basically. You know what I mean? These aren't random things. It wouldn't shock me if he actually did some time. Like, maybe like what, a couple of months, maybe a year or something like that. That's one of his humiliations. You know, I mean, you got to pay mentally or physically somehow. If not sacrificing your body, if it's not being taxed by the Illuminati, you know, we got to give a chunk of your money that you got, you, you got to take from your life. So it wouldn't shock me if, like, you know, cash, you know what I mean? It becomes like some documentary and all that kind of shit in the future. Since everything is up for grabs. This is where the focus goes now. On doing this kind of booking, especially when billionaires have all this fucking power and they're above the law. But then they gotta have some certain things that will, you know, it just feels forced at this point. They, 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 like, when it comes to celebrities, man, and the cogs in the game, it's not just like regular fucking rules to me. Because none of it will make any fucking sense. That's why like, they, they've dumbed down the booking. So then you think, oh my god, they, they should bring Athena up to the main... Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's an obvious fucking thing. They're obviously building hype for it online, you know. Even though, you know, she should, she should definitely be, you know, part of the... Um, she should definitely be part of the... Um, main, main roster, not a question. But it's like they purposely do this so that everyone comes off like a genius... By going at obvious booking fucking errors they fucking do. Which is why I fucking get fucking sick of it.
Scott, Scott DeMore, uh, big news for TNA. I guess I'm going to cover Discourse Company again. Uh, Scott DeMore is le- some guy named um, something Sassone or something like that is like taking over from Anthem. And there's no I, I, some people. So Nick okay, Nick Halsman's a fucking asshole. If if they're not true, then it's like why are you playing out there? But he was he was insinuating that there could be a paper trail to WWE and uh, and uh, and uh, Scott Demore. So you're without saying it, you're kind of implying that he's having a sex scandal as well, basically. But with the cold that doesn't seem to be the case. Apparently, he has some disagreement. He tried to one thing was that he tried to, he tried to sign Braun Strowman. Um, you know, he tried to sign Braun Strowman. And he wanted to give him big money, and Anthem didn't um didn't want to like throw that big amount of money around. I guess I don't know. Or he tried to buy TNA, and then they didn't. But I mean, he's gonna be fine. So people think that he might be, um, because again, there's a news with the Stardom guy. Yeah, I'll be back in a second. I go. I got. Hold on a second. Let me um. I gotta think about the stardom story, but like I'm like already an hour and twenty four minutes without any break. I need to fucking take a piss break. So I'll be back in a second. Okay, so I'm back. Um. So yeah. So what happened? Okay. Cause, cause yeah, I don't follow a lot of like you know like the stardom stuff, whatever. But there was like an exodus of the company. Apparently, this guy named Rossi Ogawa, who I guess used to, I guess he sold it to Bushi Road, and I guess he's still been there. I guess he doesn't like what Bushi Road has been doing with it or, or something like that. But like now he's leaving, and people thought Tony. Well, people put out that uh, he's the reason why uh, Stardom wrestlers couldn't go to AEW and Tony Khan would request it. But then people pointed out that Tony Khan would request some of these women to come on when they would have um, their own shows to do, whatever. People say the guy that had nothing to do with it, but Tony Khan was being an asshole about being happy to see him go, which implies that maybe he knows something that's inside, whatever. So maybe he's creating his new uh, his own company with people that are going to leave that company, and they're going to do NXT Japan, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. So we don't know, and so people think that maybe Scott Demore is going to go align with him, maybe, and he's leaving, but this hasn't been random. This has all been calculated on what their moves are. They they they, they know what moves they're going to make ahead of the time, whatever. they got to make it seem like it's so random and all that to really sell it. So whatever happened with Scott Demore, it's a shame because he's actually... Made uh, impact. I, well, I call it impact still. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't, I don't know. I'm still getting used to the TNA again. But he made you know impact wrestling. You know, very watchable again. You know what I mean. Like the way that you know, the storylines have been fucking presented and all that type of shit. Is everything a hundred percent super great? No, but like it's probably one of the strongest. You know, companies creatively for 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 stuff. You know what I mean? Like you know. They've had some very good shit that should have more eyes on it. Some of the matches they've had, some of the fucking uh, storylines they've done. Josh Alexander's title reign being one of them, you know. One of the best uh, uh, title reigns uh, in, in the company, his whole storyline for that. It was, it was amazing. But I mean, but, but the thing is, like, when Nick Houseman's putting out there that, you know, because he's putting him in the same category as Callus. And Callis has had sexual harassment claims against him, apparently. Which is why I think that he got... got I don't know. I mean, he... I mean, it doesn't shock me. Don Callis is a fucking Freemason. He he fully admits... He fully admits that himself. 
I understand there's like a lot of uh, you know like you know like people uh, you know mix it up with like a Satanism, Freemasonry, occult, you know all that fucking shit. But I remember him mentioning it on his podcast about him being a Freemason, and he goes, uh, he goes, oh, he said, and then when he was, I think it was Lance Strong and asked him, he goes about like some of the stuff online about it. He goes, no, he goes as a Freemason, as a Freemason, uh, uh, all the promotion that um these people are doing online and all, all the rumors about it, you're actually doing us a you're actually doing Freemasonry a favor. Basically, he 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 said that fully out there. It doesn't shock me. I don't know. But I mean, that's uh, that's like one of the things that you know was um, really, really fucking you know, um, you know, prominent with um, for me at least with with Callus because again that that stuck out to me. You know, I know he's been a government employee. I, I know he worked for the government as well after like his wrestling exodus. I think I'm not sure. But when you see these connections, you know, with the, with like some of these mafia fucking type things, whatever, and people are fully admitting that they're kind of like involved with it, you know what I mean, you gotta wonder, like, you know, what kind of shit's going on, but I don't even know <coughs> if Scott Demore is guilty of that, you know what I mean, I only got the off of Nick Hausman doing that, but by the way, for the, I guess Nick, I guess it hasn't become big news, I thought it would have been bigger news, but what they call a bunch of media people were rejected from the um, kickoff, I guess, I guess they didn't want questions being asked about the fucking investigation, because they wanted to work their fucking angle. And, and listen, to their credit, they worked this angle really, really fucking well. But I'm glad I wasn't fucking... Bo- Dude, I, I was already distraught about over this Vince McMahon news. Like, now that it's out there, I feel like it should be the number one fucking focus. And it's, it's a shame that people are, like, you know, buying it. And again, like, you know what I mean? Like, And I'm no fucking different. Cause I, I continuously buy in. This is why I, I want to leave this planet. People are fucking, uh, like, non-stop secrecy going on. And people I know that are fucking helping, pushing me to fucking suicide. By all the secrets they're fucking doing. They're doing on fucking purpose. People got greedy, you know what I mean? People fucking, people, when, when, when I was fucking sitting down and suppressed for fucking the last 14 years, people really took advantage of that fucking fact. To try to treat me like fucking shit. Sometimes I just want to end it all, man. I'm stuck with fucking vultures, non-fucking-stop. 
I'm gonna keep making my life a living fucking hell. No one cares about your fucking mental health until it's too fucking late. Adding to it non-fucking-stop. Fucking, I'm just really pissed off with all this shit. There's like nowhere to fucking, you know, go. So I'll talk about the rock shit, you know, um... So they so the whole week they're building up to what, what Cody's response was gonna be, and so from the show there was like a lack of response of what Cody what Cody was gonna do whatever right, but it became it became clear that what they call it was designed for this WrestleMania kickoff, for basically Cody to step up to the Rock and it ended up being like more of an alliance between the Rock and because uh, the because the, I mean I I've been ever since the Black Adam thing. This has been signaling for The Rock um, in, like, the real-life discourse to turn heel. And that's when they normally started out. I, you know what I mean? And then the TKO board thing happened, and I thought for a while, like, they would, like, maintain the good guy shit. But since they injected him into, like, the, the storyline, you know, it's always supposed to be that, what the call, like, is designed to get pushback. And with the, the company basically promoting, like, you know, like, like we want Cody's signs planted in, in the audience. So, like, this is all manufactured. And people were more outraged by this than the company being fucking accused of sexual assault. Which just shows you that, people, you know, again, people's moral compass is out of fucking whack. And these people, and these people in the fandom, like the fucking online, online portion, like on Reddit and all that kind of shit. Like, they are the ones that will constantly fucking, even if they pretend to be outraged by the fucking Vince News... They go, oh, it's not good to assume that Undertaker was... I don't know, the guy headed wrestling court. The guy had wrestler's court fucking where uh, a lot of it humiliated women and all that kind of shit. And you're going, oh, it's just fucking normal fun. Dude, that's psychotic. So yeah, I, I'm allowed to assume. Fine, yeah, fine. What the call is, in that in that industry with the fucking people that are been Vince McMahon's um, closer circle? Yeah, it's 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 guilty until proven fucking innocent. When it comes to that fucking inner circle with all the stuff that they've fucking done. Don't, don't tell me that Vizic Man didn't know. I mean, he has his enforcers do his dirty fucking work for him.
They were really, and again, people are like, oh, this is not the Daniel, this is not the Daniel Brian Danielson thing, whatever, from 2014. Yeah, that was also a work, too. I'm, I'm trying to break it. I know Brian Danielson said in his book it wasn't. But he also said that he lied. He also said that he lies. And he also said everything involving him is uh, everything that, that involves him is purely entertainment. So this guy has put it out there. He's capable of fucking lying too. You know what I mean? Like they had to make it seem like it was forced upon them. And I don't think it was. Like in real life kayfabe, it was pushed upon them. But that's what social media was like. Um, um, was going to be. As soon as that, that narrative was put out there in the 2010s, before the pipe bomb and all that, that, oh, Vince McMahon doesn't want social, like, in 2009, whatever, and all that, Vince McMahon doesn't want to acknowledge social media, they don't even know what it is, I, I, I knew right there that it was kind of bullshit, because I came up at a time when they had their finger on the pulse with, 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 with some of this online shit. Even if I didn't believe everything online was a fucking work, I I still I still had the the the, the knowledge from from li- from living that experience of seeing how the culture was in the in the late nineties early two thousands with the fucking with the internet. And, and, and by dumbing WWE down, by acting like they didn't plan for a lot of this stuff, it actually helps them out, basically. Because you can talk about how evil they are in, in your limited fucking ways, but with the call, acting like they don't know what they're fucking doing week to week shows you that they don't know what... They, they wouldn't be able to know how to get away with all these fucking crimes. So what ended up happening at the, I'll probably end up recapping it later or something like that. But what ended up happening was that The Rock, you know, uh, went on Pat McAfee's show during that day. And he started doing the whole Cody crybaby thing. And then, of course, The Rock stands online. The shill accounts there that, like, you know, some of them used to be AEW fucking, you know, um, shills. And now that they got uh, co-signed by WWE, now they're completely, like, you know... Like completely, um, you know, buying into like all this bullshit and like put like, help amplifying this fucking culture war between the Rock and Cody. Like just because like, listen, the, 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 the this was the most complaints that the Rock did at the press conference, but like, the whole Cody crybaby thing with the call, like it was some of like the laziest fucking uh, coasting on your material that I've ever fucking seen, which has been the case for a lot of Rock's material. He'll have something here and there. He's always maintained, like, you know, being, like, you know, naturally fucking funny. But, like, I've been been thinking, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, even with that, like, I know he's a military puppet. He's a government tool. You know what I mean? You 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 don't fucking get to be someone that gets to le- like leak out there's going to be big information coming from the old Bin Laden thing and John Cena being the one to announce it. You don't get to do that if you're not fucking connected fucking, you know, politically on some fucking level. Which is what a lot of these celebrities are. Political, you know, they're, they're like soups from the boys. So he, he, he already got, the, and again, people who, I, I, I hate fucking, you know, the, the online fucking portion of people who like, you know, take a mediocre fucking quote. 
It's not even that great anyways. And then they water it down. It's like, okay, fine. I understand. Uh, I understand that what they're called. Like, you know, I might not like, I might not like the song of the original fucking artist. But now I got to fucking suffer through a bunch of karaoke versions of the fucking song, basically. And you think I'm going to like it even more now with the karaoke version taking place? Some of the, some of the, some of the online, some of the online fucking, uh, you know, shills, uh, you know, that are, are always trying to be anti-WWE when they're really not. They've never been. That's why I, I've had no shame in, in going, okay, well, I, listen, I'm part of the problem. I go to the WWE shows as well. Like, you know what I mean? What's it called? But, like, but like but people will try to make you feel guilty. Even though, like, they are secretly going to events all the time. They're secretly connected. People who are, who said they're anti-WWE, who helped get that, um, that woman writer, that, that black woman writer, that, I forget what her name was. What was her name again? It was, like, a few years ago now. Like, if, if they are so anti-WWE and they didn't care about WWE, why were they so invested in getting this woman fired from her creator position? They're trying to remove, in their way, um, women from um, being a part of the fucking creative process. But some so of so, so these people that pretend to be anti-WWE and they, you know, they, they still prop up Jim Cornette. They still prop up Hulk Hogan still. They, they, they completely fucking gave up on their kayfabe and started fucking promoting this WWE storyline. Which just shows you that a bunch of these online shows are not fucking like, um, you know, they're not fucking, you know, uh, the, the, moral, the, the moral arbiters that they fucking say they are. They'll start off saying, oh, who cares about a WWE storyline? I'll agree with that. But then they start buying into it like, oh, this, they did it better than A. I thought we're not supposed to be caring about the, tri the tribalistic fucking bullshit that goes on. Again, it's always pe people that pretend to be anti-establishment, but then when, the, when it comes to their favorite celebrities, they like literally mentally fucking torque for them. Like they'll fucking let these fucking celebrities like touch their man pussies, basically. And these people are the ones that fucking you know call out women for fucking being like you know sex workers and all that kind of shit and putting down women non. Their entire presence online is putting down women nonstop with these amplified storylines. And yet they fucking, you know, mentally twerk for their favorite celebrities. And billionaires. So the, so, so, so the CM Punk, so I guess CM Punk will be playing a role in WrestleMania by being, like, maybe on commentary or maybe um, him being, like, you know, the host of WrestleMania maybe. So he can, like, start, like, kind of amplifying more, um, you know, a kind of talking shit to re other wrestlers. I'm sure he'll be kind of, like, mixed in with, like, the fucking storyline going to WrestleMania. Because, like, I mean, he was at the, he was at the, at the kickoff on the panel with Michael Cole um, and, um, and Big E. I forget who else was there. But, like, you know, he was, like, he took shots about, oh, punch your boss in the face, punch your bosses in the face, whatever, and all that kind of shit. He's, like, being, he's being fucking cute about it and all that, you know what I mean? Just constantly fucking, you know, playing a role in, the, in, in that way. But then The Rock basically wrote, um, um, what they call, um, Roman said that he's gonna choose. Seth Rollins was there, too, because he got involved in this whole melee as well. But what they call, like, Roman said he's gonna fucking choose, and then he, and then, and then he chooses Roman, he chooses Rock, because Cody's not, Cody's being hesitating, hesitating. So The Rock came out, and The Rock, like, had, like, this... You know, like, something that was, like, straight out of Google. Google fucking, you know, uh, Google um, images 
of the um of the of the whole entire family tree. And he's like talking about how this is a blood oath and like basically what I interpreted from um Rock taking Cody's spot was that in the cafe behind the scenes, the Rock uh, told Cody to step aside because he wanted to take down Roman Reigns. And once it, once the, the the Cody crybaby thing started on Pat McAfee, and then once he showed that this is about like you know um even though they're respected, this is about fucking battle for like like you know their for their fucking family basically. It became like okay, it becomes obvious that Rock was fucking playing Cody, and then Cody came out said it was bullshit. He basically you know um. Hold on, that's again. Let me see. Uh, let me play a little bit of it here. But BetMGM, you just don't watch the action. Hold on. You're in it. Buckle up. You're gonna love this ride. Hold on. Oh my god. Fucking ads. Something they play. They didn't let like, like, like you skip ads anymore. Oh, let me see. Oh my god, now when I afford it, it goes to a fucking other ad. Oh my god! Everything's going horrible. I'm gonna do it again, it's gonna go to another fucking ad. Holy shit. How many fucking ads do you need for this fucking video? Now it's gonna go another fucking one again. So Seth Rollins calls out, so Roman Reigns comes out, you know. Oh my, okay, I, you know what, I, I should just play it on my fucking laptop where there's no ads, because I fucking have the ad blocker on. Like, holy shit. Holy shit. Hold on. So fucking stupid. So then, you know, um... Your moment's gonna move on. 
And that's what's happened to Cody Rhodes. It's no longer his decision. It's now your tribal chief's decision. That's exactly how it works. Thank you. So tonight, I choose who faces me in the main event of WrestleMania. Get this bum out of here, will you? Just get this bum out of here already, huh? I choose. So this is where it becomes obvious that this is a plan. So the rock comes out. Jesus Christ. I, I, I want to afford it, but the guy, guy speaks when I ride forward it. So this, is what, this is what I'm talking about. This, this guy is. Welcome to everyone watching around the world. Welcome 
and certainly to the millions of the Rocks fans. Welcome, and on top of all that, members of the press, world watching, I introduce you to the Cody Crybabies. The rocks, the Roman Reigns, are like laughing in agreement to this. Now, let the Rock show you all and everyone around the world. I'm going to show you something right now that is very important. It's very cool. And I think you're going to like it a lot. But regardless whether you like it or you don't like it, you love it, you hate it, one thing, for damn sure, you are going to respect it. Take a look. Then it's a fucking, you know, family tree thing, you know. The biggest takeaway here was that, uh, that Solo's middle name is Yokozuna. That's fucking crazy. I guess a grand champion, right? And if you can't see that, in Samoan said, Ainga, Ainga forever. And if you can't see that, If you can't see the fact that this is proof that there is only one dominant and powerful royal family in professional wrestling. Which is a jab at Cody. If you can't see that, and if you think that the Rock and Roman Reigns isn't the biggest main event in the history of WrestleMania, then... Then, save your booze, save your booze. Then, if that's what you think, then in simple rock speak, it doesn't matter what you think. This is like the most healers I've ever seen. I'm like, you know, I'm kidding. And then the, you know, basically him and Roman Reigns do a handshake. And then Cody's gonna fucking come out. This is bullshit. They beep it out. You gotta go online to see some of the uncensored from the crowd, you know what I mean?
right here is Bull. shots dictating wrestlemania 40 and as the tribal chief as the undisputed champion you have a lot of stroke but it is not your right it is not your distinction to determine the main event it is mine i won the royal rumble and rock we had a wonderful conversation i had many conversations I have made my decision. At WrestleMania 40, in the main event, I choose you, Roman Reigns. So now he ruined their plans. I, I, I would assume that what they call The Rock told him to step aside. And then once it was determined that Rock was going to take a shot at Cody and then talk about the fucking being about the blood and all that kind of shit, bloodline and all that kind of shit, then Cody basically kind of shot on their plan and kayfabe, I guess. You must be crazy. You must be stupid or something, huh? This is a done deal. You're old news. Go over there with the number twos. The number two table will have you now. Loser bracket. Right there in the dummy in green. Just go, leave your embarrassing yourself now. Last year was your year. That was your moment. You were only a chapter in my book. Nobody cares about your story. Nobody cares about you finishing the story. You're embarrassing your entire family now. You just understand this. You're irrelevant, just like your dad. Fit. So they shot at his dad. Here you are talking about family. Is that what the bloodline is? Let me ask you a question. How's Jay? It's not a family. You're a meal ticket. And they are nothing but lackeys. But yes, men. They're goons. And what is this match all about right here? Who sits at the head of the table? What does it matter when neither of you have been doing any of the cooking for two years? family tree up there and you've invoked my father before so let me go in and do the same if your grandfather was here if the high chief his grandfather was here they'd be ashamed of you and then this is where the rock fucking just now the rock comes into the shot is getting serious right here So the rock side by side with Roman, like, oh.
His family. You're talking about my family. When you're talking about his ancestors, you're talking about my ancestors. And when you're talking about his blood, you're talking about my blood. So now, we have a problem. Then he, he slaps her right in the face. Seth Rollins gets involved. Roman and them are shoving each other. Triple H, all the tears are getting involved now. And then CM Punk starts getting involved, like, in the panel. Ladies and gentlemen, a, uh, just a bombshell moment here tonight. Cody Rhodes invoking what he earned at the Royal Rumble to choose Roman Reigns to meet Reigns at WrestleMania for the Undisputed Championship. I want to start first with CM Punk, the master of the pipe bomb. What did you think about this moment? Man, it's like Valentine's Day. I choose you, I choose you. Uh, listen, Cody's way too diplomatic. Somebody slaps you, you gotta bust them right back in the mouth. That's what I would have done. I want to see Cody punch Rock right in the face. Who wants to see Cody punch Rock in the face? Yeah. I feel like it needs to happen. Listen, I, like I said, Rock did not throw me over the top rope in the Royal Rumble. Cody won the Royal Rumble. It is his shot to call. That's where I stand. Biggie, your thoughts? Man, that's explosive, man. That's, 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 uh, I, I don't know what we're building. Are we, we looking at it? It looks like a, a tag. I, I, I love that. So, naturally, you would think maybe the Elimination Chamber, you would have a tag with Cody and Seth against Rock and Roman Reigns. But now people think that that's going to happen at night one at WrestleMania, which would be fucking stupid. You know what I mean? Have separate... T- you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, let, I, I, I could see this happening. No matter who wins the Elimination Chamber, maybe The Rock pulls a fucking uh, a power move and he fucking inserts himself uh, to, like, just face Seth Rollins, basically, kind of, in a way. I don't know. Since The Rock is going all fucking heel, but I, I would have The Rock versus Seth Rollins if uh, I had my choice at WrestleMania. For one of the nights. You know? Who fucking knows? I don't know where this is going. I have no idea. And we have, what, two months until WrestleMania. So my eyes will be peeled. It's, uh, it's a lot. Rushmore, you're talking about Roman Reigns. So yeah, Pat McAfee was on the panel. That's the other guy that's talking about. So it goes backstage and Triple H is, uh... Talk about this on the the, the pre. Sure, on Cody now. Is Seth Rollins still up in the air? Where does the Rock put his hands on him? I'm throwing hands. Yeah, but, but we, I'm whipping him. 
So we go. So Triple is backstage. Um, look, in moments like this are difficult, right? Everybody sort of goes into business for themselves. Um, hard to say what just went on right there. A lot of a lot of tension right now. A lot of egos. A lot of. Um, Fix it. Have them our family again. And that's what happens. It's out of line. You know it. It's not out of line. How, mu how much? Have them. If you don't fix it, we will. Have them family again. Oh. You're lucky you are too. Well, so, so how do you fix this? You can't fix it. Cody made his choice. I don't know how you do this. No, you fix. This is how you fix it. Personal issues can be solved when men fight. Let them fight. I'm if fight. he's mad, I'm if fight. he's mad, they said something about his family. Punch him in the teeth. If Cody's pissed off, he got his hands put on him. Punch him in the teeth. That's how you solve things. It's pro wrestling, for God's sake. Let's go. Hey, hey, I second that. That is what we do. That's what. This is what we do. We build conflict, and uh, yeah, I want to see. I want to see some violence too. So listen, this, since I came back, there's a lot of man buns in the WWE. And a, lot of, a lot of them aren't attached to men. If you follow my drift, all right. Hey, Punch people in the face. Let them fight. You and I can talk about it, right? Bingo. Can't wait to talk about it. When was the last time we seen Raw like that? By the way, ladies and gentlemen, is that the way the WWE's headed? I love that promo. Thank you to Pat McAfee. Yeah. So. That's what ended up fucking happening with that, you know. It was a good, listen, man, it was a good angle, but, you know, like, while this was happening, I'm reading about the Ashley Mazzaro thing over again, and I'm fucking, like, really depressed about that, and it's like, you know. I, 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 and I also really need to, like, you know, I, I, I'm in the habit of fucking doing a podcast and doing the wrestling thing, but I really do need to fucking distance myself before the WrestleMania season really fucking starts getting kicked off even more. Because, you know what I mean? Like, it, thing is, like, at this point, even if I would able to go, it's like, would I want to go anyways because of, like, what's going on with the fucking company? Even though I don't want to go for a Mania weekend, but, like, it being in Philly and all that, you know. And Philly's going more into the right-wing territory. I'm sure I'm not going to be safe there. You know? I don't, I don't, I don't know anymore, man. Just it's everything is just getting out of fucking control, and people were getting mad at the um, getting mad at Meltzer because Mel. Listen, at this point, listen, I, I, I've never been a big Meltzer mark. Like I don't, I, I don't really give two shits. But dunking on him at this point is like you're dunking on like a sports entertainer that's supposed to be, like you know, a, a fucking character at this fucking point. Like you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't see the fucking I, 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 my issue with him is that he's known about a lot of fucking shady things and he's kind of like limited the fucking nature of stuff. You know, in my personal opinion, you know, so I, I don't care about him getting the wrong fucking predictions. I don't care about the discourse of which fucking outlet reports that Mercedes Monet uh, got signed and then, it, oh, no, she wasn't really signed. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit about all that. All that shit is a waste of fucking time to fucking cl clout chase and get in the, in the, in the um, you know, uh, in engagement form off the whole damn fucking thing.
you know, I, 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 just, did, I just didn't really give a shit, like, at, at the time, but, like, you know what I mean, like, you know, but, like, now it's, like, yeah, I'm kind of buying in a little bit, I hate that, you know, I, I wish I was fucking gone from this planet, cause I didn't, I, I don't want to be, in, uh, be, you know, I think all of us in society have been beholden to entertainment, some people look at down at others, when it's, like, more obvious about, like, defending their favorites, but everyone who even criticizes other people for doing it are the same people that do it for their favorites. And then people take my fucking talking points and then use it, like, you know, same people that pretend like they never needed me for any fucking thing whatsoever. And then get mad at me because I'm not fucking promoting their shit. Anyways, I'll, uh, I'll, you know what, because I, I, I've been editing the wrestling portion, I'm just going to, because again, six 6.33 p.m. And I got, I, I don't want to fucking, like, you know, re, like, you know, watch Collision late, you know, late at night, whatever. But with the cold, I'll, with the cold, do the recap for Dynamite and fucking Rampage. And then, um, I'll do, the, I'll do that, and then, uh. Oh, fuck, hold on a second. I'll do, I'll do that, and then maybe I'll come back with other Discord from other fucking topics that I want to talk about. And then hopefully I can get the raw... raw and again, I don't know if I'm going to be doing, like, the rest of the disc, the rest of the fucking shit on this podcast, because then it'll be, like, an eight-hour podcast, but maybe that's what it needs to be. You know? Uh, so just let me, uh, give me one second for a fucking, I put a song on for a second just to like, you know. Hold on, uh, let me see, so I need to take a little break, I don't want to fucking break from this one, you know what I mean? Um, you know, um, so let me, uh. Give me one second.
Okay, I'm gonna get to it, you know, dynamite and the rampage, you know. It started out that is dynamite. Uh it started out with um started with Hangman and Swerve, they had a big time feel with the showing them backstage before the match started, right? They played out the vibe of the crowd and got going after Hangman smacked him and Swerve went off on him and then dive into the crowd when he sent Hangman over. It felt like Swerve has, was being positioned more as a baby face because the crowd was reacting more positively towards him. Even though, like, it's pretty much like a done deal, I think, you know, you know I'll, I'll get into it. When Swerve dropped him with the high boot, they were, like, 100% behind Swerve. Hangman got booed when he kept up after a fallaway slam. He got booed when he pulled uh, um, Swerve off the middle rope to lay in shots. Uh, Swerve was trying to do an octopus hold, but it was like no Jonathan Grisham, basically. But um, Hangman missed the spring lariat, but he still got one from a standstill that really rocked Swerve down in the back of the neck. Um, uh, Hangman embraced the booze a little bit when he did the fallaway slam outside. He would get booed when he would cut off Swerve's momentum, basically. Hangman got near fall, but he ends up on the apron. But he's able to back bar drop Swerve from the outside to the um outside the apron to the floor. Swerve got a rolling flatliner when Hangman missed the moonsault to the outside. Swerve got a Fosbury flop. Um, Swerve got an uppercut to the back of the neck from the middle rope. He did a power slam into a brainbuster and then a vertical suplex. Or maybe he just did a vertical suplex. Uh, he did a house call to Hangman for a near fall. Hangman bit Swerve at the top. Um, out of a superplex, but Hangman went for a sunset bomb, but sort of ended up on his feet and got a thrust kick, but Hangman blocked the JML driver, but was able to get a Liger bomb. Hangman's attempt at a buckshot was countered, and sort of got one of his own, and then does a diving stomp for a very close near fall. He tried to, um, tried for a move on the top of the barricade, but Hangman did a guy DT on top of the top of the barricade, and the crowd fucking chanted holy shit there, right? They're going back and forth when they came back. And they ended up uh, dropping each other at the same time with high boots. I figured this would go to a draw because I don't think they would do something as lazy as Joe interfering. And this match did eventually go to a draw, but they had people invested with every fucking move. Uh, sort of got a backbreaker after a back and forth. Sort of got a stomp, got a stomp as Hangman was in the trio wall position outside. And he fell off the apron on the table, which collapsed, but uh, Hangman did. But that added to the match, I think. Sort of bring out another table when he could have uh, just used the original table because the one hangman was on, you, you did roll off on it, but whatever. It was just a bunch of extra work, and uh, that's all I'm trying to point out. But he set up another table. Hangman got his knees up to block a 450. They made mention that the match was at 25 minutes. Hangman skins the cat and got a lariat and then gets a buckshot lariat and sort of got his foot on the rope. Nana was there, but he was not interfering, like, at all, right? So, Hangman does a dead eye on the apron. Nana was doing the dance to motivate Sir to beat the count, and he kind of works. Hangman immediately baseball slides him into the, um, to knock him in the, um, knock him outside. Hangman screams to stay down, and he was going to use a chair on him, but he hit Nana with it, and he got huge booze. Sir high boots the chair into Hangman's face, served as a diving stomp, 
and he tweaked the ankle and wasted it a bunch uh, wasted a bunch of time basically. Hangman snapped the ankle when Swerve tried for the JML driver. Swerve got an insiguri on the apron, then gets a dead eye off the apron through the table. And by the time Swerve got him back inside for the diving stomp, his body collapsed. And when he went went for it, Hangman goes for the buckshot, and Swerve counters into a JML driver before the count of three. The bell rings, and the crowd's heated for this. This felt close to and you know an Austin Brett double turn in some ways. Swerve gets on the mic and says he didn't go through all this just to get uh, to not get this, and he won't let Hangman get off this easily, and he wants five more minutes, and Hangman starts laughing, and the and we all assume that he will like he's laughing because he wants to do it, and he said Swerve had to beat him tonight to be the number one contender, and he didn't do it, and he'll not he'll not be world champion, and for him it's over, and the crowd's like really really booing this right. Then Tony Schiavone gets on the mic and everyone's cheering because they know what's going to happen. To tell Hangman that he's getting the award from Tony Khan that isn't done because they have two number one contenders and it's going to be a triple threat. Hangman is screaming, Swerve didn't beat him over and over again. It felt as much of a heel turn as you could expect, but the storytelling psychology was pretty good in this and uh, it felt like a big time feel for two character people were really invested into. Before I get into my real, th- you know, more of my thoughts, Joe had a promo backstage immediately afterwards to the match, and he sarcastically says it's an elation and excitement he feels, but that it didn't last too long because he went on a diatribe about, you know, how you cannot be dealing with this, and they're celebrating mediocrity because neither of these men deserve to be in the ring with them. Instead, the powers that be are stacking the deck. He says they don't want him to be champion, but it's not their choice, and he declares himself the champion despite their best efforts. No matter... <coughs> Sorry. No matter what they do... He will walk out as champion, and it's a shame both of them will suffer because of it. Good intensity. It was a good match, and it makes me a, a bit excited for the match. It feels Swerve is the next in line to get it, but, I mean, who knows? I could see Hangman winning it officially and then turning heel, so Swerve beats him one-on-one for the title, even though it'll piss people off he didn't win it right away, but I think the story is going to be more about that. But Joe could end up winning by pitting Hangman, and you get Swerve and Joe, maybe. But, I mean, the match itself was laid out beautifully. I liked every moment of it. It made, like, every part of it count. Uh, It was really fucking good. The counters and the injury teases were really good. This is the epitome of a match that deserves to be to the time limit. You know, and when Hangman didn't want another five minutes, to me, it was like, confirm we're going more in this heel direction with him, even though you can tell, like, that's how the crowd has perceived him for the last several, the, the last several months, if you want to be honest. It's going to be a whole other animal to see Hangman to the social practical heel again, but I like that, uh, Nana didn't interfere, and that when Hangman hit him, it got really, bo- it got, got booed because, you know, Nana's become a, lo- has become very lovable in this whole thing, basically. Uh, great match, good chemistry, I like Joe's intensity for the promo, the match was one of the better openers of the show that they've ever had, I guess. I think we can assume Hangman's going more heel, but I envision the rest of the build going to be him becoming more sociopathic, like 97 Bret Hart, maybe, I guess. I don't know. It makes him look 100% more evil, but that's like probably the mustache, maybe. I don't know. I think with how the main event played out with the Bucks going to the callback of the Age of the Fall from ROH with their big beatdown, I feel they could help him win, and they do a power-hungry thing, but ultimately, you have Swerve win this. And by that time, he could be a full-fledged babyface, because it's pretty obvious Hangman is, like, you know, in the heel, in the heel position. But it's like there's still a gray area, all them, him denying five minutes. You could count that as fully just full being fucking heel, because, you know... 
but I don't think officially he's there. I don't think he's officially like they, they count him as a heel. But I imagine by the time the Max interview happened and afterwards, he'll definitely be an all-out sociopathic, psych- psychopathic, you know, psych- psychotic fucking heel. And you know, and then and then it'll make the chase for Swer- it'll make Swerve's chase for the title mean more against Hangman. You know what I mean? Because this has been one of Swerve's best rivalries in the fucking company's had. You know. I'm looking forward to the triple threat, um, you know. It was better they did this way than having the predictable Joe destroying both of them and then leading, you know, leading to that, basically. Deanna was on commentary while Tony and Red Velvet went at it uh, for their match. Uh, Tony had control with the wrestling spiel, but Tony got um, hit with a leg lariat while avoiding the body trip. Uh, Tony got a death press and late shot. She got a sit-out powerbomb for a near fall. Tony had control when they came back. She did a wind-up jab as Velvet laid in quick shots on Tony. She got another leg lariat. Velvet got a Casadora Bulldog. She does a running knee to the back and then standing moonsault for a near fall. Tony ripped Velvet into the corner and then does the hip attack and does a variation of a DT, but Velvet kicked out. Velvet got a pinning combo. She missed a corkscrew kick, and Tony gets an ankle lock while kind of standing on Velvet's head, and she uh, did not let go after the match, so Deanna goes to make the save. And they go face to face, and Tony kisses Deanna on the cheek again. N- not the n- not the time and angle to like kind of like, to do like unwanted kisses. You know what I mean? I, I know it's consensual in, in in real life for these women to do that, but I feel like when you make I, when you I guess you're the heel, so I guess you can justify like you know soft sexual assault. I guess like you know. Again, I, I, people are going to roll their eyes, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, wrestling has normalized that kind of shit, you know what I mean? And they normally have good guys doing good guys doing it. So I guess it's a, you know, she's like, Tony the Storm of the Heel, so I guess it's like, you know. Um. So yeah, she made the save, and they go face-to-face, and Tony kisses Deanna on the cheek, and Deanna pushes her, you know, kind of shoves her, you know, waves her head away. Then Luther got in her face, and she kind of waved him away as well. Not the most enthralling part of the angle, but people are still into the into into this build, you know. Um, but the matches the matches have a decent spot, and Velvet, you know, has done a fine job. She's really improved, and I was never on the hate train when it came to her because a bunch of assholes online couldn't get over a shitty booking online of a bot she did. I think Tony's gonna implement this move in her finisher because she's call she's calling it the break a leg. Since Diana is is you know concentrating on the arms, so I'm sure she'll you know she'll make that count for the match. But I'm always, I'm always a fan when people add more finishers. I think this build has been pretty fucking good, and I hope it steal. I actually hope it steals the fucking show. I know there's a lot of fuck. It's hard to say that on 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 a card with like you know where there's so many wicked dope performers on there, right? But I hope like this actually makes a statement and gets the time to actually you know do something. Renee goes over Ishii fighting uh, Orange Cassie on collision and then uh, goes over the Rampage match with the trios. Trent was kind of questioning the Ishii match, but then they mention Chuck and they do an awkward thing where Orange Cassie goes, well, I'm going to go check on... You know what I mean? Like the longer pauses. But then Renee uh, was like, you know, doing a bunch of high fives to like, you know, like she's now becoming more of a sports entertainer. This is fine in, in, in this setting, but I hope she doesn't do this often where the comedy still... Because the comedy will go stale, right? Because I do enjoy her as an interviewer asking tough questions or whatever. You know, play it by ear, I guess. These, But these do become too much sometimes, but I, they're inoffensive. But like, I, I didn't have a problem with this, you know what I mean? Later on, we see Chuck getting attacked by the Undisputed Kingdom. 
Cole says, get well, Chuck. And it would, I, I, I would have wanted something more menacing, but this is just like bare bones level of an attack. It's like they want presence, but they don't want to waste too much time. You know what I mean? Because then people will get pissed off with like, you know, them, be, be, you know. If something happened on Rampage, and I'll get into that, whatever. Um, BCC, which was Brian Mox and Claudio faced off with Hechicero, Volador, and uh, Mascarada Dorada. Um, Vladar came out came out in a match. So I wasn't sure. Um, I wasn't sure the comments got to him online, but, but I I thought he was gonna be wearing it. Whatever he decided to put the mask, but he decided to take it off. Whatever. I was excited for the ma- I was excited for the match after that after the Brian Hachisero um, thing, and they both started out again. They did the wrestling spiel you saw in Collision. It got personal after Hachisero got a, the best of him. He did a leg scissors while rolling around the ring. It's, 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 it's the best way I can fucking describe it. You know what I mean? It's I can't describe this shit. Mascarada, Dorada, and Claudio face off, and Claudio got a lot, uh, it's a lot taller than him, so he was, like, kind of showing it off. He chops Claudio, and Claudio no-sells them. He had a, a step up um, on Claudio's toes, basically. He did some fancy shit, but ultimately Claudio drops him. Uh, more fancy shit, but Claudio tried for a giant swing, but Dorada got a Harris on him to the outside. Now Mox and Volodya Jr. Uh, tee off on each other, and they have a slugfest back and forth. He gets a... a um, um, uh, Rana unmocks after a handspring, uh, handspring into the into the ropes. Uh, he toped out onto Mox, and the BC started beating him down. The other CMML guys try to fend him off. There are other CMML guys in the crowd as well. Uh, one of the, I think one of them was Mystico. Um, Mox toped out on. I can never say the guy's name. Vladador, and then the CMML guys beat Mox down. The BCC attack. This felt like it was heated, and then they got the crowd invested. Claudio got a giant swing on Vol- Volador. I can't say this fucking name. Volador. 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 Okay, it's Volador Jr. Mox and Volador Jr. mix it up, and then we get Brian Dorada mix it up. But Dorada fucked up the spring arm drag he was trying to do on the on them. But he still did it, but it was fine, whatever. Dorada launched off Mox to get a run on Brian and gets a corkscrew kick on Mox. He gets a spinning to Harris on Claudio after tussling around. Hedgesir on Volador, Tope on to BCC. Dorada springs uh, from the middle rope to the outside for a shooting star press. Hedgesir did a spinning hammer lock into a back brick, and then Dorada did a 450 splash for a near fall. Dorada did some fancy movement to avoid Mox and gets a destroyer. Mox broke, um, you know, on. I think Claudio booked the count. Vladador got a backstabber. Brian got a bicycle knee on him. Hedgesero nailed Brian from the top with a forearm. He gets into the back and forth of Claudio. He goes for a toe hold. And then uh, some fancy movement on the ground. But then he did some Zack Sabre shit to get him some kind of leg submission. And he did uh, a fancy version of a stretch muffler. Dorado got launched by Volador into Brian and Mox. Uh, and, Mox uh, and Mox gets both of them with a double lariat. Hedgesero did a rising knee strike to Mox. And eventually gets a guillotine leg drop on the Claudio. I go, this guy was fucking killing it. The ref gets crushed in the corner. And Claudio does a low blow to win the match. I wanted the CMML guys to win the match, but BCC cheating was interesting. And the other CMML guy that from the crowd came into came into the ring as well. And then 2.0 and Seidel and Daniels came out to make the save, and they're all arguing. I'm enjoying the, what this feud is, man. This is fucking great. Hedgesero is like my favorite wrestler right now with this shit. Uh, it was a hard-hitting match, and the styles all meshed well. Anticipated. 
the CML guys to be more heel and, and get a deadly beatdown, but Claudio doing the low blow was kind of heelish. And it is like they choose to book BCC as heeled and face at the same time sometimes. I don't mind gray area, but it's like it's, like it's on Vincent Russo level with how often it becomes. Like it's a non sequitur, basically. But maybe this will let CML, CML guys get some victories over them, maybe, because they're facing on collision too. I'm going to bet they get a win on CML's... Uh, on CML's t I bet CML guys are going to get a win on their own turf. But this is uh, still pretty good. I wish they would take this kind of effort to put into the other Lucha guys, you know what I mean, in angles. Because they got they get used randomly or will be given random accolades. But they never get anything consistent at a time. This, is like, this feels like a, a really decent storyline. But I don't know if it's going to all play out on, like on AEW. It might have to play out in CML as well. Tony Khan makes the announcement for TD Garden in Boston about the event calling, um, being called AW Big Business. And basically, it's signaling for Mercedes Monet, and he's hyping up um, as the biggest night for AW. So he's saying it without saying it. People say she signed months ago or whatever, but that like, gets corrected since this is a discourse with the media online now. They're definitely building up online that she might cause problems since you're since like anyone's discourse from the previous years carried over to where you are. So the fandom online who need to shit cater to them because of it, you know, because if it isn't online, it isn't fucking propped up. You know what I mean? So you need to have oh, Britt Baker's gonna have an issue with the mom with Mercedes, and it'll lead to like some real life shit going down because we need to retread, you know, old fucking angles basically. Jericho and Takata had a good match, but the right winner won. But the thing is, I never know what to get invested with in this shit because Takata will probably not be seen for a while. And this Jericho angle seems never fucking ending, but this was a really good match. Jericho got advantage early on when they're going back and forth, and Callis had to slap Takata to motivate him, and he got the best of Jericho outside. Takata did a diving senton from the top. Takata got to the Takata line, but instead of running back and forth over and over, he just leaped. And Jerko sent him over the top rope, but he ran on the apron to get to the top to do a double axe handle. Sammy then swung a chair at Hobbs, who was trying to interfere. And Hobbs swatted the chair out of Sammy's hand, but then Sammy got a cutter on him. And then Hobbs, um, he hit Hobbs in the face with a chair. And then they're gone in the crowd, basically. Jerko gets a spring dropkick after Takata missed uh, the jumping knee to the corner, which dumped him outside. Jericho did a diving cross by the outside. Takasha got his control and did a sit-out Death Valley driver-like kind of move. He sent Jericho outside uh, and then dives onto him. Jericho got his knees up from the senton. Um, and Takasha got his knees up for Jericho's line salt. They were countering shit until Takasha got the deadlift released German. Jericho got uh, intercepted the Takasha line, which um, was a really solid... Uh, and uh, he, he basically got it with a, a solid code breaker, basically, Jericho. Takasha intercepted the lion salt and caught him with the blue thunder bomb for a near fall. They blocked the power drive. He blocked the power drive knee and then Ju and they both block each other's move. The power drive knee and the Judas effect. Jericho did the ten punches and Takasha escaped and Jericho drops him in the turnbuckle. Takasha got an avalanche blue thunder bomb or at least what it looks like. What, 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 that's what his aim was, I guess. Jericho catches the knee and does the walls of Jericho, but Cal throws in a chair to distract the referee. Cal hits Jericho with the screwdriver. Takasha gets the walls of Jericho and Jericho didn't get his arm up at the third try the ref was raising it but the Kasha pulls him into the center to maintain it and then Jericho does tap out it was a really good match I just don't know what else to happen with the storyline it's like it's like it's it's been like more tolerable but Takasha's gotten big victories and this guy is not being elevated even more and and not going for any titles you know what I mean I hope this feud isn't continuing until Omega returns or whatever but this was like a good match though 
The quality was there, but Jericho was like a discourse character. It will always overshadow his matches, but hopefully, I mean, this goes somewhere, but like, you know, where it ends up elevating Hobbs and Takashita. I've been saying this for a long fucking time, but it just seems like it's always in a placeholder position. Like, there'll be good matches and all that, you know what I mean? I'm not saying they aren't, tr- they aren't like, making Hobbs and Takasha look fucking more serious and menacing. But it's like, they don't really elevate with the booking, though. The main event was Sting and Darby and versus Starks and Bill. Uh, this was awesome. This was an awesome main event, you know? Sting's sons were in there. And I swear to God, these were created in a lab. And they look like, they, they all look like younger Stings, basically. The match was, the match was amazing toward the end, toward the, like, when they get into the ringside area. Actually, let Sting, they actually let Sting and Darby win the titles, and I wish they had just done a lot, um, was done a little bit more earlier on. But the angles what made it awesome is it's like you know it's a box, so we're not supposed to think that their angles are good, but um, this got the match more heated and definitely feels like a main event angle now. The the two teams brawl right away. I, I don't want to do every um, moment in in the ring in, in, in the outside of the crowd because it gets redundant. You know what I mean? Um, but I understand why they do it, because people will pop for Sting just being out in the crowd. A- eventually, after it went all over the place, the first big spot in the match was Sting diving off the fucking stands onto Bill and Starks. They made their way back to the, uh, made their way back to the ringside area during the picture-in-picture. Picture. When they come back, Sting did a stinger splash against a guardrail to Bill, but, uh, Bill basically no-sold and he gives him a lariat. Bill counters Darby's tope into a spinning big boss man slam. That was really good. Um, Bill was doing good character work during the time he was t- t- taking some random shots at Sting. Darby tried to slap Bill, but Bill does a tree slam move and repeatedly bangs his head against the mat and then maintains control to place him on the top just to throw him across the ring. Bill tried to press Darby up, but Sting shoves Starks into Bill and fends both of them off, and eventually Sting makes, uh, takes, um, shakes Bill as he's being crossed into the ropes. Uh, Darby breaks the count when Starks gets a, a Sting for the death drop. Starks tweaked his ankle, um, ankle, uh, ankle trying to land on his feet from a moonsault, but Darby gets gets rid of him. Darby and Sting did splashes in the corner over and over to Bill. Then Darby gets a code red, and then Sting and then gets a coffin drop to the outside on Bill. Basically, Sting eventually goes for the death lock, and Bill's carrying Darby on his on his back to try and break the count. But Darby and Bill land off the apron through a table. Starks was able to get get to the ropes, but it didn't matter because it was, it was tornado rules. Starks moves the buckle out of the way, so Sting hits the exposed buckle. Starks is hesitating to spear Sting because he's kind of doesn't want to finish Sting off, but Sting was clobbering his chest, so Starks did it, and it was a near fall. Sting blocks another spear and turns it into a deathlock for the win. The crowd popped for this. The match picked up in the latter portion once they got to the ringside area, but it was really good still, you know. It felt with Starks hesitating, this could lead to Bill turning on him because we all expect Starks to be leaving the company. But, I mean, who knows? But Bill really stood out the the most of the match. He really done a good job improving in, in, in the ring, also having good intensity to the character. Sting's come in, uh, Sting's sons come into the ring, celebrate the confetti's in the air for Sting and Darby. Bucks then take them down with bats, hit the sons with them, and they start choking one of the sons. They split Darby open, and Darby's bleeding on their white jackets. They give Darby the EVP trigger. Excalibur had to clarify, because Bucks called him into, called him into his office to, you know, to clarify that move. They beat Sting down with the bats even more. They kept hitting these guys shots over and over. I think seeing this in active practice made it seem more heated, and not just comedy shit backstage. I know people think Bucks will win, 
But I could see Sting and Darby winning to retire the titles, but I also wouldn't mind if the Bucks winning and getting heat on Sting's last night. I mean, who knows, but this was a good angle. I could, I could, I can get behind the, the evil EVP characters. It was a really solid angle, man. This match was really good, and the angle they shot was really solid as well. So I think it will be a good main event for the pay-per-view if that's what the, 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 the route they go. But we need a good promo from Sting and Darby to react to this. And we also need a really serious promo from the Bucks to explain this shit as well, right? I thought this was a good callback to the Age of the Fallen or whatever, Age of the Fallen in ROH. If they can get Hangman to join them in this power-hungry shit, we might have a compelling angle for the Bucks and Hangman, which has been missing for a while. But this sold me on the match, though. I'm glad Bucks didn't uh, cost them winning the titles, but I'm looking forward to this shit anyways, though. Anyway, overall, a really good show. Not too much filler. The matches were lengthy, and the main, uh, and, and the main ones were really top-notch between Swerve and Hangman and BCC and the CML guys in the main event. So I'm looking to the angle that can be extracted from all this. Then let me go to Rampage. Um, best friends faced off with the Undisputed Kingdom consisting of Roddy, Taven, and Bennett. It's a good match. I'm surprised to let Taven get the pin. But I guess like Roddy doing the leaping knees would help cause it. But I figured they would let Roddy um, rack up the pins on the way back to the pay-per-view. But it was a good intense match. I wish we got Bennett and Taven to have more mic time. But these guys are a really solid tag team. And like, they're really fucking fluid in, their, you know, in, 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 in how they do it, you know. Uh, they're fun to watch. They mostly had heat on Trent until Orange Cassidy got the hot tag. He got the typical offense. Roddy didn't want to face off with them and kept avoiding him. Orange Cassidy and Taven had a good back and forth for a bit. Then they gave Rocky a lot in this match as well where he was uh, fending Bennett and Taven. Roddy did a leaping knee to intercept it, the, the, the forever clothesline and he did the finish which lets Taven get the pin. Roddy does a finish onto the, onto the chairs. Uh, this was better than the bare bones attack on Dynamite but this is a really good match. Uh, Buck had their match against the job, this jobber. Their new team theme is a ripoff of Succession. Let me see one second. Let me see. Um, let me see right here. Hold on. Let me see. Hold on. Like, two ads. This is good, then. So yeah, you know, this is basically it. So yeah, so um, anyways. Um, they're wearing the bloody suits from Dynamite, which was a good touch. They worked a slower style because it was more about their aura, you know, and as characters. Nick did low blow one, did low blow behind the ref's back. 
before the EVP trigger, and then they cut a promo after the match. They pretend to feel bad about what they just did to Sting. They said they would get more victories to climb up the ranking. Nick said he was sick of the disrespect. And heard Heckler call them by the wrong name. Matt did try to play the good cop, but they basically declared winning the tag titles. They'll keep having competitive matches like this one right here to climb up the rankings. And I guess they didn't announce it right there, but they're going to face top flight on Dynamite. Matt did a whole spiel hype with the crowd about how the show, about the show to like you know like, like they're good EVPs. Uh, this played out better than in front of a live crowd to see to see this. And I'm kind of looking forward to what they do. I think they were trying to mock Tony Khan the way he hides out the crowd. It's going to be a good show. Let's go. Which made it even funnier. Mr. Golden Seidel had a good match. It was good to see these guys get some victories over some people in AEW. Other CML guys were surrounding the ring. I wouldn't say it was the greatest match. It was kind of slow-paced a bit. But it was like there was more character work being done toward the end than it picked up, though. Mr. Gold won with the Avalanche Spanish Fly. Some other CMML guys uh, are going to face Claudio and Mox on Collision. I'm hoping they would get a win over them, you know what I mean? Give them something, you know. Cage had a promo against Hook about hitting him with the chair. And Hook isn't there because he's scared of Cage, basically. Cage is going to face two people on Collision. Nana went off on Hook hitting people with chairs. And he knows what it feels like. And and while um while on Dynamite, he came off like a baby face from it. Over here, he came off like a heel, kind of like doing the complaining, basically. But I guess they're going to let this feud cook for a bit instead of just throwing it away. The main event was Statlander and Willow versus Ruby and Soraya. And the main point is Ruby finally getting sick of Soraya. And she walked out mid-match and clocked Holly Cameron. I did like when Holly tried to yank Willow off the middle rope. She was able to fend it off. But I let Soraya do the, do it from the apron. I feel like they, they keep going to this tag match um, with this tag team thing. And I, I wonder if they're going to do a women's tag titles eventually. Because I don't know where... There's a little Statlander thing that's going in Stokely, you know. I still suspect Stokely is going to align with someone who's new, but if they make Mercedes a heel, it would, it would be good for her to have, um, you know, have him as a manager if they stop, like, always just relying on comedic shit with them. It picked up toward the end, but Soraya accidentally hit Ruby, which is what helped propel Ruby's annoyance of Soraya. You know what I mean? And I hope they can get Ruby on track and this can stop being an overtop sports entertainment. She also had a. She also read a note in her pocket that um, before the match. So you're supposed to imply that something was like you know um, that she got some information. Uh, Statlander and Willow looked impressive, and Sky Blue and Julia showed up. And then while Willow was aggressively hugging Stokely, since he's placating Statlander by getting along with her, but I guess this feud will continue because Statlander will probably get a rematch or some shit, or maybe they'll do a fatal four way for the fucking title. Who knows? Who knows? So that that was it right there. Anyway, I'll come. It's seven oh eight p.m. I'll come back with more um of the discourse. I just want to get this shit, wrestling shit out of the way first, and then I'm going to be doing more wrestling recaps to like you know get some shit done. You know. Okay, it's one fourteen p.m. I've been holding off on doing the other part of the discourse, you know what I mean? Because there's just so much, and, and the thing is, like, by now, I'm probably going to try to speed through it. I, I try, I want to, like, at least, um, like, I, I want to give some thought, but I'm just going to fucking have to skim through it, which doesn't I mean I'm going to go on, like, you know, just brief little fucking, you know, even though there's a, there's a lot I can go through right now. I don't know where I should fucking begin. 
How about, how, about, how about this whole fucking thing? Uh, I, I didn't get to watch SNL last week. I'll probably try to catch up. It's not new this week, so it's fine, whatever. Actually, you know what? Let me... Uh, I didn't know that Bill Maher's show came back. I don't listen to a stupid podcast. I, you know, I mean, what the call? I couldn't imagine listening to a podcast, but the real-time show I still kind of fucking keep up with, right? And I didn't know it was back, so I had to catch up with three weeks' worth. But I, I, I skimmed through most of it just to get through to some of the problematic shit that he's amplifying up. And, you know, it's the same type... I mean, I, I, I definitely should just fucking break free from it. You know what I mean? It's no longer... You know, someone like John Oliver... I mean, I'm sure if John Oliver got the gig to host a real-time show, I'm sure he'll probably end up going to shit. So maybe it's best he keeps to his half-hour slot, whatever. But if somebody deserves, like, a panel fucking show, it's definitely fucking... John, like, you know what I mean? Like, real time with John Oliver would probably be better fucking replacement. Let Bill, let Bill Maher go to whatever right-wing audience he's trying to, uh, you know, trying to go. I, I'm, I'm sure he'll do something that will go over the fucking top that will get him canceled off of HBO, where he'll go to, like, some independent fucking thing, whatever, and pretend, like, oh, he broke the rules of the system, whatever. So, um, basically, on one week of the show, he had Stephen A. Smith on. And Stephen A. Smith addressed uh, some of, like, you know, like, those valid racism, right? Which, again, whenever anyone in the establishment talks about it, it'll be the limited guys. But then he started, like, placating Bill Maher. Bill Maher, you should go, go watch the episode and tell me if I'm exaggerating. Bill Maher, again, plays a typical, you know, oh, my God. I, like, he plays a typical racist where he, 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 he just gleefully loves another person downplaying racism existing in this world, especially when you have the type of extremism that exists right now, while Bill Maher equates the right-wing extremism. He didn't even fucking have the balls to cover the fucking mega dude that fucking beheaded someone on any of the weeks that was going on. But he was so gleeful in seeing Stephen A. Smith. And, and again, people are giving Stephen A. Smith fucking uh, credit because he went at Jason Whitlock. But this guy is also a system fucking token for the for the elite now he's doing anti-immigration shit on his show you know what i mean and and again with the cold again people don't think that that's a psyop basically because 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 now they they they've amplified they've amplified um the crime shit they've amplified the crime shit where like here, here's the thing there's certain people who say they're left who will blindly be anti-cop right and this is not me being fucking pro-cop or anything like that, right? Because, again, all the fucking cops that are being, you know, seen on camera doing horrible shit. The fucking type of systemic shit that it fucking exists. But the thing is, I also noticed that some of these people who have blindly done that, whether it be feds or whether it be cops, whatever, they have, a, they have been shilling and aligning with, like, you know, like, you know, powerful... Like, again, because, see, the thing is, when you shill for, like, a... A celebrity or a fucking, you know, uh, you know, like an established celebrity, someone who people call king and all that kind of shit, right? You know, you know, you know what I mean? These people to me are above the fucking law and they have rosters of cops. So part of me feels like that NYPD story um, of attacking a fucking, you know, a migrant. I, I think the whole thing was designed to be planned where like it's giving people because again because there's more to the story it was like the 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 NYP again the thing is if you're taking the NYPD's version of the story at face fucking value right then you're like you're also a fucking idiot right but the thing is because the person who uh, or one of the, again 
if some of the people had fucking, ba- um, you know, had a criminal, criminal history. This is, not me, this is not me saying that, oh, go deport them like how Anna Kasparian is fucking doing it. But what they're called, uh, the whole, but, but the whole thing is that what they're called, I believe, that like there are fucking billionaires, right wing fucking billionaires that are putting money on the fucking street. Where they have their little arc. This is why I describe it with fucking different factions going on. So they're definitely going to have sensationalist fucking shit. Right? But at the same time, right? What they call, I think, blindly. Like, uh, like you know, like... Again, like, I, I'm not saying, like, all oh, the cops that are on camera doing this. But you got to wonder why this stuff has been amplified on camera. Because there's certain people who have now gone more to the right wing who will say they're anti-fucking cop. Or people, you know what I mean? When people who shill for billionaires are, you know, those people fucking own fucking cops. And they have fucking, you know, the thing is, you don't, the, the propaganda is so good from these billionaires that they can make it look like they're just a regular person who's just wealthy and that's it. They give you like a lazy representation of what they actually do. And, and again, I'm, I, this is not me like, oh, saying, oh my God, they do hard work. Stop saying that. But like, there is hard work going into what they're doing. But the, what they're doing is like kind of fucking evil. So to me, it's like some of these people that have gone right wing, it's like they want a blind, uh, you know, blind thing of feds and uh, cops, whatever, because maybe they work for fucking right wing billionaires that want you to fucking hate all fucking people in there. It's like it's like they would rather take out some of the fucking uh, some of the ones that might be working for a lesser evil fucking faction, if that makes fucking sense, right? But like this, but this story was designed to be more fucking discourse, whatever. You know what I mean? So that you can, you know, you can blindly fucking you know uh, call like no like, like when Anna Kasparian and Jank call for these people to be deported and all that. They know that what they're called innocent fucking people are going to be the ones that are 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 going to be the most affected by it because you take a sensationalist fucking story. Whatever, right? They'll claim that, oh, the, the NYPD has a hard time recruiting. Not really. They'll keep... Ampli- Again, I, I can't trust what TYT says about fucking the crime stats and all that. But there's also people online who, you know, uh, will, like... Who, 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 who I, you know, I, I don't think really are on the fucking left what they say they are. Like, not every single person, but, like, there's some people that will, like, make it seem like, you know, these things aren't amplified for the social media or like for fucking engagement farming and fucking making money that fucking way so that's why they use these sensationalist fucking stories but they're so like even if like like you know like say some of them committed crimes whatever it wouldn't be indicative on 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 the on the people that are doing it in the sense that what they're called if somebody's like for example when when when, when they make it seem like these migrants or these criminals are getting off um, because of bail reform, it's like not because of bail reform. The judge let it go, but that's suspicious to me because to me it's like I believe fucking billionaires want this on the street so you can advocate for it. So that's why you have got like, that guy uh, Curtis Sleva, whatever the fuck his stupid name is, him and the Guardian Angels beating on a fucking innocent person, thinking that he did a crime. Even if you think he did a fucking crime, who are the fuck are you to go beat down fucking people? And now you have fucking different celebrities like Fifty Cent and Stephen A. Fucking Smith. Like, you know, like, going fucking, going fucking, trust me, 50 cents fucking finances are not going to be affected by fucking migrants getting a prepaid credit card fucking bill. Let's not pretend he fucking gives a shit. 
So, 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 it's not enough for him to pick on other fucking people who are down and out in the industry, making fun of them for being, you know, um, um, being with trans people or being in the closet or whatever the fuck it is. Yet with the call, I can, I, I personally think he projects. I personally think he's one of those guys who are in the fucking closet. I think him and Eminem have fucking, you know, fucked once or twice or something like that. I, and that's just my personal fucking opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if him or Howard Stern fucked. I don't know. But he, he, he picks on a lot of fucking people, and now he's using that in, in a time where fucking people are going to fucking, you know, where the, where the fucking presidential candidate is, is using Hitler rhetoric um, to fearmonger about it. And there's a lot of fucking people who, are, who climb up in the elite, elitist fucking status, elite status, who want to socially climb up, who will fearmonger. And it's also seeping into the wrestling world as well. When they use that um, that guy from the NWA who got fucking uh, you know car something happened to him. I, I saw a lot of people in the, on the Reddit, you know what I mean, and you know people people who are online sports entertainers, going off about the crime in Philly and all that kind of shit. So you know, and again, since wrestling is tied to fucking politics, and a lot of people are going more fucking right wing, you're gonna notice more fear mongering about fucking crime. And all that kind of shit. Even though, like, these people who... Especially when famous people or people in, the, in, in a mafia industry are getting affected, it's normally because somebody fucking okayed that to happen. They're fucking... You know what I mean? It's, it's a mafia fucking world. It's not fucking clear-cut. You know, I, I, I'll get into that in a second. Um, Bill Bill Maher was downplaying the ID the lies of the IDF that they've spewed and uh, claiming that anyone that supports fucking Palestine is supporting Hamas, and then you'll use sensationalist fucking examples. Uh, he's going more right wing on the border fucking talk, even though right wing billionaires, the fundamentalists, run the fucking countries. I'm tired of this country versus country aesthetic. It's fundamentalists running it with fundamentalists. And people who are fucking hyping up Putin or Z from China, whatever, and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, okay, fine, I get it. But you can call out the neocons. Because, again, any because neocons and fucking right-wing people, they want fucking, you know, and centrist fucking, they want fucking a war because they know that innocent people are the ones that are going to get affected. It's not going to affect the fucking leaders. The leaders probably have fucking decoy fucking bodies and all that kind of shit. So if they get taken out, they can probably... You know, fake their fucking death. I, I forgot, we're not allowed to think that there's advancements in this world when it comes to fucking leaders and all that. You gotta think that we're, we, we live by regular fucking rules and, you know, it's, it's, it's like these people are host. Like in Westworld, you know what I mean? And we're all, you know what I mean? And it's, it's like now we're in this amusement park, basically. It's a mixture of Westworld and the boys and then professional wrestling as well. And then, of course, you always, Bill Maher always takes shots at how gay people are treated in Palestine and all that kind of shit. And, and, and you will have people who say they support Palestine, like, you know, like uh, that Samira Khan chick who's online, who's like basically fucking, you know, always like uh, uh, on Putin's fucking dick all the time. Like, you know what I mean? She'll fucking, you know, like use homophobia and transphobia as part of her fucking like pro-Palestinian. That's why I don't trust some of these fucking people. And you're hyping someone like that up then, you know what I mean? She used to be fucking, you know, a, a little bit more fucking common fucking sense a little bit. But, but, but a lot of people who, you know, like revolutionary, you know, like uh, socialist MMA, 
used to like, you know, I, mean, I used to think this guy made fucking brilliant fucking points, but now he's on the Jimmy Dore fucking side. And he's, like, doing generalizations about, uh, like, not feeling bad for anyone who serves in the military. And that's such a 2010s fucking mentality. Like, I, listen, I'm not, listen, I hate the U.S. military industrial fucking complex, okay? It's a fucking war machine. I don't think, but the thing is, like, if you're going into another institution, right? I understand we, we look at the military, but, like, every fucking entertainment institution you're basically a or you know any type of fucking billionaire funded fucking institution that's basically the fucking feds to me as well so like you know what i mean so like so, so there's some people that what the called might need to fucking like you know they, they can learn certain shit being in the military or get fucking you know uh, from schooling and all that there is like definite fucking you know uh um there's definite fucking uh um, advantages of d doing it and not being a fucking some way that loses your fucking way like a lot of fucking people end up doing. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm not talking about like the white supremacist faction that exists within there, whatever, and all that kind of shit. But then if that's like the case, then would he feel the same way about, uh, would he feel the same way about people who serve the fucking Russian military? Because then if you're going to feel that way about the American military, then would you feel that way about every other fucking military that fucking has has evil dictators and, and evil empires around the fucking world? Like, you know what I mean? Because if that's the fucking case, I try, I try to have fucking more nuance with that fucking shit, you know? Like, I'm, I'm just disappointed in how some some people who I respected who say they're on the left have fucking now, like, to quote-unquote own the libs. I'm not going to vote for Biden. It's like, dude, they don't want you to vote for fucking Biden. If they wanted you to vote for Biden, they would be doing a better fucking job at it. They're making it seem like they want someone else there, or at the, at the very least, they want Trump there. If they didn't want Trump there, they wouldn't fucking be having this guy part of the fucking discourse all the fucking time. They wouldn't have to fucking levitate fucking his fucking speeches with fucking comedy. People are, people are too busy buying into country versus country aesthetic. Like, I'm not one of, the, I'm not one of these fucking people that think... Uh, Oh my god, Putin is so dangerous, and uh, the, you know, Z from China is so fucking dangerous because they're trying to corrupt the U.S. I'm, I'm not one of those, like, you know what I mean? Like, the reason why Putin, to me, is fucking dangerous is because he's aligned with fucking far right-wing elements of the fucking, uh, of the U.S. empire. They have fucking, you know what I mean? He wouldn't be part of the fucking, you know, uh, discourse. He wouldn't be fucking, like, this prevalent in the discourse if he wasn't fucking liked. It's so easy to dunk on the U.S. empire. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote for Trump just to own the libs. No, the, the, the fucking libs that you claim you fucking hate, they actually fucking want Trump there. So I don't know what, what you're doing. You're just go, you're, you're making it seem like... It, it's like when you pretend to be anti-WWE, you're going to co-sign someone because you think WWE doesn't fucking like them. No, they actually do. That's why a lot of you have to pretend that you'd be anti-establishment because otherwise it would be fucking boring. You'd be another boring personality. So you need that fucking caveat to be like, oh, look at me, I'm, I'm so much more special. So Bill Maher was downplaying what, you know, if you won't mention, he never mentioned, again, it's, it's funny how he talks about how uh, Hamas is fucking, you know, uh, the, you know, most evil, most evil, right? But he'll never mention Netanyahu talking about justifying why Hamas needs to be there. He won't talk about Netanyahu fucking actually giving praise to fucking Hitler and that. He, he doesn't do that type of shit. 
So yeah, so 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 to me, it's not shocking that Bill Maher. Um, apparently, he did a two-hour interview on his podcast with Kanye West that he won't air, even though he's letting us. If 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 you're so more if if you're so moral about it, he wouldn't need to fucking mention it. So it'll probably end up leaking out, whatever. You know what I mean? He probably ends up agreeing with him, but it's like like you're talking about. Oh my God, he he's the he, in in one breath he goes. Um, he, Kanye is the reason why there's so much anti-Semitism with this pro-Palestinian stuff, even though, like, Kanye doesn't fucking represent fucking anyone from pro-Palestine. He's a Christian fundamentalist, in my fucking personal opinion. Um, you know what I mean? And, 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 and then, he, and then he, and then he goes on to say something like, oh, but we shouldn't act like Kanye West is the only anti-Semite. You know what I mean? He said he's a charming anti-Semite, whatever. It, 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 again, you interview, again, he interviews char- charming anti-Semites, right? Because that's why he's on Netanyahu's dick all the fucking time. I guess Bill Maher's not going to fucking talk about how the, um, the, the families of the Israeli hostages um, are fucking furious at fucking Netanyahu. He doesn't mention that part, right? Again, but it's it's obvious, right? And 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 the thing is, he's so protected. Like he's definitely him and a Kasparian, all those types. They're so much more protected, where they feel that they're they're fucking cocky. They they actually think that they are actually contributing anything anything to society other than fucking um 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 easing for white supremacists to fucking take over. Because they join that fucking side. But they but they think they're gonna be like you know the a prevalent fucking voice. But you're just mediocre. It's like your comedy has always been mediocre. Take your pick of who I'm talking about, because it can be Anna Kasparian or it can be Bill Maher. Although I think Anna Kasparian is probably funnier than Bill Maher, even though Anna Kasparian fucking has a dry personality. Uh, uh, she, she's a completely sham of a fucking human being. I've, I've always said that stupid fucking joke. I'll repeat it again, because who gives a shit? People can groan and fucking, you know, in, in, in private. I, I, I actually don't think that Anna Kasparian is actually fucking real. I think that it's Marlon Wayans um, playing a white woman... And he just has, like, been a Nathan Felder-level fucking trick of, like, doing, like, you know, you know, a reality version of White Chicks fucking 2, basically. That's, that's, that's what, you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, you know what I mean? Like, she rips her mask off and goes, ta-da! I don't give a shit if that fucking bombs or not, whatever. The, 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 one, the one fucking thing that he did fucking go off that I kind of agree with, but it's, like, you know, very far in between, right? Him going off about how pop music fucking, uh, I mean, well, he's come to the cl- come to the club a little bit too fucking late by talking about how pop music and rap music um, focus on materialism and all that. But he he won't mention what 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 uh, propaganda comedy has fucking done. And this isn't me declaring war on all of comedy because a lot of people that fucking actually you know work at the actual art of it, right? But being at com being at the comedy clubs recently, like, you know, the last couple of months, seeing people actually fucking workshop actual funny shit and all that, trying out different fucking characters. So I'm not shitting on all of comedy. I but I, I hate that with the call being comedy that we can't fucking call out other fucking elements of fucking comedy. Of like you know what I mean? Because again, whenever you're like a right leaning comedian, all of the right leaning type of comedians were allowed to go off on Hannah Gadsby because it wasn't their style of comedy and they would fucking complain about it because the mainstream is fucking giving it praise, whatever. And whenever the mainstream gives you fucking praise, like yeah, they're acknowledging that people are taking to your act, whatever, but they don't but they put you out there so that people who are anti media and anti you know, uh, liberal establishment and all that kind of shit so that they can fucking start shitting on you. 
But, like, if I start shitting on, like, fucking some of the fucking, like, some of the fucking direction that some of these OG comedians have gone through. You know, like Louis C.K. or Bill Burr or whatever like that. That's like, oh, a big fucking no-no and all that kind of shit. So they always wanted com- comedy to be more right-wing. And B- and Bill Maher is the epitome of that. If, if, if there was any fucking sane fucking... Again, and I used to fucking... I feel bad because uh, cause I used to fucking, you know, think Bill Maher was actually fucking funny. But I was going through my, uh, you know, atheist fucking stage where I was being super fucking annoying about it. You know? And, and 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 then he started giving a shit. He has Stephen A. Smith. And he started fucking going off about, oh, so you think the the Mar Hamlin situation, which he ended up being all right, you think they should have just canceled the fucking game? Like he's doing Vince McMahon level of fucking uh, the show must go on. Like he really gives a fucking shit. Like he really watches fucking football. It's like they give him right wing talking points for him to get internet points for. That's what Bill Maher fucking does. He's a fucking shitty fucking creep. But he wants to put people's lives... Him and other people want to put li- people's lives in fucking danger. I don't know. So, uh, t- so, uh, so what they call them? Um, this is like an obvious fucking troll, whatever, to show you how far. Like Anna Kasparian was trying to fucking go. Oh, everybody who's in this media bubble, everyone who's in this media bubble. I'm just trying to show you what an average American thinks about this immigration crisis because it's going too far. And you know, guess who uh, she goes to for this average American? Michael Rappaport. She she's claiming to be a serious newswoman better than mainstream media and yet she's fucking going to Michael fucking Rappaport about him being an average fucking American. You're a fucking shitty propagandist. And I, I, I again, I, I hope the fucking white supremacists that fucking have... Like, again, I, I think it's time for TYT to be investigated for where some of this dark money is coming. I, I don't believe anyone's really uh, um, signing up. Like, I think people fucking uh, canceled their membership. Now they're getting fucking dark money, which is why they're fucking... Go- and this is my fuck personal opinion. And they're also defending Nancy Mace's uh, uh, abu- abusive fucking behavior, basically. Also, as well, because they don't think it's a, it, it's abuse of what she fucking did, whatever, right? Uh, of whatever, like you know, whatever fucking you know initiation she put her staff through, and I can bet you any money that's pro- the reason why they don't think it's abusive is because they're probably fucking guilty of 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 doing that with their own fucking staff. And we're gonna f- we're go- we're gonna find out how sociopathic these fucking people are. Hold on one second. And the reason why it's uh, more serious than ever to uh, keep an eye on what fucking Anna and Jank are fucking doing is because they're fucking, you know, doing shit where they're, uh, hold on, my bookmarks are not fucking loading. So what they call, this is them trying to fucking make it seem to their audience that they're the ones who are being fucking fair, right? So hold on a second, here, here. 
Romney. They just don't know the real truth. The Democrats need their passion mixed into our base with truth and reality behind it. Uh, yeah, so progressives are too busy fighting each other to actually think about bringing people in with a broader coalition. But that is no, I, I actually seen people who actually are better leftists. Nice than, thought. There's people who are better leftists than um, these two pieces of shit who fucking actually are more open to fucking talking to people, but also recognizing the fucking, uh, like, the deep-seated propaganda that also kind of, you know, arise from it. Um, th these people are the ones that focus on fucking culture war, and then they go on their fucking show and start fucking crying like little fucking bitches about, oh my god, people on the left are taking shots at me. Do you, you know what I mean? Love that. There's, so, look, that's I agree with Anna. Number one, you're right, that would be amazing, but the two things preventing it are... Uh, some portion of progressives that got obsessed with the culture wars, and so when you say MAGA, they what say... They, what, what they define as culture wars is retorting some of the fucking right-wing fucking ignorant shit that's going on where they're manufacturing consent with fucking, uh, with, 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 uh, with fucking, like, misogyny, transphobia, racism, and all that. It's not just, a like, again, whenever somebody starts going, can we focus on the working class and then they kind of dismiss the other fucking issues... Of that, and again, because in mainstream media, right, and and uh, and I'm talking when I say mainstream media, I also mean the alt media because d don't let fucking TYT, for example, or other fucking media outlets online, uh, um, uh, fool you into thinking that they're fucking better than mainstream media. Jenks, a fucking former Republican, he's still a fucking Republican, um, but with the cold, he's always been a fucking type of a plant, basically. And the, and and the fact that they allowed again, like there's more propaganda and more fucking a resume now of what people in the alt media have done compared to what the mainstream media they, they they've rode off that wave of what fucking the and again I'm I'm not saying to call, I'm not saying they shouldn't have called out the mainstream media with the whole um Iraq war and the invasion uh, in the Middle East um you know what I mean because the mainstream media did damage to their fucking reputation uh, a lot of people started fucking getting sick of them which is why a lot of started going to fucking alt media right so a lot of people in the alt media have rode off that fucking wave for so fucking long about the iraq war and all that again valid fucking point to point out not saying anything against that but then when you start fucking uh you know doing propaganda for the new right wing that's that's forming that that has ties with some of the fucking neocons even though what they're called you, you you're supposed to think that some of the neocons are actually feuding with the new right wing basically they they're probably all getting along basically you know, it's just my personal fucking opinion, but because of that, what to call you're supposed to think that uh, that what to call like th th their takes are a hundred fucking percent. Hey, I don't even want to talk to them. They're all racist, sexist, etc. Yes, brother, a lot of them are, but not all of them are. Please open your mind. Oh, culture war, culture war. Oh. No, no, I, I see more people on the left fucking being more open-minded that not everyone f goes in that direction. They're using sensationalist fucking online sports entertainer accounts that will do... But, like, they act like they're not the ones who are partaking in fucking culture wars, too. Constantly go viral, constantly have your fucking name out there. He, 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 he's talking about people going off on culture war, yet you're pretending you're going to be a savior of America because Joe Biden is fucking... No one's preventing you from fucking running, you piece of fucking shit. No one's preventing you from running. You like, dude, dude you, you, you're helping make it... You, 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 he's helping making... He's helping uh, make Elon Musk, uh, someone like him, have a fucking argument for why people who weren't born in America could fucking run. That's what he's trying to do. He's easy to get in. He, he, him and Anna are finding their way 
to go more, like they're buying to this notion that they actually, oh my God, Biden won't do an interview on Super Bowl Sunday when there'd be more eyes on him because they don't want him to fucking win. The system does not want him to win. They want Trump back in. That's why they're fucking be, be, being more, oh my God, Biden is making gas. Can you believe Biden didn't know? So It's like, dude, it's become such a fucking gimmick. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's making a lot of people fucking money with this fucking discourse. If they wanted Biden to fucking win, they would probably fucking have him. They'd probably have a better fucking clone of him to be out there. They, they, they brought out the malfunctioning one. The one that's fucking break, the, the one that's like breaking apart and fucking, you know, uh, you know right, right, right in front of your fucking face. Then they started going off on woke kindergarten. Now, what's it called? I, I don't know. I don't know if they're misrepresenting it, but what's it called? I asked Matt Binder because normally when, you know, right wing are misrepresenting something, it's always like the right wing narrative. Because if you look up, like, say, woke kindergarten, all you're going to see is the right wing fucking accounts that are the ones that are fucking amplifying this up and misrepresenting it. Now, the curriculum, from what I understand, is like, like n- nothing fucking, you know, like n- n- nothing out of the fucking ordinary. Just like, you know, kind of like just, you know, basic fucking shit. But I think the fucking consulting thing about like, oh, they need $250,000 for this is where it... But to me, it feels like one of those sensationalist fucking things to make it seem like, oh my God, calling out white supremacy is like, you know what I mean? Like, I like I don't think it's like, oh my God, teaching kids that, oh, you're white, so that means you're fucking evil. Maybe, maybe it's like ways to fucking, uh, so kids don't fucking end up taking, uh, buying into, buying into ignorant fucking views. People think that's going too far, but you're allowed to fucking normalize white supremacy. You're you're allowed to fucking have uh, ignorant type of fucking bullshit through your entertainment because all these fucking political commentators, all they want to do is socially climb up. Like you know I me, mean? like Hassan. Like again, I I'm, I'm glad. Like, listen, I think Hassan has, has like donated and did good shit. Whatever, I'm not gonna shit on that because I think he's done good good shit. But like him, like pretending that Taiwan is like the, the, the Confederates fucking moved to like had a new country for themselves. Some people think it. Some people who are defending him think it's an apt fucking uh, uh, comparison. Other people are fucking you know. The thing is, listen, you, you don't have to buy into U.S. empire fucking shit. Because I know those people that are shitting on him that are completely pro-U.S. This, this is why you can't talk to fucking people who are for Western imperialism and Western fucking empire shit. Because if you have legit concerns about other fucking countries' leaders, it's like you have to fucking go with the pro-fucking America shit. And I don't buy into this country versus country thing. I think fundamentalists are all fucking getting on the rise. You know, I think they're all in the same fucking plot. You know, it's professional wrestling to me, man. Let me see right here. So th- th- this is probably going to be part of like when, when, when I, I'm sure someone's creating a documentary about TYT and their fall. So this is probably going to be one of the things in the, in their documentary where you're gonna, like you're going to play this clip and you're going to you're going to show the proof that like the opposite of what Emma, what, what fucking Anna is saying. I think they want you to lie to them 
Well, I'm not going to. And if you want, look, then don't watch the show. No, don't. No, no, no I don't care. But like, minds, if mind. you guys are tuning in because you want me to tell you Pretty Little Lies, then go find another show that'll tell you the Pretty Little Lies. I'm not going to... Even though she talks about fucking some of these... Did she retract her fucking story about Hassan Minaj or no? Did she retract her story about uh, how the NYPD officer fucking did it? No, she doesn't do that. She's re she's retract oh, the stuff that she's retracting and stuff that she already pro um, her and TYT already profited off of, which was those Karen videos. And even even though like listen, I, I'm I'm on the side of calling out like you know like calling out racism and uh, and solving racial injustice and all that. Even when these Karen videos are coming up, I knew that there were gonna be like like you know like like you know done to like create fucking create more fires in, in it, you know what I mean? I knew there was going to be uh, times where, like, oh, did you know the situation wasn't really what it, what they said it was, whatever? That it, It's like, and then, and then people, because then, then people will go, because then ignorant people will go, you see, they made this stuff, like, it's, it's a Jesse Smollett thing. So they're making this stuff up, so does it really, does oppression really fucking exist? It, 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 does, it does that to do that. But a lot of people profited off of that. But now the Anna Conspiracy is going more to the white supremacist fucking side, because she's getting her fucking pussy played by fucking Ben Shapiro and Candace Owen. They're playing ping pong with it. Like, while they all play ping pong with Jenks fucking man pussy as well. But she, the, the confidence that she has is because she's being backed by fucking right-wingers that are fucking telling her she's going to be protected. But she's going to burn in hell when she... Her, her and Jenks... I, I see, again, I, I hope there's a hell that fucking exists. So that I can, so Bill Maher, fucking Anna Kasparian, Jank Uger, Jimmy Dore, all the fucking shitheads that they produced, they all fucking go there. I'm gonna tell you the pretty little lies. I'm just not. I'm not gonna do it. I'm never gonna do it. I don't care how much pressure. Yeah, the pressure you're getting is pressure from the right wing. You can keep denying it, but we all know it. And the way that you're getting fucking uneasy is because you know that your word doesn't mean shit anymore. And the only only people that fucking care about you are the people that are fucking amplifying your voice because you're giving that you're, you're giving them a talking point they want. But they don't actually care about your fucking you know your fucking your everyday life. They don't care about your stupid fucking humor. They just fucking want you to attack the fucking left, which is what you guys do because you guys are propagandist. This is my personal fucking opinion. You guys fucking suck. Pressure I get. I don't care how much hate I get. I'm not going to lie to my audience. My responsibility to my audience is something I take seriously. Oh. <laughs> okay? If you want the propaganda network, go find the propaganda network. This ain't it. Yeah, there's uh. like a lot of choices in that regard. So you, you, won't, you won't miss them. If you want something that tells you the leftists are always right or the Democrats are always right or the right wing or Republicans are always See, right... See, the thing is, it's, it's not that what they're called... Uh, it's not that you shouldn't point out that fucking Democrats or fucking people on the left are not fucking... It's the nature of that... It's the nature of that what they call the fucking entire system has always been run by fucking right-wing fundamentalism, in my personal opinion. So it's always been in their fucking direction. Even if there's something opposing um, the the right the, the white supremacist white, right wing fundamentalist fucking view, it's always been a lim limitations where they fucking find a way through entertainment also to manufacture consent to go and be at ease with some of these right wing laws that are doing. That's why they're um, always discrediting fucking LGBTQ people, discrediting black people, discrediting brown people, discrediting every single fucking marginalized fucking group. Because they fucking use sensationalist fucking shit. And, they, and they've been doing it through entertainment. The thing is, everyone's beholden to entertainment. 
And the reason why people are beholden to entertainment, cause I, and, and that's why there's been a fucking uh, uh, a whole push between the new right wing, um, with with different and they've had different different groups from different marginalized groups who are now going more right wing to kind of call out only the liberals because they're the ones holding with the agendas, and that was only a ploy to get more right wing fucking narratives in there. Because now, because because now, white supremacy is accepting diverse diversity as well. There's a lo- a lot of fucking people that are working working with fucking the fundamentalist white supremacist fucking shit. Like, I, it's just pathetic that people think that, oh, m- my take on Joe Biden is that he's not a good president. I'm not going to vote. Then, dude, you're not going to vo- you, you, you're not going to vote for him anyways. Regular people like regular people are the ones that fucking like like matter in the situation. But p- p- a propagandist online who's already fucking aligning with other far right wing elements and other fucking fucking with other fucking co- government dictators. It used to be a sort of 2010s thing where now you automatically have to take, like, the leaders of other countries because, like, oh, they're anti-U.S., even though, like, they're still fucking aligned with a lot of far-right-wing elements of it. I, 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 just, know, I, just, I just know that. And, and again, a, a lot of you in the alt-media who fucking made Ben, uh, um, what they call Glenn Greenwald, this fucking lovable guy at, at first, whatever, not disclosing that he used to represent fucking white supremacists. Because again, if I if 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 I had known if I, if I had known that, then I probably would have been like more questioning of why he's getting fucking you know uh, uh, amplified in the in 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 the in the fucking alt media space. Because again, I used to give him fucking credit for calling out Bill Maher right on his fucking show, right to his fucking face. Now he's become such a fucking uh, a fucking puppet for Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk and fucking Putin and all these fucking jerk offs. I don't know, but like it's a it's the same fucking uh, same fucking shit. Uh, I don't know, same shit with the wrestling. You know what I mean? Like they'll you know fucking you know generalize while they fuel the fucking flames, and then they find a way to start punching down because. Now when you're a part of the fucking system and you're fucking... There's no other way for you to go. You know what I mean? There's no other way for you to go. You gotta punch, you gotta punch down because you wanna aspire to fucking be with these elitists and all that type of shit. So now you can't punch up. Your life becomes fucking boring. Even though you'll be more fucking miserable. Because those people are gonna make your lives miserable regardless. Like none of you are gonna walk away unscathed. You're gonna fucking... You're, like the, the whole thing you probably justify by going, Oh, I'm gonna do this for my family. I'm gonna do this for my kids. But the whole time thing is, by the time your fucking kids... Your kids are gonna fucking see what kind of piece of shit you become. Because the system will make you a piece of fucking shit. 
That's the fucking reality. I'll let you know right now because right now you're probably high and you're feeling high and mighty in in in, in your world because oh you're aligned with the fucking um, the the people that are controlling the narrative, especially the narrative online about oh my god the internet is underground fucking place. I'll, I'll, I'll let you know what the result is. The karma with the cold. You're, again, because a lot of you too soulless to fucking even fucking give a shit. But the but the bad karma you're fucking um, putting up, it fucking trickles down to fucking uh, um, to people's fucking kids. I, I I feel I feel bad for the fucking kids. This is not me talking shit about people's kids. This is talking about what about what what pe- what pe- people who are supposed to be parents are involved with. And and how pretentious all this fucking shit is because it's all about your fucking status. A lot of you want to be owned by billionaires. You you come you become mental thoughts for them. I never, uh, you know, uh. so here's T- here's TYT going off on uh, the, uh, uh, the 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 fucking guardian angels, who are fucking doing vigilante fucking cr- thing. And so the reason was because back then there was crazy crime. If you think crime is bad now, there's totally out of control Mm -hmm. in the 70s and 80s okay don't worry we're working on it yeah i know we're getting there so um so the guardian angels rose up because whether you like it or not whenever there's a lot of crime vigilantes come in to fill the void now vigilantes are a terrible idea because they make dumbass mistakes like this and they don't know what they're doing and they're not trained and they create more violence creating even more work for the cops okay but having said that, the, the guardian angels never went away. It's just after the 1980s, no one cared about them anymore because crime had started to go down. And it went down so substantially. Even when people say crime has gone down, crime, and to me, crime has always, I mean, if, 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 if you're counting what's on the streets, obviously, right? But if you're counting, like, what, elite, what elites are fucking doing and the type of fucking uh, cover-ups they're doing with murders and all that kind of shit, the crime has been more amplified up in the fucking elite, uh, in, the elite, in the elite world. I do believe people fucking get killed in that fucking regard, but they're doing it to fucking make it, uh, to make regular people, um, you know, get fucking scared about this, even though I personally believe that a lot of this stuff is funded by billionaires to exist. that everybody forgot about Curtis Sliwa and the Guardian Angels. But now they're back. Mm-hmm. And they're back because crime is back. It's not that they went away. It's that their coverage went away and their need, the, the perceived... I think, you know, alt-media also has profited off this whole thing about 24-7 news cycle where fucking things are also created for the purpose of making fucking news. And if you don't think fucking... I, I, I know, I know, people like PYT and other fucking jerk-offs, they fucking um, want to pretend to hate fucking billionaires, but for, like, the most gimmick fucking reason while they dumb them down. That's why they, that's why they have to pretend that the people in office are incompetent, because there's, a, there's an overall plan of where this is all going. 
There's an overall, to me there is, there's an overall fucking plan of where this is all going, and they know that for sure, right? So to me, what the call, when, whenever you see this type of shit fucking go down, it's, to me, what the call, like, you know, like, if you're willing to fucking accept that billionaires are evil, then I don't understand why you dumb them down into cartoon fucking villains. Why you dumb down their actual fucking power, how they're above the fucking law, and when they're being investigated, it's like that's like when it's for for show because it'll fucking create coverage, and then people who who pretend to be fucking media fucking people, uh, fucking you know, have to fucking basically give you a kayfabe fucking story. That's the way I fucking see it, at least. Again, what the call? Don't take what I say fucking seriously. I don't give a shit. I don't need to buy into fucking TYT's fucking bullshit though. Like there's a D, there's a DC official that was uh, a shot during a ca- carjacking. Now to me, I don't fucking think that uh, that's just some regular. Again, w- w- once you're in the fucking system, you're a made fucking person. Once you're like really kind of in it, you're a made fucking person. No one can fucking just randomly fucking touch you. I know we, we can probably make it seem like oh random things will happen to because re- they're, they're just like regular people. No, no, no. What if you're if if you're in a fucking industry in a mafia fucking industry, a mafia fucking institution and all that kind of shit, things that fucking happen to you are fucking permitted and okayed to happen. discourse was there so yeah Nikki, SNL had Nikki Haley on um, you know what I mean so it's like okay, so like you know I mean? because she's supposedly anti-Trump but like you're still putting a fucking neocon on there but SNL is going more fucking right wing that's why again to me, I'm not outraged or shocked. Oh my god! Because again, that, that, that would assume that what the call because Lauren Michaels is the same as fucking Vince McMahon, and that what the call they peddled fucking you know right wing fucking uh, propaganda, disguised as like you know f- f- like you know in 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 a in a nice comedic fucking way to basically fucking peddle to their liberal audiences basically. So to me, shape like again, you know how people fucking you know uh, like especially if you run the comedy world, especially like SNL, right? If, like, you know what I mean, like, it's, like, uh, like, WWE, and to me, and the way I interpret it, like, oh, WWE misses the boat, like, they didn't think that someone would be a star, so they become a star somewhere else and all that kind of shit, right? So, like, so, I, I, I always suspected that when, uh, because, again, like, I'm not fucking condoning what Shane Gillis said, but, like, the stuff that he got canceled for was very fucking, you know, uh, I feel it was very fucking, like, you know, like, Again, what I'm saying is that his 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 political views and the views that he fucking has and who he associates with, that's probably more offensive. But like, they make it seem like, oh my god, he got canceled for this little fucking Asian joke and all that kind of stuff, like mocking accents and all that kind of shit. As some, as someone that's grew up with different people with different accents, I've always been fascinated by different accents. I've always been jealous that I've never been able to do it, so I try to do different, you know, 
I, you know, I, I even mess up with like, you know, like, like my own, my own culture, basically, you know what I mean? The broken English and all that kind of stuff, you know, I've always, you know what I mean? I, I, I do that, I do that, again, I do that by habit, whatever, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I'm not saying it's, you know, 100% right, but, but what I'm saying is there's other shit you could have canceled him for. But, like, they made it seem like it was, like, you know, again, like, they, it's it's like you get canceled for shit. Like, it's it's like winning an Oscar, basically. Like, you'll win an Oscar, but, like, you won't win it for the thing that you actually deserved it for. Right? So, to me, I always felt that with a call, but they hired Shane Gillis and they, they fired him. That was his way of um, going on an excursion and hanging out with... Because, like, you know what I mean? Because, like, a lot of, like, the right-wing comedians, like, you know, Opie and Anthony, Jim Norton, those fucking guys, Right? They would fucking always hate on SNL, even though, like, you know, they're kind of aligned a little bit. Like, I remember, you know, I remember Jim Norton went nuts because, oh, they stole, they, they, they stole his uh, bit, even though, like, the bit, had, I, 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 it, I didn't see the resemblance in the fucking bit, but whatever. Jim Norton was fucking crying about that for fucking, you know, for years. But, like, th- like that ilk fucking embraced uh, Shane Gillis because he got canceled. So now it's like he's been successful... So now it's like, oh, look, SNL's bringing him back. Oh, they learned their... Oh, they, they really want to be part of his business. No, they actually been fucking backing him most likely the whole fucking time. He's not... He, 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 he's just coming back home now. He's always probably been... Uh, been again, because people have to buy into the sports entertainment or shit. I, I really don't think Shane Gillis is that fucking funny, to tell you the truth, but whatever. But 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 now I know why certain people who in my life who are trying to piss me off because like they want to show how right wing they're fucking going. That's why they're trying to fucking you know. Uh, that's why they try to um um they're trying to fucking you know uh, pretend like he's actually fucking funny because he's gonna be getting a fucking mainstream push basically when they go to uh, uh when they, when he gets uh, more mainstream when he gets gets more mainstream essentially again. Because we're 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 going more into the right wing direction. So when you have Hassan fucking going over the bare minimum of what, like, of what he did, like, oh my god, I don't think he's, but he, I don't think he's racist. I think people on the left are losing their minds over this one. Again, like, this, this is why I don't trust anyone who's a fucking Twitch streamer and all that kind of shit, who does the fucking politics. Because at the end of the day, they all want to socially climb up and be part of, like, the celebrity fucking world. So they're always going to defend the fucking celebrities, but they'll never disclose what fucking ties these celebrities have to, you know, uh, different militias or different factions or their government agents or they're doing government propaganda. They'll call it the politicians who are fucking, you know, other sports entertainers. But they won't fucking ever disclose what the fucking soups are fucking doing, basically. Which is what fucking some of these celebrities are. They're soups. You know. In my personal fucking opinion, at least. You know, I don't know. Trying to cross off as much fucking things off my fucking list. Tabloid level, anyways. 
notice. Like, I'm just trying try to cross over as much shit as I can. The big talk this past, like, you know, this past week, you know, with everything going on was this border bill. And, and the thing is, like, again, like, because I know the world is going more fucking right wing. I already know, like, you know, like, this is going to be, like, oh, my God, they didn't like, oh, they didn't like what's in the bill. Now they're going to be against what's in the bill. They're going to, like, be more fucking filler. And ultimately, they're going to get their fucking way anyways. And the, 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 the bill in general just seemed like a fucking right wing bill. The, the the fucking Democrats caved in to give them what they want in the border bill to get more funding for, I guess, Ukraine or Israel, whatever. So, like, that's supposed to be the big own on some of these people that some of the Republicans didn't fucking want that. Some of them still, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't keep up with it. You know, I don't know. This is so, see, this is so much to fucking go through that I have to fucking, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, you know, I'm just going through different fucking things. Let me try to take my thyroid medication. I think, I, I think I'm gonna die any minute. That's like the big dream. Hopefully, you know, just so I can escape this shit. It's not like anyone will miss me, anyways. Really, no one's allowed to fucking really. You know, when there's rules about who can talk to you, who can interact with you, I think it's disturbing. Because again, if people are already living by those rules. Then like why would I like when I do become prosperous if I ever do why would I want to talk to you afterwards? And maybe saying that kind of shit, maybe that makes people go okay. Well then we can prolong it a little bit more. We'll mentally torture him even more. We'll mentally torment him. That's what that's, that's what they fucking like to do. Like I'm I'm, I'm never I'm clearly I'm never gonna recover. For for all the mental fucking torment that I... Again, I know, I, you guys don't see me as a human being, so... It doesn't exist, so this is all imaginary in my fucking head. You know what I mean? This is all fucking imaginary because a lot of you... On the, uh, people who say... Again, I'm not blaming actual left people. I'm sure there'll be people who are actually left that can see my point of view, even if they might not agree with everything. But the people who are, who are supposed to be on the left... I guess because I didn't fucking, you know, suck Putin's fucking dick, so some of the people on the post-left were never going to prop me up. Because they didn't really care about exposing the right wing. They're more concentrated on exposing uh, fake fucking liberals. So, you know, 
And and again, to me, I think those cancellations were designed for them to like basically cancel people so that the so that they would go more to the fucking right wing because now they don't even they, I I don't see anyone in the post left that has gone more fucking right wing. I don't see any of them calling out fucking TYT at all whatsoever. Only when they're feeding with Jimmy Dore, that's when you're calling them out. I think the Republicans try to fucking impeach some guy named Mariakis. I, I I have no idea. It didn't. Again, all this stuff is just theatrical fucking shit. So like that was like one of the news stories. I, again, I I in, in my fucked up head, I'm like, well, at least I bring it up. That means I covered it, you know. Like I'm actually a fucking, you know, like Walter Conkright covering fucking shit. People like Max Blumenthal and Aaron Maté are now kind of fake feuding with Alex Jones because Alex Jones, like no matter no no matter what, like it, I would be I'd be more nervous if Alex Jones started becoming more pro Palestinian, right? But I guess like he has to keep to his like oh I I I know uh, uh, um, jihadis are doing this like like they're talking about how there's going to be a fucking false flag in Michigan, and since some of the fucking Muslim delegation over there is working with the right wing. You know what I mean? It's like they were propping up some of these Muslim, uh, some of the some of the Muslim fundamentalists who are going against, who are being anti-trans, and then the Palestinian stuff happened. All of a sudden, now the people that were the right wing that was supporting some of the people in Michigan in that regard started now automatically calling those people Hamas supporters and shit like that. And again, there's not me fucking just generalizing everyone in Michigan and all that, but there's definitely delegations that are working with fucking white supremacy. And using, again, because you're using your fucking status, you know what I mean? And, it, and the reason why I'm mentioning that, because if some of these people are associated with that, it's going to fucking, uh, and because it's, it plays perfect, because the, the pro-Israel Zionist fucking side... The, the the ones that are fucking, you know, uh, dehumanizing, constantly adding insult to injury, dehumanizing Palestinians, and constantly fucking justifying why this gen and it is a genocide. Sorry, that's not an up for the fucking debate. I don't have to be pro-Hamas to fucking say that it's a, it's a genocide going on. And it's a fundamentalist fucking uh, uh, prophecy that's being fucking fulfilled where fucking Christian fundamentalism and fucking pro, super pro-Israel fundamentalism is going to meet. And then they have fucking, you know, and they have fucking Muslim fundamentalism that also exists within that shit as well. It's all playing fucking a part for their fucking golden temple that they fucking want. I know the fucking score. I know where it's all going. This is why, like, I, I, I keep up with brief things about people who are fucking killed and all that kind of shit. You know what I mean? I, ha you know, I have to see an update on what what is really going on. But I also try not to get into the react Because, again, people who are, who are covering it all. Because I'm, I'm not there. I'm, I'm not fucking on the ground in fucking Palestine or in Israel to see what's going on. So when you don't trust what mainstream media says because they've always been fucking shitty about this, you have to go online to fucking get that fucking going, basically. You know, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um... But I'm not buying into, um, you know, I'm not buying into uh, 
some of the shits that's going on with uh, Alex Jones feuding with Aaron Mo- again it's, it's fake fucking shit to me and these are people that are dominating the fucking discourse cause there hasn't ever been a fucking actual left to fucking actually fucking counter this shit the people that say they're fucking left that have fucking prominent fucking space. There's, 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 again, I'm not saying that everyone's fucking bad. Like Matt Binder, you know, and all these guys, you know. Even though, like, they, 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 in the surfs and all that. Even though I feel like sometimes they limit their fucking narratives. And I guess they gotta be careful, whatever, and all that. What they call it. Me, personally, I, I like to say that's a theory. I'm not saying that I'm 100% fucking correct. But if the right wing is allowed to be fucking conspiratorial, then I don't understand why I'm allowed being conspiratorial. I, th- I thought the right wing is for free fucking speech, so why can't my free speech be conspiratorial about what their plans are? And if it's so out of the fucking you know ordinary, it's like it's so fucking you know beyond what what is really happening. Then you know just one fucking opinion who doesn't get like what fifteen downloads on this fucking podcast. So why would that be a fucking threat, really, right? Again, this is just a conspiracy theory. I'm not saying that I'm 100% right. I know a lot of you would want... I know you, you gave me the aesthetic of, 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 of being fucking lonely and being a conspiracy theorist and having mental illness and uh, ranting and all that kind of stuff. I know a lot of you want me to be fucking violent, uh, predicting shit about me fucking beating up my parents and all that kind of shit. You try to put that out there and then try to put fucking uh, that type of shit where like, oh, they have his money. They owe him money. They've been hiding that money from him and all that kind of shit. You've been doing that shit so you can amplify my mental illness more so I'd react. So you can fucking radicalize me and push me in that fucking direction. So when you have fucking people who are Palestinian and fucking, uh, um, you know, just brown in general, being dehumanized, it's like it's easy for fucking these people that are aligning with white supremacy and Christian fundamentalism to now lure you into their fucking thing because, like, you see, no one's gonna fucking, uh, you know, no one's gonna be on their side, so they need anyone they can get. But you gotta wonder why, out of all the eras that we're in, why so many people all of a sudden are giving you an opinion and fucking um, being allowed to fucking have problematic views with it to muddy the fucking waters. Because, because even in the 2010s, when I would be like, okay, you know, I, I don't support Hamas, I think there should be a two-state solution, there would be people who are bad-faith actors that will go, you know, Hamas is just defending itself. And then you kind of be like, okay, well, I guess I'm not leftist enough if I'm not defending Hamas. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that, that's the mentality with some of these fucking people in the alt-media. I think Trump was de- denied immunity for the crimes he committed for something. Then Matt Gaetz tried to introduce a resolution to say Trump didn't encourage, didn't engage in the insurrection. I, I don't know if any of this is passing, but it just seems like these are the storylines that are being fucking put out there right now. It might personally, you know. And then some of these people who, again, I don't know if David Simon is actually going to, because again, people think that because he defends cops. And again, like in 2020, like defending cops at that time, like, again, with the call, because they, they won't give you, the, like, they won't say, hey, there's faction warfare going on, and there's actual fucking, you know, co-, like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, they would give, like, again, that's why TV in the 90s, late 90s. Like in, in the in the early nineties, they would give you 
like corrupt cops type of shit, but they'd give it more mixed, right? Then in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I, I noticed that like they're super pro-cop, like, oh, these cops are fucking kind of nice, whatever. There's a little bit of corruption, basically. And then, and then li- later on, it became like all cops are fucking 100% evil and all that. And, and again, I'm not saying the institutions, like, and, 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 and what is fucking, you know, what's rooted in, in these fucking institutions hasn't been problematic, but I also think that some of these bad faith actors who are now gone more to the fucking right wing have, have uh, also fucking been lying to you about, like, the complete blind anti-cop thing, whatever. That, but, but the thing is, they, but the thing is, they, but, but they want you to, but the, the system itself wants you to fucking feel that way. That's why they have this trauma porn nonstop. The people that, the, the cops that you're seeing who are doing these horrible things like a chauvin and all that kind of stuff, these guys are going viral because they're supposed to be fucking, uh, like, you know, part of, like, they're going to be propped up during the fucking fascist fucking takeover. That's why you're seeing fucking cops. Again, the, the, I try to look this up, but it disappeared off the internet. But to, and to me, it seemed like a fucking fever dream or something like that. But though, like, I forget what it was. I think it was in 2020, 2021. In Boston, there was a couple of fucking cops that were, that were in Boston. And they showed up. And they all fucking had fucking Trump fucking badges. And it just seems like... It seems, seemed, see, again, it seems ridiculous. But, like, but I knew because we're going to a, a new faction warfare that there's going to be fucking cops that are going to be pro-whatever, right? But anyways, again, David Simon got shit because I guess, I forget what, 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 again, he'll probably be, like, for for example, on the surface, he might be right about what Trump is going to do in the fucking future, right? But the the, the people that he's arguing with, they're not good faith actors either. So even if fucking David Simon ends up being a fucking scummy dude, and he ends up, again, with a call, he might know he's discredited. He might know that he's discredited. So him and fucking guys like, you know, Sam Harris, who will fearmonger about Trump or anything like that, like, like they'll do it while fucking right now um, Biden is allowing what's going on in fucking Palestine to, to happen. People are not going to fucking really give a shit about the Trump shit, whatever. But, they, but, but like to me, I've been pointing this out for a while that everything that the fucking establishment type people who are liberals and all that, that are fear-mongering about Trump, it's just so that their fucking words age better in the fucking future. So, so, so their words age a lot better in the future because they're self-preserving. So that when you look back at history and you, after what Trump fucking is going to do, what he's going to fucking do, you're going to be like, oh shit, people in the past were fear-mongering about this guy. How come they didn't fucking stop him? But with the call, but because like you know, it's happening during a time where the fucking democratic fucking again, if you if you're if you're a Democrat and you legitimately want people to see that there's a difference between Republican and Democrat, when when you harp on stuff like oh what's like what someone's defined by, in uh by the presidency and all that, you're not pointing out who's running fucking shit. You know, you, you know what I mean. So when, when, when you're doing that type of shit, and then the same shit is happening, like, like you know what I mean. Like you're all fucking calling out Trump, which 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 was what you're supposed to do. It was fucking dope that people were calling out fucking Trump, even though I didn't like the fucking limited fucking nature of it. Whatever. I thought we were leading into the bigger fucking picture of the question, but when the same things are happening under fucking Biden, or any Democrat, whatever. Then it's like, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's always fucking excuses and all that kind of shit. And then so you, so if there's a fucking difference, you might as well fucking open the fucking uh, can, open the can of worms right now and let us know.
Because no one's going to take what fucking Hillary Clinton or Nancy Pelosi or, or, or Obama have to fucking say. And they, and, they, and, they, and they know that. They know they're going to get fucking dunked on. To me, at least. I, they know they're going to get fucking dunked on. Like, you, Killer Mike fucking looking like a hero for not fucking, you know, oh, I'm not going to vote for Biden. Okay, good, don't vote for fucking... I, I, again, if you're not going to vote for him, then don't fucking vote for him. Why does everyone have to act like they're a fucking hero for, 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 for not voting for it? it, it it's your way of saying you want to go to the right wing. And, and Killer Mike is going to get a right wing fucking push, hence why... I, again, listen, I'm glad that, like, you know, like the hip-hop that I kind of like... Like, the lyrical, you know, stuff, you know what I mean? Like, not, like, some of this, like, pop type of, like, you know, the, 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 the trap sound and all that kind of stuff. Or, or you know, or, or, or the poppy sound that Drake fucking has. Like, I'm glad that, like, you know, what, like, you know, hip-hop's uh, uh, core, like, the core sound, basically. I feel like, like that's getting more recognition. But it's getting recognition at a time where a lot of these rappers now are going to be joining the fucking right-wing fucking side. You know what I mean? So, again, I didn't, I, I didn't really watch the Grammy. I saw some of the clips, whatever. Killer Mike, apparently... Apparently, they didn't air the fucking rap section. Uh, the rap section they didn't have on, 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 on actual television. But the thing is, like... If it's being shown on fucking the internet... It's just as mainstream as being shown... I don't know why they fucking did that. But, anyways, Killer Mike won. Apparently, he got arrested. So, I thought they were going to try doing this whole thing about... Ooh, because I saw a couple of people online, like... Oh, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that he, uh, so he's not going to vote for Biden, and now all of a sudden he's getting arrested, whatever. It's like the most obvious fucking thing ever. Like, the, the, these award shows have become like the Slammy Awards, essentially, to me. You know what I mean? To, at least to me, at least. I don't know. see what else it is let me take a little fucking break and let me fucking just regroup a little bit i've been going i guess this is gonna be a really long fucking podcast you know i know it's it's it's, it's you know it's it's almost like um you know uh almost like the four hour mark basically i think if i'm doing my math right from the i'm, I'm just trying to add in because right because when because the two other previous sections that i did Ended up being two hours and 44 minutes. So now, this is being an hour and 11 minutes right here, this section. So that would be three hours and 44. 354, so 55, so yeah, almost four hours at this point, whatever. I don't know how many people are going to listen to this, but, you know, I have a lot of fucking... The thing is, I, I, if I did this every single day, I can understand not keeping up with it. It's fine. I think I do it sparingly enough that it gives you time to, like, get caught up with what I fucking do, but... Some of you just don't fucking like it, that's fine also. Some of you hate listen to it, which is also fucking fine. You can tell people hate listen to what I fucking say because then they bring me up to, you know, they have to find a way to bring me up on the Howard Stern subreddit. So whenever Imran Khan, the prime minister or the ex-prime minister, uh, you know, you know, I guess something's happening, him, ha- happening with him right now where, 
you know, he's still getting voted. Like, people are still voting for him. Or so. I, I don't know what's going on, man. I can't keep up with some of it. You know, I I, I know that the fucking, the, the, the fucking U.S. is how, again, the U.S. empire is helping the fucking uh, far right-wing elements that are taking over right now in Pakistan. I don't know, though. I don't know what's going on. So now I don't know if somebody, again, anyone with power, I don't know if they're fully fucking 100% good. You know what I mean? But of course, whenever anybody fucking, you know, uh, mentions me on there, they got to fucking, oh, again, they, they they got no material. All they got to do is just use the no, 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 no thing, whatever. But my stuttering is 10 times more talented than a lot of fucking you are. I don't give a shit. My stuttering will fucking trump any of your fucking humor that you have. Repeated fucking jokes. None of you have any original uh, observations or anything like that. Are you 100% complaining? Oh, let me guess. Some of you complain about canceling your fucking membership and talking about, oh my god, the show's so fucking bad. How many are you going to keep doing it? Maybe if you guys... Maybe if you guys didn't fucking shit on anyone that left the fucking show... And you actually fucking again. The only people that you can do is when they go when they're going down. Sad. That's why you gotta keep focusing on what Stuttering John's doing a hundred percent all the time. Which is again, this is, a lot of the stuff that he does is like by design. It's like again, the whole thing is supposed to look like you're down and out, but you're gonna get a lot of social media clicks from it, basically. I'll be back in a second, though. Okay, it's 2.40 a.m. I don't know how I'm going to get all this fucking done. I got to watch it. I'm, wait, wait, I'm staying up for a New Japan show. Um, you know. Uh, anyways, there was an article. So, again, this is like, okay. NPR did an article. And from what people were, like, the way the right wing was fucking labeling it, they're like, oh, look, NPR is saying that if you don't watch porn, that makes you a fucking incel and all this kind of shit, whatever, and all that, right? Now, I do think there is a movement within online factions of fucking, you know, very right wing type of people who swear off, like, you know, they think being abstinent, not jerking off. Like, I don't, okay, fine, we don't want to have sex, whatever, but at least think to me, like, I, okay, again, I don't have fucking sex, not like it's by fucking, you know, by choice, you know, just, that's the fucking way it is, you know, my predicament, you know, I also don't feel comfortable, like, you know, I, 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 you know, I don't really have much of a fucking dick, so what am I gonna do, only thing I, only thing I can offer a female is like, yeah, I'll, I can eat you out for, you know, a couple of fucking hours at least, at least make she, sure she gets something out of it, right, but what's it called, uh, but what's it called, like, you know, um, but I still have to fucking, you know, beat off, you know, otherwise, I will fucking, you know, go mad without without uh, doing that but with npr promoting porn as the main oh you gotta watch porn it's like you you realize that like you know a lot of fucking so, like i'm not saying all i'm again anyone that creates their own content has control over it wants to do what they want to do i have no issue with that you know what i mean like that's like you know again like that's what you want to do i'm not gonna look down on you you know people will but, you know, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, as long as, like, you know, everything is consensual 
everyone's on board, you know, I'm 100% with that, you know what I mean? But I do think certain elements of fucking porn, especially, like, you know, now with some of these things, with the, with sex trafficking and all that kind of shit, some, I, some, I wonder if some of these women are... Like, even even on Periscope, when there'd be sex... There'd be some women who would be sex workers who fully, like, seem... Um, like, the chick that I talked to, Summer Lynn... Like she, she again, she like the way I talk the way the way I talk to her, the way she describes her business is like she has a control over she's her own fucking boss and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean, so like to me, it seems like she's kind of like on the up and up with that kind of shit, whatever, right, but then also at the same time whenever I go on periscope sometimes uh and I raise to talk to with different people whatever because I would be kind of like investigate because again once I saw that like there was normalization of fucking. Of like it wasn't like it wouldn't be like there's anything like uh like you know child porn or anything like that but like there'd be videos of like I don't know if they're like replayed videos or something like that but be, there'd be kids in these videos and uh, I would fucking report these things so I would be also investig like I would also be going like in because I knew whatever wherever I went people who are already monitoring me would be following me because it's not like a it's not a big time app people will be monitoring all kinds of fucking things to see who goes in, whatever, right? And sometimes, sometimes you see some of these people who seem like they're, like, kind of being forced on camera. They seem like they're kind of like, like, you know, in an MK Ultra fucking, fit. you know, they don't see, they don't seem with it. And I'd ask questions like, yeah, are you being for, like, blink once if, you know, as a joke kind of in a way. And they would fucking, like, you know, really kind of, like, be like you know like not mesmerized but like kind of like the comment would shake them a little bit right so 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 but them with npr promoting like porn like again again i'm not saying don't watch porn or any of that but i'm saying the fact that like you know people think that anything that's in the industry that has to do with, with sex and all that that it automatically means that like it's out of liberation not that like it's some edgelord fundamentalism that exists and to make it seem like it's getting out of control, so then they advocate for, oh, like, listen, we need to control these women from getting too sexual and all that, or people in general and all that. You know, so that became a whole fucking thing. Um, because I'm just going through some of these quickly, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, again, I had too much jotted down, you know what I mean? I'll probably try to, again, I, I've compiled so much for a blog that I don't know if I'm going to ever get through to it. I've been compiling things for the last fucking month and a half or so on for a blog that, like, I talked about a podcast I wanted to write about, and, like, I'm just, like, I'm, you know, whatever, right, but I'll just go through some of this, Biden won South Carolina, um, the primary there, like, it fucking really matters, like, you know what I mean, like, I, 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 I really think, like, it's like WWE, like, if there's gonna be someone else that's gonna fucking make the save of running for fucking president, whatever, then it's gonna be, it, it had to be, it has to be, like, oh, look, they, uh, that's why there's so much discourse around Biden's fucking, you know, incompetence right now. And all that shit. Because it's like either, either leading to a Trump victory or at least like they'll at least present somebody that might fucking, you know, actually have a, you know, chance of actually countering what Trump is. You know, um, but Trump won Nevada, which is not fucking shocking. He was seen with Shane Strickland. No, so sorry, Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland, not Shane Strickland. I have to keep remembering that, man. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm, I'm throwing swerve, fucking, you know, under the bus for no fucking reason. I gotta watch, you know. Uh, there was a freedom convoy in, uh, in Texas. 
I saw this from I saw this from the surfs uh, when the surfs was covering it on there. Cause again, it's a good it's a good it's a good cleanser to again. Even though like I think sometimes the surfs goes on with like Jordan Peterson too much. Like you don't gotta pr- promote every endeavor this guy is fucking doing. Cause then you're just promoting his sports entertainment. But whatever, fine. But he does mostly fucking good shit, whatever, and adds a uh, a perspective that I might fucking agree with and all that kind of shit. But like he was playing some of the stuff that was happening in Texas, whatever. And like there was one, again, there was one clip I wanted to find. I couldn't find it on. I couldn't find. I couldn't. I didn't know what to what to label it under. But there was one guy that was going off about uh, um, about like oh we're like uh, I I guess because like the 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 whole narrative is that fucking these Democrats and all these people that are allowing the illegal immigrants in, they're also pedophiles, whatever. But he was talking about like uh, uh about, about 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 immigrants covered in semen. So. I, I go find trucker and I look up trucker and semen and then I, I go you know what I better delete this because like people who are monitoring me are probably like what the fuck is this guy looking at trucker semen for but like I couldn't find the fucking clip you know what I mean and then uh, the surfs puts their fucking videos um, behind a fucking you know subscription right so that you can't watch it back afterwards but um, it was it was like it was, it was a real funny fucking clip but like you know it's like uh, I didn't think anything happened but it's like some of these people that are speaking at these events. Like these things that go viral, it's like they're gonna be like these guys are gonna be like people that are gonna end up doing something in the future. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like a preview. So then when they do something, then you have like some of their speeches handy. You go, you see, this is what this guy was doing. Cause like there's another there's another fucking mega um another right wing related type of fucking you know uh I I mean it, all of it's fucking horrible. But whenever like it's somebody like going mad uh, like for example that guy who beheaded his dad because he's a federal because he, he works for the government or something like that then there's another guy in florida beat up his like beat his dad to death because he got the fucking vaccine like it, it, like 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 the, they're training polling workers for the election for fucking shooting drills and don't tell me it's fucking left-wing fucking violence it's fucking right-wing fucking violence I know, I know, Hillary Clinton and all these people fucking fear monger over these people, so that automatically means they can't fucking fear monger over Trump. So all these fucking alt-media fucking personalities all of a sudden start becoming more pro-fucking Trump and going, oh, he's not so fucking, doing all that fucking bullshit. This guy is fucking sitting there saying that he'll allow Putin to destroy different fucking countries and allow him to fucking do it. That's an, that's, an, that's another thing with the cold dude I, I I had to fucking you know limit my time on on Twitter during this whole Putin interview again I didn't watch the entire fucking thing but like whenever like the usual suspects are like this is the end of the US Empire narrative no it isn't really that's uh, having Putin being promoted by Tucker Carlson is oh because oh let me guess Tucker uh, Putin called out Tucker Carlson a little bit for applying for the CIA and all that type of shit and then Bill Crystal Bill Crystal who's also Discredited to a lot of people was going at Tucker Carlson from for interviewing. Listen, I have no issue with people interviewing different fucking people from different countries, even if they're controversial. It's been a, it, it's been it's been like you know the it's it's been a part of like it's been part of fucking you know uh, doing doing journalism. But what Tucker Carlson wasn't doing was a softball fucking interview, which had a little bit of fucking pushed back a little bit because oh uh, he 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 accused. Uh, he accused um, the the CIA of uh, blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline, whatever. But e- even if the if if the U- USA or Ukraine are the ones that are doing it, it's like I don't fucking trust the governments, and I, I don't trust their fucking narratives, whatever. But it's supposed to like make it look 
like, you know, Russia is fucking completely fucking innocent. Because, again, whenever, like, you have people... Again, if they really wanted you to support fucking Ukraine, they wouldn't fucking... Trust me, they would do a better fucking job at it. This is the reason why there's a lot of pushback against fucking Ukraine. And is it but again, what they're called people can pretend that they're doing it because they're anti fucking war, but a lot of them are fucking pro fucking Putin. I know saying that and and again a lot of these people that are on the left who say they're on the fucking who say they're on the fucking left, who say they're on the left, who are not really left, are fucking praising this fucking interview. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. But this is the world we're fucking going in, man. I, you know, um, but but the thing is with Bill with Bill Crystal, Bill Crystal is someone that, like, you know, Tucker Carlson used to work for Bill Crystal, so it's like I'm not buying into their fucking sports entertainment feud, anyways. Just because some people are are condemning Putin. Some of the worst people are also... Because it's like... Again, there's nothing wrong with condemning Putin. But because it's people who have already pumped up fucking US empire, Western imperialism, propaganda. It's like their word doesn't mean fucking shit. So it's like, oh, Putin actually seems more... It's like, if you're doing the whole nature, like, oh, look, Putin sounded more... Um, look at this leader. He sounded more competent than Joe Biden did. It's like, that's not fucking... It's, it's pretty fucking easy to do. You know, but, but but again, that's like the fucking brain rot that, you know, the two, if, if anything I've learned from the 2010s, from, from the fucking online culture, and, and don't pretend that it's all, the online shit is just as meaningless as underground. Again, I, I know with a lot of fucking people who pretend to be anti-establishment that, you know, they fucking, you know, will, will shit on my narrative, whatever. I, I, again, I don't have it 100 fucking percent. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very dumbed down fucking guy. But at least I fucking learned from uh, not to be again, and and, and this this Palestine Israel thing that's how it's currently playing out has been a big fucking test to me mentally, because this is this were ten fucking years ago, even though like what to call like you know I'm I I I would think that I'm um on the right side by defending the Palestinians and all that right and and again that's a a good side you know again like, there's nothing wrong with defending Palestinians and uh, wanting this genocide to fucking stop and it is a fucking genocide sorry. It is, but I mean, that's not fucking up for debate with me. That doesn't mean that I have to. It doesn't mean I have to celebrate what goes. What? what we, but if this were ten years ago, I would have been so reactionary because of all the fucking disrespect and all the fucking ridicule and all the dehumanization that fucking Muslims and brown people in general, uh, minorities in general, have to fucking face. Yeah, of course, it, it would make me a fucking. It would make me a reactionary. And they're and they're trying to do it tenfold right now with people who, like like regular people who fucking just want to fucking want this uh, want genocide of their fucking people to stop, and they have no one to fucking turn to because the mainstream fucking media is fucking giving you know constantly being on the pro Israel fucking side all the time. They've notoriously been like that. So of course, what to call you? Look for people who seem like they're anti imperialist. 
right? But then at the same time, now some of these fucking prominent ones that used to have more credibility 10 years ago have now fucking um, co-signed other fucking problematic shit. Like, if you're fucking pro-Putin and you're trying to be fucking pro-Palestine, I don't fucking trust you. I don't have to. You know what I mean? Again, and again, I'm discredited to a lot of fucking people, so it doesn't matter what I fucking think, but I don't have to fucking fall for that. Sorry, I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm. 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 I, I, I'm trying to learn from my fucking mistakes in the past. I'm not trying to fall back into old habits of my mentality, going back into the regression, the regression fucking side. And I think a lot of people want them to. A lot of people want to go back to the regressive fucking nature of shit. This is the way I fucking look at it. You know. Um, this girl, this woman's mother, Jennifer Crumley. Um, again, because it's a mainstream story, so there's probably going to be like a documentary made. There's going to be more discourse around her. I'm sure right wingers are going to be angling for her to fucking you know uh, not be sent to jail because of her son committing uh, uh, you know a mass shooting with four people. But like, and, and listen, I'm I, I'm in agreement by case by case. I don't believe every fucking parent knows what their fucking kid is up to, and like they didn't fucking get them the, like if they didn't get them the gun and all that, you know what I mean? Like there should be some type of like checking in or whatever. But this case with this person seemed like they fucking wanted this fucking kid to do it because he, he, he was he's having mental mental health issues. He was asking for help. They didn't give it to him. They fucking supplied him the fucking gun. So yes, what's it called? I believe that the fucking. Uh, that the mother should be doing time, but 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 but, but don't but, but don't worry if you're a right wing fucking again Charlemagne Charlemagne uh, on a show was defending this fucking woman because he's going more right wing too. But I, but 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 I bet there will be something that gets this woman out. She'll probably end up being a fucking you know a propped up character. That's why they're making the case for this one. You know what I mean? But to me, with the call, I think in in this case, from what I'm hearing. And maybe there's other fucking fat, maybe other higher ups in the situation, played a part in it as well. Whatever. You know what I mean? Like you know, she could be she could be a cog just as much as her son is. You know what I mean? But I mean, th- th- this is pretty fucking. You know, like you know, again, like, the, like she should be doing time at least for it. Especially if this guy fucking was you know asking for help. Which, which again, it's it's like they use mentally ill fucking cogs to go and do this. I know at times I've lost my fucking mind, but like you know what I mean. Like they've always wanted the the they've always wanted me to go the more violent route. They were hoping that they could make me one of these fucking people that do something fucking crazy. Even though the even though the leader they look up to, Howard Stern, has probably done more fucking sociopathic shit behind the scenes. Well, we we can't prove it, right? But again, these people are not really anti-fucking Howard. You know what I mean? It's because, of why, oh, they make fun of him being a liberal and they make fun of Beth. You think Howard gives a shit about Beth? Of course he wants her to be made fun of. 
By the way, SCOTUS basically kind of sided with Trump over the Colorado. Again, I knew this whole thing was designed for them for to show you that, oh, look, Colorado Colorado trying to stop Trump from being on the ballot. But, and, and TYT was obviously defending it, too, even though they say they're not defending it. Whatever. Even though even though Jake uh, originally fucking was for uh, the ban because of what, what's happened. But they're going, oh, you see, the, the he didn't get convicted. He's like, yeah, because it's 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 in his it's it's in in his favor. Oh, I forgot because see see TYT thinks that they're um so um you know they think they're being truth tellers because um they because again okay th- this is right to point out Biden was um uh, sh- uh basically like off camera for the online contingent um he gave his like opinion of of Netanyahu basically like not being happy with the guy and Jank uh, and Anna proudly fucking pointed out that. Oh, that's just fucking a way to make you fucking think that he actually hates him even though he's not doing anything. I mean, he could actually fucking... Here's the thing. If, if, again, like I said, if Trudeau or Biden or anyone fucking called for a fucking ceasefire, it would show you how fucking useless the actual position is. Because the right-wing billionaires who run fundamentalist shitheads that run shit are the ones that fucking decide the fucking policy. Again, I, I I don't know if Biden fully fucking agrees or whatever the fuck, but but whatever happened on the surface, people are not fucking happy, and they have no and they have a right to not be happy with what's going on. But when you fucking do this under oh pre- this president this president can do this this president can do that, with well, the of course people are going to be fucking confused because you're not disclosing how this fucking shit operates. But at the same time, while they're while TYT is doing that kind of shit, right, they will. Um, always fucking buy into the right wing infighting. They, they they actually think that the fucking leaks of the text are actually how they fucking feel about Trump when they're actually on board with them. They constantly buy into the fucking infighting all the time. All of a sudden, like, oh, the Democrats do it, so they're going to point it out. Fine, good, point it out, but you guys also are fucking marks and you fucking present a fucking limited fucking image of, of all that. And pretend you're political fucking geniuses. No one voted. No, no one wanted. People didn't vote for you when you ran for office, the, the, for Congress. No one fucking wants you as a fucking voice piece. You're one of the most fucking useless voices in in all the fucking media. You're a token. You're a cunt. No, no one cares about you. Except for your little right wing fucking master that are putting their fucking hand up your ass and playing you like a little fucking puppet that you, that you are. I I I really do hope in all this you find out. What dark money is going to TYT? I personally think there is. I, I mean, you can't prove it, right? You, you definitely can't prove it. I, conspiratorially, I believe there's some right-wing money going on there. While they're calling out Trump, while they're calling out Biden for being pro-fucking, you know, um, for being anti-Netanyahu, because it's a fucking publicity ploy, and I agree with that. Uh, then they're buying into Ann Coulter hating fucking Trump. And like I said about Ann Coulter many times, she is like the female Miz, whatever, you know what I mean, where they're good at being heels, they're like at their best when they're fucking heels, and then once in a while they'll get like baby face fucking pop for like one feud they fucking have, and you go, oh, maybe we can have a baby face run, and then ultimately it falls to shit, and that's why they go back to being a fucking heel. That's what I fucking think, at least. I don't know. And and and, and by the way, TYT also, um, like if if there's a, if there's mega fucking people already fucking like beheading their own fathers, is it is it wise to fucking like 
like levitate this fucking uh, this fucking chick, uh, Valentina Gomez, her ad about basically wanting to shoot her opponents and all that kind of shit. Is it really? It, I I know. Again, you're, you're still promoting it, but you're like, oh my god, can you, she's 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 not self aware about how bad this looks, whatever. But you're still fucking uh, helping promote that because these people actually, Jank and Anna are the ones in my and whoever the right wing masters are, they're the ones who want actual fucking violence. They're pretending. I hope they get fucking exposed, but by the time they get exposed, they'll already be protected, and then they'll go. And, and again, I'm I'm gonna predict that Annika Spirit ends up becoming a murderer. I'm gonna I'm gonna bet with her complaining about security, and going off about Cory Bush, her fucking going off on homeless homelessness homelessness and and crime, and um um violent immigrants and all that kind of shit. The the way she's going and the way that she's defending fucking Kyle Rittenhouse now, it feels like the right wing is gonna give her that fucking storyline, and that's gonna propel her. In my personal opinion, again, you know. I do believe people's, uh, they'll find one of their Arkham Asylum widows that will happen to be a sacrifice for the system, at least. Anyway, with the cold, when it comes to Palestine, again, I'm keeping up with every single thing because it's too hard. Because again, like I pointed out, because I know where the fundamentalist prophecy is going, it's hard to fucking keep up with every fucking thing. I know there's a there's a Texas man, a Texas a Palestinian, that was coming back from a, um, him and his friends were coming back, and they got attacked by you know I think one got stabbed. I don't know if he's dead or if just he got stabbed. He's like still in critical condition, or whatever. But this is like the danger fucking uh, of the world we're living in now. And and to me, this isn't just random fucking people doing this. This is like to me funded. And there's money being put on the fucking street for this shit. Then there's IDF telegram messages about torturing, bragging about torturing Palestinians and all that kind of stuff. And these people are these people are fucked in the head. They're soulless individuals. But it's also blasted out there to make fucking people, regular people out there, to basically not have, like, so that now if you hear that fucking Jewish people are being targeted, you're not going to fucking give as much shit because look at people not giving a shit about Palestinians. You should give a fuck about, you know, innocent people from all fucking backgrounds, essentially. You know what I mean? You should. You shouldn't just fucking randomly just start hating all fucking Jewish people. And and that's, and that's not saying that there isn't a, a, a contingent of fundamentalists that fucking have power in the fucking system. Does that mean it's all just Jewish people? No, there's... Uh, again, I, I think underhandedly, a lot, a lot of people have... Uh, through, through entertainment also, there's also... I think there's always been a Christian fundamentalism... Um, power that that is, has existed in in uh that has a lot of fucking power. A lot of these pro Zionist fucking a lot of these pro Zionist people are also fucking Christian fundamentalists. They're not all Jewish. And then we're and they're having storylines of CNN of of CNN employees anonymous anonymously, and and and, and, and a conspiracy shitting on these anonymous employees, but like. With the call, they're going to get fucking fired. Again, I, I I know you guys are already protected, but, you know, there's other people that are not fucking protected. But, like, it, to me, it's, like it's, it's all sports entertainment with, with the way it's going on. By the way, the, the, the whole UNRWA, the, 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 you know, the UNRWA, you know, that whole thing about them having people who, who uh, it just, again, it was a, again, the, th- the thing is, like, even if there was one person or two people that has something to do with it, that doesn't mean you should fucking discredit the whole organization. But to me, it's like they, okay, purposely, like, discredited the whole fucking thing so they wouldn't be funding to help fucking more Palestinians. 
You're telling them to move to different areas. Where, again, like, it's the same repeated fucking stuff. That's that It's also adding trauma porn. And it's also fucking adding more fucking reactionary fucking shit. People don't, people's minds are not going to... Especially with, with, with COVID and all that. And what that does to your psychological shit. The, you know, the neurological shit. That happening. And then also fucking, like, all this happening. People's minds are not going to be right from after all this. It's going to be a long time recovering mentally from all the stuff that has been transpiring. I mean, it was always going on, but being amplified in this social media fucking era where it's more mainstream. Every, every day it's like, oh, Netanyahu's going to reject Hamas's, uh, come, you know, a solution to, uh, uh, you know, uh, to, uh, to a, a ceasefire agreement. You, you know, it's not going to fucking happen. But they just waste our fucking time by saying, oh, is it possible? It's like, no, they don't want it to be possible. They want to fucking, fucking kill every single fucking one of these people uh, over there. And then they want the anti-Semitic fucking side to now then target innocent fucking Jewish people. While the fucking ones that they say they impose are going to go away scot-free anyways. The same side of the same fucking coin. And 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 people and again, what they call like, when you have like the the Houthis, who say they're trying to stop, you know, again, the the there could be genuine thing about that, whatever, right? About stopping uh, what what um Israel's doing to Palestinians. But when you're also fucking, you know, have evil behind you as well, it doesn't mean you have to defend it because they had they they had a secret court or something like that where they execution like what thirteen gay people. I I'm I'm just saying there has to be a way to fucking. Call this fuck, call this shit out, and not follow. Like, you know what I mean? Because again, if you again, what they call you can't talk to anybody who's west, who's western, about okay, what's going. Like, if, if I if I if I had concern about Islamic fundamentalism, right? I'm not gonna go and talk to a fucking. Like, I made that mistake, and I and I and I started and I started getting brainwashed, and I bought into fucking you know demonizing because I'm so ashamed of uh, my people and all that kind of shit. No more of that. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like in order to do that, whatever. You know what I mean? That like you gotta fucking you know. I just don't buy into fucking U.S. fucking uh, you know. I think all the fundamentalism is fucking you know aligned together. Try to go buy some of this really quickly. You know what I mean? I don't want to get this out of the fucking way. I got a lot to fucking do. And, and by the way, a lot of you, again, and, and people who might be in the alt media, yeah, you might look down on what I fucking say, right? But you guys are the ones that are promoting this fucking fake Bud Light, Budweiser, I don't Bud Light, what do they hate? Tr Trump actually fucking likes Bud Light, so they're like, ooh, I wonder what Kid Rock and all these right-wingers are gonna think now that their daddy Trump likes Bud Light. No, they didn't, they never hated it. I'll bet you any money that Dylan Mulvaney was also a right-wing fucking psyop, where, because you assume because they're against, they're against her, and she's trans, you automatically think the trans person, mom, or any person from a marginalized community automatically has to be um, a liberal. You, you know what I mean? Like, the, the, she got a lot out of it too, whatever, even though she was being hated on. But it was designed to be something that goes out of fucking control, whatever, and all that type of shit.
But, like, this whole thing has been a promotion of fucking... And, again, and, and then all people... Then people in the alt media have to cover this. Like, you're you, you going to have to cover uh, DeSantis' fucking boots. And, 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 and you might think you're fucking better than me because I went speaking of conspiratorial fucking shit. Makes me wonder if some of you are actually on the left. Or if some of you are... Again, because, again, you're... Either way, you're, you're, you're helping promoting the fucking product. And by the way, can we stop also defending? Listen, I, I, there's something that Vosh fucking again. I, I, again, there's people that used to like message me to tell me that hey man, Vosh is pretty fucking good. Like there's a lot of people that used to do it like last couple of years, and even though like there might be some stuff that I fucking agree with them on or whatever, but this like whole thing where like it seems like a consistent thing about him always having like a controversial opinion about incest or pedophilia. Again, listen. Uh, again, from what I understand from his latest controversy, this guy fucking uh, had fucking uh, cartoon fucking uh, cartoon um, child cartoon child porn, where like it's like drawn. I guess the the thing is, if I had to if I had to choose between somebody having car- again, I I I would automatically want someone to have any of that. But if I had to choose between someone having fucking cartoon child fucking porn or fucking actual child porn, I would choose the cartoon child porn for them to fucking, you know. But again, the whole thing is just, like, is this everything that happens with streamers? Like, we, again, a lot of people are so desperate for fucking hero. We have such a hero complex that, like, anyone that's like, like, oh, I, I support him politically on some certain issues. Well, now I gotta defend uh, Vosh because he uh, is, like, defending having fucking cartoon child porn on his fucking computer. I, I, I don't know the f- fascination with it. Why do so many of you have that fucking shit on you? Like, even even my trolls would fucking, uh... Like, I remember uh, Roman Reigns' fucking trolls. The WWE trolls, the wrestling fucking trolls threatening to fucking put... Like, why do you guys have child porn on your fucking... Uh, on, on you? You know what I mean? But they're called my... 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 Actually, the other Stern Show trolls, whatever, would, uh, are constantly fucking talking about planting fucking shit on my computer. Like, I, I, I don't understand why some of you who think... And these people think they're better than me, but yet you have this on you. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what's going on with um with Ice Spice and Lotto. I think that whole that that song "Think You the Shit Fart" whatever was about Lotto. It it, it it hasn't gone to like Nicki Minaj or Megan Thee Stallion level shit. I think the most that I've heard from it was Lotto pulled up at in uh in in, in her neighborhood like not in, like like in, just like in 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 her city or whatever. I don't know if in her specific neighborhood specific, specifically whatever to like film a video or whatever. You know what I mean? Right now they're keeping it very pro wrestling, but. Who knows? It'll, it'll probably devolve into an ECW level storyline with a, with the way that some of these beefs are going on with like you know, with celebrities and shit. There's a streamer. There's a streamer named Aiden Ross, and he's getting going viral because he apparently played uh, paid uh, like the, the video. 
is supposedly two million in there for 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 something whatever right um for something for for, for Playboy Cardi showing up on the stream. Now, part of me is like, is that, is that gimmick is not really, like, maybe he paid him some money, but it wasn't really two million, they're just gimmicking it up. Or, because again, like, to, or to me, are they making a fucking transaction for something else that, that that happened to be part of the discourse, which makes more fucking money about it. And they're gimmicking up like, oh, no, no, just for the interview, right? Because I'm sure some of these streamers have, like, superiors that fucking are the ones footing the bill and all that type of shit. I, I, time of time, I'll see, so I, I, I should, again, I don't really follow sports, but if I'm going to follow personality, maybe I should follow Cameron, um, you know, even though he's probably going more right-wing too, maybe, you know what I mean, a lot of these people are going more right-wing, but like he, but one, one guy they constantly have on like a fucking part of the fucking cast, essentially, is OJ Simpson's always there. And then there, so I guess, I forget, I forget which rapper did a Discord, I think it was Fat Joe, maybe, I think, maybe, no, was it Snoop Dogg, no, was it Buster, no, no, it was, I think it may have been Fat Joe, or, I, I, I don't know who it was, but they said that, oh, you shouldn't, uh, like, it's like, you know, more um, gen- gender war discourse, whatever, you should, like, basically, you shouldn't, uh, um, like, the thing is, is, like, in their world, I guess, like, with whatever women they, whatever women they deal with, if they're giving information, they could be working for, like, you know, other fucking, you know, people that are basically pimping them out, basically, because everything, everyone's, a, everyone's a fucking, you know, working in the, in, in, in that fucking thing, whatever, so maybe they have reason to fucking not trust whoever they're pillow talking with, but, like, regular people are not living by those rules, so don't fucking follow that type of shit, you know what I mean, like, do it by case by case, I'm not saying, oh my god, you should trust women 100%, but, like, don't, like, let people, like, don't, don't let fucking celebrities, be these people, like, again, I'm not a relationship expert, but I, I feel like these, some of these celebrity discourse and some of the online discourse with some of the contingents online are constantly trying to create, like, an extreme version of feminism or fucking misogyny, and basically, like, they're fitting with each other, so then people who want to f- fit in part of the conversation start hating their own spouses and shit like that. And I, 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 I really don't think that, you know, that should be the fucking case, you know. Don't try to, you know... I don't know, man. Um, let me see. Ty- okay, so Tyrese did more fucking, you know, sports entertainment. He he's always been like, I mean, he 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 was one of the celebrities that like, like you know, early like at least in the social media era, he was like one of like the. Like, like, one that, like, was kind of, like, you know, starting out doing this, the, the whole meltdowns online and going viral for crying and all that kind of shit with becoming a sports entertainment character. But now he's, like, doing, like, typical, like, you know, like, 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 and, and, and because I, I've been in that position where I try to be, like, catering to, like, Western, Western society by, like, kind of, like, oh, I wish I wasn't fucking, like, I, one time in high school, I, my cousin got fucking pissed off about this. But I was I was just trolling. I was just joking around, right? But so, but but because like you know, but I was like, oh, I wish I was white, man. Because sometimes you know, I, I was just going on about that. And then he he was in my class, and because I was like kind of doing it, and like there was a couple of white people that were kind of laughing at this, whatever. Because it's just me being fucking silly, but like you know what I mean. But because like he had a deeper understanding of like why you shouldn't do that in front of like you know 
white audiences essentially because like you're, it's like you're it's like they it's like they like seeing like certain I'm not saying all white people saying certain people fucking you know who see minorities as lesser than they like hearing that kind of shit. So he got really, really fucking pissed off. And he had a, it was before the class started, but he had a le- he was so pissed off with me that he left the fucking classroom. And I always just find it. I always found it fucking hilarious. I don't know. I was just trolling. I knew he. I don't know, man. I just thought it was. But Tyrese is now like like. I guess he's trying to be Kerwin White. You know, Shavo when Shavo announced uh, um, his Mexican culture to like, oh, you know what I mean? Because now he's saying he's done with the black community. I, 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 again, this probably won't last, again, you know, don't take it seriously, because he's probably, like, it's like, you know, he's always doing sports entertainment all the time, you know what I mean, like, that, that's, that's what he does, you know, I think he was saying he wanted to be Latino, so I don't know, Toby Keith died, um, listen, with the cold, you know, I'm not gonna say anything positive or negative about the fuck, you know, all I, you know what I mean, I, I just don't, I know, I know people in the wrestling world, you know, because uh, he, he, he's a part of TNA and all that, I, you know, again, I look at, again, as a Muslim, and I, I know a lot of you don't look at Muslims as human beings, I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, are, are racist towards Muslims, whatever, you know, minorities in general, whatever, but like, you know, this guy got propped up because of uh, the whole war on terror, you know, he was like one of the main country guys that, you know. So, me personally, you know, someone that d- did it for the U.S. empire and, you know, try to inc- try to manufacture consent for more people to go kill brown people. Yeah, I kind of hold that fucking, you know, um, I kind of hold that, you know. But you can't be too political or whatever, but, you know, it, it became part of wrestling news because, you know, he had, like, he was supposed to buy, he was, he want, apparently he wanted to buy TNA with Jeff Jarrett or something like that. I don't know. I don't really give two shits. There's like a whole deal now where a bunch of the streaming services are all gonna be one home for all the sports, basically. I I don't really watch sports, but I'm sure there'll be. Again, I can't keep up with all this shit. You know what I mean? It put, it put, yeah, I don't know. I just I can't keep up with all of it. You know. It is what it is. Yeah. Sh- dude, all Suge Knight's bum. Listen. If there's something shady fucking going on with some of these fucking guys that you're fucking airing out, okay, by all means, air out the shade. By telling me that, like, you know, putting out that, oh, look, uh, Andre Harrell and Russell Simmons used to be gay lovers, or Barry Gordy fucking had a secret love family from his fuck, you know, and he used to be gay as well, whatever. Like, I don't care if someone's fucking actually fucking gay. Like, you know what I mean? What, what I care about is if they fucking use their power for fucking evil. Did they abuse people? Did they groom people? That kind of fucking shit is what's important. I don't care if Diddy's fucking gay. Diddy can have all male orgies all he fucking wants. Not my fucking cup of tea. That's fine. He's allowed to fucking do that. But if it's fucking consensual, that's the important fucking part. That's the important fucking part. Because when, when, once you start... Fo- because cause e- e- even then I used to fucking b- fall into that like 10, 14 years ago. Um, the newest gimmick for... The, 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 the newest gimmick... I, again, I, I'm just trying to move on. I know, I know it's, it's a weird... There could be some weird segues, you know. But that, that, that's, that's, that's all I am is weird segues anyways. Um... 
the, the, the other disc. Okay, but, but we're, okay, right. You know, we're Suge Knight. I'm just saying that this is what his podcast seems to fucking be like a you shoot. Like, he, I, I didn't even read. I didn't even watch Monique's interview. I saw bits and pieces of it. It's like now they have the female version of Cat Williams. Listen, what they call people are going to be like, oh, Monique's getting like messy. Cat Williams is getting messy. Listen, these people were screwed over by a fundamentalist fucking industry. And they fucking, and, and again, because you get screwed over, when you get your time to fucking, you know, be on the truth-telling side, whatever, you're still limiting it, and you're being backed by other right-wing fundamentalists now. Because again, whenever whenever you go against Oprah, you, you, you think, oh, look, because she's a liberal, but Oprah probably isn't fucking as liberal. You know what I mean? So now it's like Monique and Cat Williams are now being promoted by the same probably people that were um, promoting their people. Like, the like for example, if the higher-ups are now done with Kevin Hart being the main fucking guy, they're like, okay, now we found a new angle to make Cat Williams a guy, but now he can go over... One, say again, so see, see Kevin Hart, what they're called, you know, even with the system backing him, they'll turn on you to now back someone up because now what's fucking compelling now is people that have uh, are getting... people who are getting screwed over. You know what I mean? And, and and again, this is not... and It's because they're going to the right-wing side. I'm not going to say that Monique or fucking Cat Williams don't have legit fucking qualms. But, like, I could also... Put, but, 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 you know what I mean? So I'm not discrediting that because it needs to be fucking talked about. But, it, but at the same time, I'm not going to buy into 100... If it was 10 years ago, I'd buy this into 100% that, oh, Cat Williams and Monique are the... And again, and I wasn't one of these people that was shitting on Monique, but a lot of... Because, again, now a lot of the fucking people that have gone more conservative... All of a sudden now they're fucking propping up Monique, even though for like the last several years I've seen a lot of people automatically shit on fucking Monique for thinking she deserves more than what she fucking got. So the the newest gimmick is Apple Vision Pro Discourse. I don't know if that's going to be a gimmick or if that's going to last long, whatever. But for, for right now, people have... I, again, I, I've always been fucking, you know, um, like, n- never... Cause I always believe everything's advanced, but I never know what's going to be permanent, whatever. So I don't know if this is going to be a gimmick or not, whatever, but I, I'm certainly not buying it, you know? I don't know what the fuck it's going to fucking do. By the way, all the people that are, like, you know, pro... Um, uh, all the people that are pro, um, you know, Taylor Swift, now even people on the left are now kind of turning on her because now she's suing... Uh, somebody that's tracking her, uh, they're tr- tracking tracking her jet because you know somebody you know that um is tracking different celebrity, different like powerful people, jet whatever for their carbon footprint of what they're fucking you know, con- contributing, right? So now it's like you know, but the cold people think it's a psyop that she's like you know Biden regime person whatever and all that. Uh, I think she's still. I think her and Travis Kelsey are actual fucking heels. By making by making it known that they're on Biden's side and right wing going at them, it's like this whole discourse has been about them. But I do believe that Taylor Swift's actually going to be like I'm not saying this something she does on the surface, like good messaging and all that. It's like you know that means it's bad, or whatever. But I think she ultimately she's going to be on the fucking bad fucking side. This whole thing has been fucking you know dictate. You know what I mean? She's going again. The NFL is run by fucking right wingers. So that you know what I mean, if if they're really liberal, they wouldn't be having her there. They had to pretend they're fucking liberal. 
I, I, I gotta unsubscribe from Vlad TV because now it's becoming it's becoming indulgent in his, in his like like when he interviews people he has to go off on people he has beef with and he dominates the fucking interview and then second of all he's like having more right wing fucking narrative where they're defending Sean Stricker like you know that fucking guy what's the name uh, uh Michael J uh the guy who does fucking the black dude that does like the that has like you know who's like done the kung fu shit whatever. He was an exit wounds. Um, Michael J- Michael Jai White, whatever his name is, like he's going, and he even though even though what to call Vlad's, um, you know, um, um, you know, misrepresenting what he says in the interview, whatever. Like he didn't say that he supports uh, Sean Strickland's fucking anti trans message. He said that he believes in people's freedom of speech, but the, but but the thing is, like none of that's freedom of speech. That's fucking paid fucking speech. The only reason why people get so mad about that is because then you're preventing them from getting paid. Because if they can't say, they're not getting paid for it. And they want to get paid for it. So they say, it's freedom of fucking speech. The only, the only paid speech you're allowed to fucking point out if it's something that's democratic, basically. You know. That's the only time that it's, like, you know, compromised. Um, th- that, uh, that chick, uh, e- um, she's from, I think, uh, the, the show. I, I gotta watch the show, The, ba- the Bear. She's on that show, but she was hosting SNL, but she's going to be, um, she's going to replace, um, you know, Johnny Depp in uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. So, again, if the, if, if, the sh- if it ends up being, like, good because, like, you know, just, like, the quality of the fucking movie, this seems like one, it seems like we're in an era where, like, anything that's promoting diversity is, is, is like, it's, like, it's not going to be handled the best. It's not because, like, in diversity, the movie's going to suck, whatever. It's because the quality of movies just fucking mostly fucking suck now, whatever. But this is going to be another way for people to fucking then shit on, uh, this woman for being a part of it and how uh, going well, you know what I mean? What well, all the other fucking issues with Disney and or or I don't know if this is part of Disney. I don't know if Pirates Caribbean is, but in general, what they're gonna use wokeness as a reason why this is all happening. Joe Joe Budden went off on tra- on on uh, on Travis Scott and I think Playboy. I don't know who else was on there, but like they're like doing. I guess the stuff that they do at the concerts, whatever, where they're just going wild, whatever they're doing at the Grammys. And people weren't into it. And then there's some streamers like Kai Sanat that was like, who's Killer Mike, basically? So people are like, oh, uh, streamer. Listen, they they can have their opinions. Some people, listen, people people, people who are like old heads now, like a Joe Budden, like people act like in the 90s that like, like for example, like I, maybe because I saw, maybe because I didn't, at first I didn't listen to rap music. Um, but I saw Ella Cool J, like, on television, like, doing a sitcom, whatever, and that's how I kind of, you know I mean, kind of wasn't, like, you know, fully into hip-hop, really, whatever, and I, and I, and I remember seeing Ella Cool J, like, you know, um, you know, like, music videos and shit like that, whatever, right, but, like, I, p- people, because he was from the 80s, whenever, like, I would be like, hey, I like Ella Cool J, whatever, whatever, you know what I mean, he makes some fucking decent music when I started getting into it, people who are, like, Tupac loyalists would fucking, basically fucking shit on me for liking Ella Cool J. Like, you know what I mean? People act, people be like, oh, who the fuck is he? People didn't respect Will Smith. Like, now people respect, the, you know what I mean? Because, again, like, you know, because hip-hop wasn't, like... I mean, Boots Riley pointed out that hip-hop's always kind of existed. Like, he, I forget what the interview was, but he was talking about how hip-hop's always existed. Like, it wasn't just born in the... Like, you know what I mean? Elements of hip-hop existed through, like, throughout fucking history or whatever and all that. Even though, like, the official birthing, uh, birth of it was, like, you know, um, you know... In the in the you know ni- you know nineteen seventy whatever right, but what's it called? 
but um but like so like so so when so when when I was coming up in like you know in the nineties like you know um you know um when I was like you know like in in my teenage years in the in the nineties it was like people who who were hip hop fans that I used to hang out with they'd always be like kind of like shitting on like for example one time uh, one of my friends was like an R and B singer um. He was talking about how he's gonna work with Jazzy Jeff, and I thought that was a cool fucking get because Jazzy Jeff, you know, does something like you know he's like a legend, right? Because he used to like you know do important shit. Other people who fucking heard that were like, "Oh, Jazzy Jeff, like, who cares about him?" It's like because a fucking he probably knows a lot because he's not fucking popping in the fucking like late nineties, early two thousand. Doesn't mean he doesn't have any fucking knowledge of helping people out or directing people in the right direction. You know what I mean? So, like, to, to me, it was, like... So, because hip-hop was, like, kind of still new, it's, like, people didn't respect the fucking legends. Now it's, like, people from my generation now growing up. It's, like, now we treat fucking Nas and Jay-Z and Eminem or Snoop Dogg or, you know, like, you know, uh, Most Def and all these guys. Like, they are rock and roll. Like, oh, look, they are the Rolling Stones and all that kind of shit. So, 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 so like... For for Joe Budden to fucking like get mad at like you know people to get mad at the streamer for not knowing who Killer Mike is. Listen, man, then they're not hip hop. Like I mean, to me, like the, the, I'm not gonna say they're not hip hop fans, but some people are not gonna like the fucking lyrical miracle fucking shit, right? So like that's their fucking opinion, whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's their fucking opinion. But like, but but people who are now getting mad about that, it's like they're acting like it wasn't a cool thing to shit on the fucking older heads back in the fucking day. You know. Uh, Logic had a uh, he, did, he did his own platform and I, I think there was more substance there whatever I didn't really you know but he was confronted he basically he had a conversation with his dad on his podcast and and again because again if he, if, he, if he did this if he did this for like a white like thing is whenever like you confront somebody who is a minority right and you talk about like you know what I mean when you're adding to the stereo like again listen I'm not saying that he like you know Logic's dad didn't disappear on him or whatever and all that and he should like you know if he has like you know conflicting issues it seems like a healthy conversation they're doing but whenever like this is like done for white audiences it's, it's like it always like it like it gives like you know like the white system like the, 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 the I'm, talk, I'm not talking about just white people in general I'm talking about the white system it gives them the fucking carte blanche to like like add to the stereotype you see like these people are not there for their parents and all that kind of... Not there for their kids and all that kind of shit. So I'm, I'm always nervous when I see that kind of stuff because I... I it, it, remi- it just reminds me, I can see Bill Maher gleefully smiling at it. Like, oh yeah, he's calling it out because this is a big problem in their community and all that kind of shit. I, I you know what I mean? Because it, it, it doesn't just happen in their community. It happens in a lot of people's communities. You just make a stereotype about it and then when you see something happen in someone else's community, you're like, oh, see, this exists. And that's what they've been doing a lot of the fucking time, so I'm always nervous about that shit. Like even Ari Spears is like, like, in 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 one argue in one argument, he's t- he's going off on black people in the DJ Vlad interview about black people, black community being homophobic, and all that because like oh like he dressed up in a dress whatever and all that kind of shit, 
or it all, or or he may have like done like a gay sketch, whatever, and all that kind of stuff. It's okay, fine. If you want to do that, whatever, do it. It's about it's about being forced, whatever. But if he wants to do that, do that. But then the same the same fucking time, he's then shitting on uh, the whole fucking. Uh, he's buying into the culture, the the LGBT, the anti LGBT culture war of like, oh, if I don't watch color pur- the color purple, that means I'm anti LGBT. Like, dude, if you don't want to watch, watch a movie, don't watch a fucking movie. Why do you gotta make it like a whole fucking statement? Like, oh, I'm not gonna fucking watch this movie. There's, you know what I mean? Like, who, you're buying into a fucking culture war. All you're doing is promoting the fucking movie, anyways. And um, Dakota Johnson, Dakota Johnson, like I, I, I don't even know who her, how she's a nepo baby. I don't know. I, I don't know enough about. I, 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 I don't. I don't care enough about her to know who, she's related to that makes her a nepo baby. But everyone who blows up, I've come to realize, even if they're being marketed like as somebody that's been like anti-establishment, they're all fucking chosen. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying that I'm defending Nepo babies or whatever, like, that type of shit. But, like, literally everyone's fucking chosen and protected by some fucking, something powerful. I think I, I think there's propaganda where you think it, it's easy for people who are Nepo babies, whatever. But, like, like some of them didn't, didn't want to be in the fucking limelight. It's like whoever they're related to, it's like they're pushed in there. And then a bunch of people who fucking are, like, you know, untalented... A lot, a, a, a lot of the fucking online fucking, you know, uh, sports entertainer accounts who come off mediocre... They're the ones who fucking push this fucking shit like it's a regular job. I understand, like, in regular fucking life with regular people and all that, it's important to push out the nepotism type of fucking shit, whatever. Because it's, some of these people in the system fucking go off about affirmative action, right? But then if I point out that, like, you know, the some of these fucking people who go off on affirmative action do their own version of affirmative action by hiring their fucking friends who might not be as fucking skilled, that fucking gets fucking, you know, sh- that gets shit on. You know what I mean? Like, people will be against affirmative action, but then they will be for legacy hires, which doesn't make any fucking sense, right? So, I feel like uh, different people, like, um, um, some people are going at Kanye. By the way, Kanye's album just, just came out. Thing is, it, it, it came out, but the, it came out, but then it kept disappearing from Spotify. So, I, I kind of try to say, you know, I, even though it came out this week, I lumped it in with, like, last week's releases, of stuff to catch up on. It, it wasn't that great of a fucking album. You know what I mean? There's some decent, like, songs on there, whatever. Um, but a lot of it wasn't that fucking great, in my personal opinion. I don't care if I lose credibility on that. But I guess he uh, he went for samples. And I think people that are actually aligned with him, like Ozzy Osbourne, and maybe people that are, you know... I, I think the other one was Donna, Donna Summers, whatever. I think they're pretending that, like, they're making a storyline that they're against... Kanye doing it, and he went, he went through with it to make it seem like, you know... Because, again, Ozzy Osbourne and Sharon Osbourne are also fucking discredited people as well, right? So why would you give a fuck what they think, right? But what to call, like, I guess when you're against Kanye, you automatically get brownie points because Kanye is, like, a villain right now. You know? This is my personal fucking opinion. Apparently they did pro Israel stuff, you know, um, at the at the, at, at um, you know, I, at the Grammys. I think they just did a. They they mentioned the hostages and they didn't mention who else got killed. So I knew that was designed. But there were people like uh, Kiana Lead doing pro Palestinian stuff. I know I I I think she's. I don't know if she did it there, but I know Ari Lennox um, was one of the people that fucking called for a ceasefire, and then you know, and then uh, you know. 
that was basically Drake shit on the Grammys because I guess like his era is basically done of being people that win awards. So he just seems like a fucking hater, you know what I mean? But I feel like the whole thing is scripted anyways, you know. And the Grammys account put out the wrong winner. But I, I think that's going to be more of a storyline because I do think that now that Killer Mike is being propped up by the right wing. Because he's on the line with, you know what I mean? I feel like he, it's supposed to simplify, um, amplify that he got it because of that. The thing is, Killer Mike had a good album, but there was a lot of other good albums that came out. That were like more underground and all that kind of shit, you know what I mean? But like, you know, but there's other albums that I thought fucking came out, you know. A lot of solid albums that came out last year that, you know. Killer Mike had a fucking a good, a good, probably one of his better fucking albums that he's done or whatever. But I don't think it was like the best album, you know, done. But it was still one, you know, but I, but as someone that like likes like that, that kind of hip hop, you know, I was kind of glad that it fucking won. But it's happening at a time where, you know, people are uh, kind of selling their soul to go right wing, basically, you know, who fucking knows. Anyways, this is, I, I got done the discourse now, so now it's going to be what, what they're called, uh, now we're at fucking five hours of podcasts. It's going to be like a nine-hour podcast, most likely, with all the recaps I got to do now. I'm going to try to keep it short with the recaps, I guess, I don't know. Going on February twelfth, one fifty one a.m. I'm almost done the recaps, but there's more discourse. I might as well get it out of my head. It's probably gonna be like an eight-hour podcast at this point. Can't go wrong with Billy Squire, right? Might as well record one portion where I'm not as, um, you know, depressed, I guess. You know, because I, I went out for the Super Bowl 
you know, and, uh, you know, whenever I go for social gatherings and shit, you know, in my fucked up head, it's always like, you know, uh, what, it's always like, a, I always feel like the limited fucking gathering and shit. And then sometimes I, 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 you know, because I wake up every fucking, I had good conversation with some people and shit like that. I'm just, you know, wasn't trying to be on some petty fucking bullshit, you know what I mean? Um, even though I fucking, you know, eventually when, you know, the, the week, the week comes and, and I'm alone, you know, I'll be alone with my fucking thoughts and then I fucking, uh. For fucking, it just ends up fucking being the same shit in my head. And maybe because, like, I just know that there's fucking... Again, I know I can't stress this enough. I've, I've been fucking screaming about it for, like, the last fucking several years since doing this fucking podcast about what what our future is, you know, going at, you know. I'm taking a fucking break from, like, look, looking at social media shit. I didn't really post much on social media. I lose my fucking mind, you know, um, you assume people, I, I know, you just, I, I went through with somebody I talked to there, and I, I said to them, I said, uh, I go through, like, not knowing where everyone's heart lies and shit, and, and, you know, because the world's going in a more fascist fucking world, and I don't think I can fucking fit that fucking mold, I don't think I have it in me, <clears throat> I understand to make it, and to, you know, go to the next fucking level, at this stage, you gotta fucking do some fucking dirt. You gotta fucking be initiated some fucking way. And sometimes I don't know where everyone's mind is, you know. Um, you know, sometimes it's like a relief because, you know, you, you see people, you know, having head on straight. Well, at least their worldview, you know what I mean? You assume the worst. You, like, you know, you fucking, you know, again, I can't fucking explain it because... If you don't have this mental ill, I mean, I think everyone has mental illness to fucking some degree, right? And, uh, my shit is just envisioning fucking shit. You know what I mean? It's like I envision shit, and then I experience the envisioning the future, and then I get mad about what I fucking envisioned. Like it fucking already happened. Like, I can feel the fucking pain from it. I can feel the fucking anger from it. And sometimes I don't fucking like being fucking, you know, uh... Um, I don't like being, uh, vulnerable because, you know, it lets people become more fucking, you know, vulture-like in your fucking life. Or you know, online and shit, you know what I mean? People take advantage of that. They see weakness with fucking, you know, uh, they see weakness with, um... With being vulnerable and shit. So I'd rather get fucking mad and amplify, you know. Because, like, you know, I, I go, I go, I, I, I have nothing to relate to. I can't cook. These people are talking about cooking and shit. It's like, um, you know, I don't know how to cook. Got a fucking air fryer, you know. I'm not a skillful fucking person. And then, you know, people, you know, again, they, they all have kids and shit. I can't relate. I don't even know the the names I'm afraid to fucking ask. It just it's a reminder of you know if it's like if I have a conversation about it, it's like I missed out on so fucking much. So then I get in my fucking head and I want to be fucking alone, 
for, you know what I mean, it sounds good in my fucking head, you know. I feel isolated, you know what I mean, I constantly go over, you know, I, I have irrational fucking thoughts about people and shit. And I'm not fucking close with fucking people that are supposed to be in my life and stuff like that, you know what I mean, like they moved on and shit. And it's like all this shit for fucking fame all fucking happened, you know. I should, I, you know, I could have just been somewhere that's just local and just, eventually I could have just fucking died. I was so desperate for fucking being famous and shit. I felt so rejected by fucking society. Because I was buying into edgelord shit and all that type of stuff, so I fucking embraced fucking, you know, the Howard Stern show. You know. And then that's where my fucking life went fucking to shit even more. To some extent, there's been some highlights, you know. You get respect to a certain fucking degree, you know. By the same fucking time, it's like, you know, I, I don't. I'm just depressed about where this fucking world is going. Because right now there's like, you know, in the minute. Min in the, in the again, I I went for cig I went for cigarettes during a lot of the commercials. I didn't get to see a lot of the fucking commercials. Whenever I saw, the 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 whole fascination about commercials now has kind of like you know, it used to be like in the two thousand tens they really made it. Like I mean, I know it's always been a part of Super Bowl culture, or whatever, right? Having a commercial, but I really felt in the two thousand tens it was like really really gimmicked, and now it's like, now it's just like you just see the people who are just randomly getting paydays for whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, in just weird-ass fucking commercials. Nothing really fucking stands out. You know, promotion of new shows and all that. And then I feel left out because I don't fucking... You know, I'm, I'm sitting here watching Sopranos most of the fucking time. I understand how fucking boring that fucking gets to talk about with, you know, Sopranos with me. You know what I mean? Because... You know, I guess, I don't know. I, I have no idea why I'm so fucking obsessed with this fucking show. I, I have no idea why it has a hold on me. You know, maybe because it just encapsulates fucking, you know, growing up in that time and shit like that. And I can fucking appreciate the mental illness of it. I know the other shows that probably do a good job with it and all that. And instead of catching up with stuff like that, you know what I mean? I fucking, you know, lose my fucking mind and shit. You know? I don't know, man. I'm just fucking, you know, I'm losing my mind here. Trying to see something that's in English. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on a second.
I don't know. fucking mind at this point, you know, and, uh, so, yeah, so while, uh, I didn't see the pro-Israel fucking, uh, ad, um, I don't know, the Canadian chat, I don't know, sometimes, uh, there's a difference of fucking different, like, different streams of shit that's, you know, people use and shit, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it was, like, a Canadian thing or whatever, so I didn't, I didn't pay attention to the commercials, but I saw online that there was a pro, uh, pro-Israel one. And listen, man, I, I, I agree, release the fucking hostages, right? But, you know, I, you know what I mean? But blame Netanyahu for not fucking having the hostages there. He's the one, you know, him and fucking other fundamentalists are the ones that fucking allowed fucking Hamas to exist, so. Blame him. The fucking families are blaming him. I don't, I don't understand that, right, you know? But while that was happening, you know, they're bombing, you know, where they, you know, again, they, I, I, try, I try to keep away from all, like, you know, some of the fucking coverage. Because, like, some of the coverage is not even, like, about coverage. It's about, like, just engagement farming to, like, make us fucking more pissed off about it. Like, it's bad enough that they're doing it, but then it's like you're adding fucking more insult to injury, adding, you know, gaslighting fucking people. You know what I mean? Completely dehumanizing and denying that there's a genocide going on and shit, and I don't stand for that shit. But I also, you know, don't like fucking some of the people who are, you know, at least getting traction online, who get to pretend like they're a part of the pro-Palestinian side and, you know, they're, you know, shilling for other dictator governments and all that type of shit. And I understand if you fall for the country versus, because again, like, I, listen, I'm not going to sit down with the likes of fucking, like, some of these fucking neoliberals or fucking neoconservatives and talk about issues about fucking, you know, China or Russia and all that kind of shit, because it's like, these motherfuckers have Ill, Ill intent as well, whatever. But, like, I don't fucking buy into the country versus country aesthetic anymore. You know what I mean? It's fundamentalists just run the fucking the world, basically. And they cause a lot of fucking problems for every single fucking person. And they're part of every fucking group. And they're all aligning with white supremacy. You know, and I I tried not to, like, you know, because, again, because you you could acknowledge that there is a Jewish contingent that has power that are fundamentalists, right? But I I just don't want to fall into the fucking category. Like, you know what I mean? I I know when certain people might say, oh, it's, again, when certain people say, oh, it's the Jews that run shit, whatever. Like, but the cold back, like, if you grew up in, like, the early fucking, like, in the 90s and early, you know, it it was never, like generalize every single one, you know what I mean? But it would be like, like, it's it, it's easier than saying, hey, the pro-Zionist Israel side, you know what I mean? And people do that. So I don't think everyone, but I think with enough fucking people who have become, like, very, very Christian fundamentalist-like, you know, part of the same fucking faction with the pro-Israel side, they fucking, you know, do that. And, you know, they want fucking innocent Jewish people to be the ones who, you know, 
suffer. Just like how Islamic fundamentalists don't give a shit about regular Muslims. You know what I mean? Like, you think Hamas gives a shit about fucking regular Muslims? You think Hamas gives a shit about the people of Palestine? You know? But I gotta fuck, you know, I gotta pretend to appease <laughs> online clicks. And there's some people who claim they're fucking left. And I'm, again, see, because I, I hate making it like, oh, look, I'm just gonna go off on the left. It's like, thing is, at certain points, some people are not really as left as they fucking say they are. You know what I mean? I've come to realize that. And maybe because for so fucking long, the US Empire. Western fucking mainstream media has dominated shit. And, you know, and guess what, man? What's it called? You know, I wasn't following politics 100%. I don't get 100% everything in politics. One thing that I felt in my fucking head was, you know, being a Muslim, being guilted by some of the fucking covers that I would see. Because, again, that was when I started, co- like, you know, at least, like, looking at the news. Because, you know, people were hyping, like, you know, hyping, like, um, this, this Iraq war like it was going to be World War Three right at that moment, and I didn't fucking know, you know what I mean? I, I remember how much fucking, like, I remember I was young when the when the Gulf War fucking happened and shit, and seeing how, like, the, it dominated the coverage where it interrupted fucking programming and shit, and it was, like, a very serious thing, and I'm a little bit older now, and I'm fucking seeing this, and constantly, you know, at least for 2003 at least, 2002, 2003, 2001 to 2003 at least, it was very fucking like just like you know very right wing leaning right leaning type of fucking propaganda that was dominating. In two thousand four, I started having a little bit of hope because it seemed like at least some people in the liberal establishment or some of these celebrities um, were being a little bit more anti fucking Bush. Now you know, more people in the hip hop world were going more in on George Bush than a lot of other fucking people. I think one of the other fucking people that early on, um, early on in um, when the nine eleven shit was happening, one of the comedians like during that time that I felt like didn't, uh, and I realized until after that I had to go back and revisit it, right? But Doug Stanhope was one of the people that um, was someone that was not completely buying into. Like he seemed like one, but but most for the most part, like Chappelle was another one, whatever, right? But what's it called, like, a lot of other fucking people in comedy and the wrestling world and all that kind of shit. So, like, the hip-hop world was, like, one of the only fucking places where I didn't fucking... Like, I'm not saying everyone, you know, wasn't doing some type of propaganda. But at least as far as, like, you know, talking about the war going on, there was more people in hip-hop, I felt, from what I was consuming. Like, and I'm not saying super mainstream people, but, like, you know, some of the underground people, people who did mixtape stuff, you know what I mean? Like, 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 like Jadakiss, like, mentioning... Why did Bush knock down the towers and stuff like that? Like, you know, I just, you know what I mean? And it seemed like, even though there's people pushing back against it, it wasn't like, oh my God, how can you fucking allude to that fucking fact, whatever. So I had a little bit of fucking hope, whatever. And then fucking when Obama got into office, um, it seemed like, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the militant mindset of exposing the fucking system was like placed on fucking hold. And it made, you know what I mean, so, so then I, I automatically assumed that, you know, like, all these fucking people in the alt-media were calling out Obama for what he was doing. And, you know, and then, you know, with the call, and, and, and people are making some good fucking points. You don't know they're right-wingers or not, whatever. See, like, like, like someone like Alex Jones, you could fucking say that he was at least around for the Bush era shit, 
where he was going as vitriolic towards George Bush like he was going at Obama. So I didn't think that, okay, Alex, I didn't think Alex Jones, when, you know, when you first fucking heard him, whatever, that he was like, you know, a typical fucking racist because, you know, it it would be like because the mainstream me- the mainstream liberals would fucking define racism, and like it would be in a limited fucking way where it gives more carte blanche to the to like the new right wing, to go you see these liberals are lying about or gim- like you know they're lying about this kind of racism right it it feels very gimmicked and all that kind of stuff, so you so then your 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 natural inclination now is to go okay so I guess any claims of racism, it doesn't mean, but, like, you know, j- but systemically, racism just fucking exists, you know, and, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man, I don't know. Um, so, like, I'm just saying, through the 2010s, I was getting more politically, I thought I was getting more politically involved in the sense I was taking in the conspiracies and all that type of shit, and, like, even though there was some common sense kind of conspiracies, like, there would be mixing in, like, a lot of, like, you know, ignorant type of shit, but, like, you know, we thought, I thought we were going in a, I thought it didn't matter because we were going in a more socially conscious fucking direction on some fucking level, you know what I mean? Like, even, I thought, like, even just having the, like, for example, when you have all, all these YouTube videos of Illuminati videos, right? I go, if there is someone trying to expose, like, the deeper secrets, and I'm like, that tells me there's a faction that's, like, there's a faction that's, you know, uh, you know, trying to expose it. So, like, so, like, it's all, I, I, I was always with the whole thing about those factions going on. You know what I mean? I don't want to go, oh, it's, I, yeah, of course you use it as, like, a simple fucking statement, like, all oh, the Illuminati is doing this, whatever. That's like a punchline type of deal, whatever. But also at the same time, you know what I mean? That I made the mistake of like completely like, you know, throwing my fucking truck, like my my guard down and allowing the fucking, you know, people who are, who say they're left, whatever, start, start, start like dominating fucking the discourse because they're calling out the fucking liberals as much as they're calling out the truth. Because I, I thought, yeah, let's call it Trump, but we also need to call out the fucking liberals as well that are enabling this fucking bullshit. And then the more it goes on now, it's like the 2020, you know, it felt like, you know, it just felt like now it, it, it feels like how certain people, like, okay, like, uh, it, it'd probably be like, cause, the reason I'm bringing this guy up is because people use him as an example of him like, he used to be funny and have common sense, which is, like, Dennis Miller, but, like, you know what I mean? I used to repeat that, too, whatever, because people used to repeat that. Because after 9-11, that guy just went fucking, you know, haywire, you know what I mean? And then that's what everyone else is becoming now. With this COVID shit, the trans issues, and all that kind of shit. I don't, you know... Um... Yeah, I don't know. Um... But yeah, it see it seems like you know like like that happens. So like when people go like Dennis Miller used to be like you know very open minded and you know he used to be funny and all that. And I look look back at some of the stuff that he did on SNL and all that kind of shit. I'm like, hey, he wasn't really that fucking funny. Maybe for fucking you know white liberals who might fucking think that you know uh, like centrist type. You know, I don't know.
Doesn't make any fucking sense to me, man. Nothing makes any fucking sense. I don't know. I keep noticing a lot of Jesus ads in these uh, SNL and uh, Super Bowl commercials now. I wonder. I'm sure again. I thought that would salt. This happened last year too. All of a sudden, right? And 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 the thing is, some of these ones have like a decent message, like "Hey, don't treat people like they're showing homeless people and all that kind of stuff." And like, don't treat them like second class, you know. But then, but then you know, but because it's Super Bowl and it's like. I'm sure it's going to be someone or something that, like, is very, very shady that it's going to be, you know. That's what I noticed. I, I, I enjoyed the... I actually enjoyed the fucking game, actually. It was a pretty, pretty good game. For a fucking scripted fucking, you know, show, it's, it's a pretty good fucking game. I'm I'm sure there's going to be plenty of fucking discourse about it being fucking... Because, again, I, I thought, okay, look, how, how is the right wing now going to... Because I, I thought, like, the San Francisco 49ers are going to fucking win, right? And since the right wingers have been fucking saying that, uh, that like you know, um, the um, the Kansas City, uh, Kansas City, Kansas City Chiefs are gonna fucking you know win, I was like, oh shit, they're not gonna fucking actually win. But then it ended up becoming tie. It went into overtime, and then I was like, that's another thing with the Colts. So it's all scripted, whatever. So like they can stretch out more fucking commercials during like you know. The th the thing is. I'm not one of these Johnny Come Lately that's just saying, oh, it's, it, it got scripted now for this Taylor Swift thing. But this Taylor Swift, the, the entire discourse, even the cons the right wing conspiracies against her, are you know uh, even the right wing conspiracies against her, like the whole thing is like designed to be promotion for her, anyways. But like it just this year they're focusing on on it being rigged. So if something comes out that it was fucking rigged or something, you know, something, whatever, people will think this is the first year they've done it. But, like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm sure, like, different, like, different, like, the thing is, you're focusing on Taylor Swift because she's the biggest celebrity uh, who's, like, getting, you know, focused on. But, like, different fucking celebrities are always, like, you know, probably getting employed, but like, getting paid by the NFL somehow or something like that to promote the NFL, like, I, I don't, like I said before, like, you know what I mean? The fact that, like, now people on the left are, you know, kind of looking at Taylor Swift like a villain now because of the whole, you know, suing the fucking guy, suing the, uh, the person keeping track of her jet because of the footprint that, you know, the jet's leaving. It, it, it feels like that's also a fucking storyline as well. Like, the whole, like, you know, the whole, like, like, like she knows she has to be the villain, so, like, I'm, I'm sure that this guy will be vindicated somehow, whatever. But it's just a it's just a heel move, to be fucking done essentially, you know what I mean? Because this person who does that, he's like, it's not like you know, it's like, it's like it's it's like with the cold. If Taylor Swift wanted to fucking do like travel privately, and you know, and all that type of shit, she wouldn't. She would be doing. I'm sure she has connection with underground shit where she can fucking you know move underground, in other fucking ways. You know what I mean? The fact that she has to have the jet. Is just to like show that oh look these celebrities are out of touch and all that kind of stuff and all, and they're just doing this and all that it's like purposely they're purposely like le like you know leaving a fucking carbon fucking footprint on purpose like they're adding to the nature because this planet's all supposed to fucking go fucking completely kaputs basically but like people like like but the thing is okay here's my conspiracy about that if you think she's a government psyop. 
um, to basically help Biden win, which again, if it, it trust me, if, if it was supposed to be that way, they wouldn't be advertising it, but she could be fucking, you know, being promoted. So everyone gets behind her while she's because NF, the NFL is a right wing organization, in my personal opinion. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, they wouldn't be fucking hyping up. Fuck, like they wouldn't be like, partnering up with fucking Biden. And even if they partner with Biden, Biden is not fucking, you know, like, you know, on the like his record shows from his past that this guy is basically a fucking Republican. You know? But they don't, trust me, they don't want Biden to fucking win. They really don't. They really don't. Someone needs to, either someone will be inserted into fucking running against Trump that will probably get people behind them a little bit, which will probably be better for... Like, like if Michelle Obama fucking runs, right? I'm not saying she's going to be like, oh my God, so much better. Because, I mean, once you're a world champion, you know what I mean? You got you still got to do what the company fucking does. But I'm sure, like, there will be enough people who will think that she's cleaner than most fucking people compared to what we've had before, I guess. You know, even though she's a, you know, people will use what 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 happened under Obama's presidency presidency to put on her. Um, you know what I mean, but like you know, like these people are in a business fucking relationship, so, you know, I I don't know, but ultimately it's it's gonna go and you know I I I even want dude, do you know how fucking scary it is? They're fucking training poll worker polling workers. I I mentioned this earlier on in the podcast. They're training polling workers to fucking get ready for fucking gun drills and all that shit. Like, they know something is fucking, uh, something's afoot. I know they're probably just doing it to be safe, whatever, but... I mean, I think the precedent has been fucking set already with... The amount of fucking violence that's being normalized. Fucking, you know, vigilante groups. You know, um... Beheading fathers and shit. The fact that, like, that's not, like really a big fucking deal. Like, I, I can't find... I can call out Biden for being fucking shitty with all his fucking policy and shit like that. He's a piece of shit. But how come people who are on the... who say they're on the left, how come they're not fucking worried about this? I I just don't understand that. Like, it's... it's, it's, it's fucking crazy. Sure. Anyway, I'm sure there will be a lot of fucking conspiracies, because well, because the Chiefs did end up fucking winning anyways. You know what I mean? They started winning. It was a pretty good fucking game. I'm not gonna fucking lie. I'm not the biggest football fan. It's like it's it's too the thing is they never get into football because it stalls within action. Like you know what I mean? There's parts where there's pretty good action, but there's like barely any fucking action going on. It's mostly just you know, plotting where you're gonna go next and how you're gonna do the next fucking move and all that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if I watch hockey or I watch basketball, like, that, like to me, like, watching those at home, like, I can fucking get into that because it's fucking constantly fucking going and shit. You know what I mean? I, I know basketball fucking takes a little bit of fucking breaks time to time and shit like that, but I feel like it's more, like, I feel like I get more out of basketball than I would get out of fucking football. Ba- baseball, I think I, I, I like, I, I like watching that fucking live there. You know, I've been to enough Blue Jay games like, you know, it's like in, in the last 20 years and shit. Where, like, even, you know, you're just having fun just being at the fucking game where there's nosebleeds and all that type of shit. You know what I mean? You just have fun being there and shit. 
but it's a lot fun, you know what I mean? Not that, you know, but, but, but baseball fucking can, you know, but sometimes that kind of, watching that at home is kind of fucking boring, I don't know. Um, I don't know, I don't know, no one, uh... I don't know, man. It's just, uh, it's nuts. Trying to look at what else I have to talk about. Because I have a lot to talk about. I don't know. I, I, I had a good time, but it's like, you know, those good times will only come, you know, you know, it's like, you know, it's like so much has gone on where like it doesn't feel like, you know, it's fun reminiscing about shit, but I feel like, you know, I'm always going to be fucking miserable and shit. I don't know. It just the, the it, it's worse because like you know what I mean like it, it'd be one thing if people understood like people like socially will fucking now a little bit. I think they I think they've seen some of the rants I've gone on. And I think like they're at least trying to put effort into not fucking being ball busters or fucking with my fucking head and shit. You can I can at least acknowledge that because sometimes I don't acknowledge some of the good because when I'm when when I feel fucking good at social gatherings and shit it's like and then in my head I fucking spend time in the next you know like having an envisioning and like you know imaginary conversation with these fucking people and shit like that and then when I fucking start feeling worse about it then that's when I fucking come on the podcast or that's when I fucking start venting. Um, you know, in my personal fucking journal that's supposed to be personal, and then I don't think it's personal because people are always monitoring it. And then, you know, if I become friendly with people from my past, my trolls will fucking somehow go, oh, look, he was writing shit about this person. You know what I mean? Because I, I, I'm an irrational person. I have to be honest about my irrationalities. You know, it's not fucking pretty. It's not supposed to be. That's just how it goes, you know. People don't like, you know, mental illness talk and all that kind of shit. You know. By the way, Booker T is being canceled now. Um, you know, Booker T is now being canceled. Because uh, there's a wrestler, a female wrestler, that talked about... I, I, again, I don't know the whole situation. I think she had a problem with somebody that was part of the reality of wrestling. Um, you know, the company Row. Or, or what, what, I, I don't know if that's what his whole... His little training school is called and shit like that. But apparently, like, this person who was there was stalking the one of the females. One of the, you know, and then Booker T basically got rid of her t- t- for complaining about it. So I'm sure he'll be like, you know, he'll probably end up getting, uh, he'll probably end up getting, you know, some type of, uh, he'll end up probably, you know, uh, getting removed from NXT for the time being. He'll probably take a sabbatical or something like that. Cause he wasn't on there. So maybe he anticipated this is coming out soon. So who fucking knows what will fucking end up happening. Um, people are getting mad at Bruce Pritchard. <laughs> for not addressing the lawsuit but the thing is like do you really expect him to fucking address the lawsuit like it just feels like they say the bare minimum 
so that people can fucking then dunk on them. Because people are making valid points, okay, well, you can't just a lawsuit, but can you address these things that are not a part of the lawsuit? Because this, this is something you can address if you're playing by the official rules, which is, you know, what you should do. But, like, whatever's happening, all these people that are making vague fucking comments, there's probably going to be something about all these people in these lawsuits or stories about them. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just another way to extract a little more heel shit for this reality show fucking storyline that they're fucking doing. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's fucking crazy. So I guess Booker T is another one that now they got fucking, you know, got fucking, you know, I mean, canceled. He will get canceled. He'll still probably have his podcast. You know what I mean? But, you know, people say, is it possible for any... See, this is why I never wanted to elevate and be in a leadership position in the sense that, like, is it fucking, does it have to be, like, second nature to fucking do asshole shit like that? Because I can't imagine, like, if somebody, like, is vulnerable in that world, like, you know, because some of these females are vulnerable in that fucking world, when it's like a man's fucking, you know, industry, basically, in, in that world. I couldn't imagine fucking, you know, um, someone coming to me, as a leader and saying, "Hey, I am some one of your like one of your like one of your students or something like that is really stalking me and all that." And I I don't think I would be able to put up with that. So I I wouldn't have it in me to fucking go. Okay, well you know what I'm gonna fucking uh, I'm gonna you know I'm I'm gonna like um, tell you to get the fuck out of here, not the fucking person doing it. Cause like e- e- even when I used to call the busted open, I used to hear stories about Bully Ray, and I never knew how fucking true they were or. If, like, I always assume that if there was something lurking around, it'll eventually come out, whatever, and when it comes out, it's supposed to come out when it is. I remember pushing, pushing it fucking forward, um, you know what I mean, um, when, when, when I got fucked over or whatever. Um, when, 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 you know, the busted open thing fucking happened, I had no idea how true it was. But, 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 but when I got fucked over, many people started adding, people started, you know, um, sending me messages or uh, were showing on a periscope and kind of bring up fucking shit that fucking bully you. It kind of remind me kind of in a way. And if I'm not mistaken, it was that, you know, I think it was, was it Mia Yim who was one of the students? Working with Bully Ray? I, I don't know if it was her, I don't know if it was her or not. But with the call, I think she was one of the people that with the like, like I no no I I I don't think she trained with Bully Ray. I think the person who she was in a relationship with may have been abusive towards her, and Bully Ray and the allegedly Bully Ray with the calls took her aside and said, "Don't go forward with this because you're gonna be ruining this guy's career." And shit. I don't know who the guy was. I don't know if that was ever fucking disclosed. So, so to me, it's like, you know, like that kind of shit exists. Maybe that's why Busted Open is not fucking, you know, touching this topic because then Bully Ray is going to be fucking, you know, looked upon, you know, because he's one of those, he's one of Vince McMahon's enforcers, you know, probably in the industry and shit, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, it, it just, it, I, the thing is, I'm glad it's coming out, so maybe there will be some actual fucking change. But the thing is, like, even when they tell tell you about this stuff, it's like they do it in a reality show type of fucking 
entertainment dollar type of way. It's like it's like the it's like you gotta take the abuse, but don't worry, you'll be vindicated eventually when the media and people in in law enforcement or whatever finally fucking are allowed to take it fucking seriously. And that what that's what pisses me off. Because let's say tomorrow, everything about Howard Stern, what he did to me, gets exposed, and I get vindicated. Like, yeah, true, I'll be fucking happy that at least people are now fucking aware and they know the full fucking details of what's fucking happening on some level. But at the same fucking time, I couldn't fucking live um, with the fact knowing that there's other cogs who are still fucking being mentally fucking tormented that won't get their stories out. Sorry, it doesn't sit well with me. I don't think that should be the fucking case. Because because, because you know what fucking when, when, when I started justifying... Because again, if I if I kept fucking um you know going as fucking hard about where the industry is going and um what power these celebrities have, I was like you know becoming like it was, I was becoming very unhinged in that regard. So I came up with my own little theory that like a lot of these people like a Howard Stern or an Eminem or a Vince McMahon or like anyone who's like been a prominent fucking you know person that like got fucking cult like fucking status. I assume that what they're called, like a lot of the stuff that they fuck, a lot of the dirt they did, was very fundamentalist, ritualistic, fucking you know, industry shit. And I thought what they're called, they had their symbolism of moments, of them leaving the fucking system. Like for Howard, for example, would be him doing join the revolution. You know what I mean? And I thought, okay, these guys are maybe you know, um, taking their power now, creating a new fucking network. For people who might not have to do it, but it feels like they took their fucking took their power and then they reinitiate they, they initiated a bunch of fucking people into taking torment and abuse, and for a lot of people having to eat shit and go through a lot of fucking shit, and what's it called? I feel like 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 the current fucking you know exposition of this was designed to tie it back to the, their you know the, um like you know uh. A resume of their fucking, you know, evil shit that they've done. So it's like, they could have just solved it and fucking, you know, exposed this a long, long ago. But it's like, they had to fucking abuse and initiate more fucking people for this fucking purpose. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just, uh... That's how I fucking look at it, right? And so I... Because this world doesn't make any fucking sense. You have to fucking interpret it your own fucking way. Unfortunately. That's just the way I fucking look at it, at least. I don't know. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. I don't, you know. People were getting... Um, a lot of... Con some right-wing conspiracy theorists were uh, getting on the rock... They're like, oh, The Rock is getting booed at this uh, at this press conference in WWE, um, because uh, he didn't deliver on whatever he was supposed to deliver on for the victims of Hawaii, whatever. And The Rock fucking actually addressed this fucking shit where he went on a long fucking tirade on fucking Twitter, where like now I think we're at the point where Rock is gonna become like a social media fucking character now where he might be contentious to other fucking people, I guess. If like people, it, listen, if, if this person's fucking spreading fucking a bullshit about him and he's fucking telling that he's, he, 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 he his team raised $50 million to go and help. By the way, by the way if he legit raised that amount of money, 
it it it, sh- it shows you because because again officially the government <clears throat> might not do like the best fucking job, but then it's like they have their government fucking tools that that like you know the Rock whatever. So like so if the Rock is like doing something where he's like donating fifty million, it would be like his fucking faction whatever whatever political politically he's tied to would be help would would be having that fucking you know that money organized to help out. I I never know when people say they raise this much amount of money because it sounds good, but then people always point out, oh, but, you know, some, a lot of this money didn't go to where it was supposed to fucking go, basically. You know what I mean? I don't know. Anyways, um, I just wanted to get this out of the fucking way and do some fucking discourse. You know, um, it is what it is, man. I don't know. Doesn't make any fucking sense anymore. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Jelly bean. I don't know. It's really fucked up. Apparently a new Beyonce album is going to be coming out. Apparently she's going to be doing country, so... You can imagine what fucking kind of racist shit's going to be fucking amplified, you know. But it'll, it'll, it'll be hilarious because a lot of her fans will fucking, you know, try to, you know... Bother some of these fucking assholes that are going to be like, oh my god, Beyonce... Do, I, I, listen, I, I don't understand why Beyonce would want to do a fucking country album, you know what I mean? Like, you know... But what's it called? If someone can make fucking, you know, you know, if someone can make make it fucking, you know, sound fucking tolerable for me at least, some of the modern shit, maybe Beyonce will fucking do it, you know. I, I listen. I, I'm 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 not like a, a Beyonce fucking stan or anything like that. Like I'm not like, oh my god, I'm gonna be obsessed with Beyonce. But I've always respected Beyonce Beyonce's talent. You know what I mean? I always thought she was very fucking talented. You know, coming up, you know, maybe maybe because she was also like early on, she she got like you know because again, so it, it always seemed like people in the in the uh, in in the in the rap world would kind of hate on pop singers or like you know some of the R and B singers, whatever. Uh, sometimes it felt felt like that, like in the early two thousand at least, and it felt like you know Beyonce fucking had like you know some cool credibility with like the hip hop fans because she was aligned with Jay Z, whatever. When like you know people thought Jay Z was still fucking cool. Now people fucking, you know, some people think Jay-Z's still cool, but some, but now he's, like, also kind of a, he always has, like, storylines where he's always in a villainous fucking, you know, position, basically, you know. So I always, uh, you know, always appreciated Beyonce's fucking talent, you know what I mean? And I also think she's one of the sexiest fucking women on the planet. I've always been attracted to Beyonce, you know. Her and Alicia Keys... Who was also performing, you know, Usher played all the fucking hits, man. He did a pretty good job. See, 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 this is how you do it. He, he politicked him. He, he did, he did the Rick Rude gimmick of fucking serenading different celebrities, women. You know what I mean? He worked the gimmick and then, you know, you worked the gimmick for so fucking long and then you eventually get the Super Bowl gig. So you better go, you know, next year there'll probably be Blueface and Krishan Rock fucking performing with all the discourse that they're getting. That'd be fucking wild. Maybe we'll hear more thoughts about Krishan Rock and what she thinks about fucking, you know, Palestine. 
Because that's what everyone's itching for. I mean, listen, every other fucking jerk-off celebrity gives their opinion, right? She has a right to her opinion, but she's also fucking kind of an idiot. And I'm, and I'm, sure, I'm sure the people who are, who are her handlers are the ones telling her to, you know, say, say that type of shit. You know what I mean? Because, again, it, it's, it's like, it's irony. You know what I mean? She's talking about how Palestinians don't believe in, they, they, they don't believe in Jesus and, you know, they, they don't believe in God or whatever. But, like, she's out there fucking doing some of the worst fucking shit that's ungodly. You know what I mean? So, like, it's, it, 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 you can get mad at her. You can, you know what I mean? You can tell her to go fuck off, whatever. But don't think that she, again, you know what I mean? Don't think that she's, like, the, don't think that she's the one that fucking controls what she's fucking doing. You, you you can you can tell the fucking stress of being this fucking over the top character is really fucking getting on. It's not gonna be a happy ending for her. Like the, 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 like I, I I hope she can fucking like you know break through like break through and get away get away from you know the poisonous people that are fucking you know making her uh, a sports entertainment fucking character. But if 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 it feels like you know like like that's not gonna have a happy ending, you know what I mean? And we're and and the thing is like we've all levitated it with fucking comedy. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I understand like I'm being a party pooper by like you know in court like, you know kind of like oh my god this is getting out of control. But it's like it 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 also helps fucking racist, fucking uh, always have like this image of black entertainers that are fucking doing the stereotypical stuff that, like, you know, that they, you know... Because we, we, we live in that world where people are using celebrities for, to manufacture fucking consent. So, to me, I don't, I don't fucking, you know... I don't know. Anyways, I'll come back. Hopefully, I'll do the fucking recaps. I got a lot of them to do, but, you know... Who cares? This might as well be a 10-hour fucking podcast. Let's just go for 10 hours. I've done 8-hour podcasts. I think I've done 9 hours. I think go for 10. Have I done 10 hours? I, I don't know. Right now, it's almost, it's, it, right now, it's like almost at 6 now. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't know. Okay, so now here comes the wrestling discourse. It's 7.48 p.m. I'm way behind. So I got, how many things have I got? I got Collision, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, some thoughts on New Japan and Impact. So I got fucking one, two, three, four, five, six, six recaps to go. It's going to be a long-ass fucking shit. But whatever, who gives a shit? No one listens anyways, so... Okay, so Collision started out with Mox and Claudio, or they put here Claudio, versus Star Jr. and El Finje. You know, I'm I'm glad I got the fucking... Sometimes when I used to watch fucking Dark, uh, you know, I saw Takashita, right? And I always had the volume down, so I never knew until how to say his name. So I'd always just go by... Like, I'd say Takashita or Takashita. Like, Takashita, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I never know how to, like... Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, you know, because, like, whenever there's a, there's a vowel in between something where you think the vowel will be said, it's always, like, the vowel gets skipped over, like, so you go to a Dakash, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's not, like, how it fucking sounds, so, so I'm glad they confused, because I was going to say El Finge. I was ready to be sold on more CMML guys, so, you know, like, that I'm not familiar with. 
and and how well it's gonna be since so partnership and 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 how it, it with how well it's going out. I thought it would be playing out well with you know with so far how the fucking you know uh, business relationship has worked out. I guess so. Mox and Star start out, and they're doing some missions to start off. Star went for a bow and arrow, although it took him a while. And Claudio just simply walks in and just stomps on him and just leaves. That's how he broke it up. The CML guy has got a double thrust kick on Claudio. When Mox already sent out, but they stopped their dive because BCC moved out of the way. Claudio and El Finhe mix it up. Claudio gets a giant swing. Star didn't get his double uh, arm drag to unbox or Claudio, but he did that arm drag to Harris combo move that he that, that some of these guys do. Like some of the high flyers, like the Bucks and all that kind of shit. Um... Yeah, he did that when he sprayed up on the ropes. Both CML guys dive out onto the BCC. The BCC had the advantage before the picture-in-picture. Picture. The match at this point was not blowing me away, but, you know, I'm, I'm into the angle already, so I was good to be open. I was, I was good to be... I was open to being sold on these guys. But it wasn't anything out of the ordinary, like Hachisero or, you know. Uh, El Finhe got a bunch of monkey flips on Claudio and Mox. The Indian Deathlock was intercepted, and Star got a bunch of high-flying moves on Claudio and Mox. Dives out to Claudio and El Hinfe got uh, some fancy maneuver for a near fall. Mox got a lariat. Mox and Finhe go back and forth. Claudio did a gorilla press into the cutter by Mox as Dark broke the count. But the BCC had the advantage and El Finhe was fending them off. But Claudio got a Ricola bomb. Mox got the arm bar um, eventually on Star for the win. And then Mox tells the CMML guy to tell whoever um, to uh, tell whoever about them and uh, send a message to any team that wants to step up and, and they'll get stomped on. This was like an like just like, you know, a general thing, not to the, any of the CMML guys, to any team in general. So FTR then interrupted. They exchanged blows after a face-to-face, and they had to be separated. I'm, I'm into this, but this seems like a random pivot because I figured FTR and Garcia were going to go for the trios title, but now they're going to be in this feud with the BCC. This is why I, I can't stand bipolar booking that seems like all over the fucking place with some of these guys. But I guess we'll get some feud or something, and then they'll, like, you know, go to something else, I guess. It seems like they, they're they not doing anything with Garcia for the time being, because Garcia did have a singles match. The tag match itself didn't blow me away, and it was kind of slow-paced, but I don't think it really got into the next gear. I'm guessing we'll see more CML guys show up, and maybe, I mean, this leads to FTR getting involved with that, since Mox did call them out as well. So it might be a way to, like, to let FTR get involved. I could see maybe, you know, CMML guys attacking them and then leave them all beating, like, leave them a beating or something, you know. Uh, people were, were insinuating that, like, if Cash is going to be busy with a, tri- if this thing goes with trial or whatever, maybe this is just a filler feud before that happened and they might as well go go out with the bang, I guess. I have to remember the, the real-life discourse is what runs this shit, you know what I mean? Like, it'll always intercept what creatively goes on in the programs. So, since I mentioned Garcia, he got, well, I mean, he was actually next, actually. Garcia faced Shane Taylor, and Shane Taylor had Lee with him, but when he made his entrance, he had, like, um, he had a um, Shane Taylor promotion banner being held up by some hype team, so they clearly wanted to make it a big deal. I, I think those guys didn't stay um, in ringside, whatever. They had a wrestling spiel going on until Shane got a cheap shot on Garcia with a strike. Garcia kept getting uh, knocked down and would... Uh, would would still go for Shane, but he would get dropped. Menard was on commentary, by the way. He actually he accompanied Garcia down there as well. I don't, I don't know what his role is going to be in any of this. He got a nasty chop on Garcia, 
which fueled Garcia, and, Gar- and Garcia ends up getting a dragon screw, and he targeted the knee, but Shane ended up countering the, um, countering the target and kicks Garcia out of the ring. When they come back from the break, Garcia's trying to make a comeback after Shane was dominating, and he kept targeting the leg, which helped um, trip Shane into the corner. Garcia did a basement dropkick multiple times to target the knee more. Shane got a pop-up power bomb and a really nasty strike to drop Garcia. Shane's leg gave out before he could do the package pile driver, and Garcia tried for a pile driver. But Shane back body drops, but misses Garcia when he was trying for a sunset flip. And he sat down, sat down so Garcia got a, a leg bar on him, and he ended up tapping out. It was a good story told, and Shane did a good job dominating the match. It's it's interesting that he didn't tap out to Mox, but he did for Garcia, you know what I mean? But I guess the knee was targeted, so that was, like, the story of it. But it was a good match. It feels like Garcia is getting a singles push, and maybe he ends... You know, again, I said right here, like, for my live thoughts, maybe he ends up going for the Christian's title. But it it, it all depended on where they're going to go with Christian and Edge again. So they're definitely building Garcia for something, and this confirms to me that this alignment with FTR is kind of on hold, despite being the number one ranked trios team to go for the title. So they could pursue individual goals, I guess. I don't know. But this is a decent. I thought maybe Shane could win this match. But he's had good showings on Collision the last several weeks. So I'm hoping he gets like a decent angle eventually where he gets a big win. But he's looked good in these uh, in these losses he's taken on Collision, though. He's had good presence about him, too. Um, but Garcia did end up... Uh, he did end up coming out during Copeland's promo before, um, um, you know, but before he did, Copeland did uh, set up uh, multiple uh, different programs for the future between Nigel, the Bucks, and even Kingston, you know what I mean? Tony um, says Copeland's the number three ranked superstar, so he had to pick the team title and the international title, and Copeland takes the mic, right, and he uh, but he shits on Nigel for probably talking smack about him. And first, he wants to talk about what happened to Sting and Darby warning the Bucks. He goes that that that, that that's sort of one warning, basically. It wouldn't have happened if he was if he was in the building, and he basically says like there was a Bucks last chance. So and and I'm sure that'll play out some 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 way. You know what I mean? This is after the Kingston promo backstage, and Kingston acknowledged uh, what the Bucks have done as well. So I feel like it's going to have a ripple effect on a bunch of people. Copeland talks about what people are. Um, what people are going for, what titles, and maybe he could challenge Eddie Kingston for the dozens of championships that he has. And while Adam, yeah, as another title, I, I guess the, he, Tony Schiavone only mentioned the international or the TNT title. He didn't mention this one, but um, but I think he did that on purpose. Maybe I don't know. Because there's still, a, and he basically promises that him and Eddie are going to have a match someday. There's still a matter of Christian Cage. He wants that TNT championship, and he um. So what the cold um so uh so with the cold but he was basically trying to pivot to Christian and then Garcia comes out and he uh he says it sounds like Copeland uh, thinks he deserves a shot because of all the wins he's had, but he's not the only one that on a hot streak of the late. Garcia beat the Patriarchy last week and he saw the TNT title and thought maybe um he deserves a shot at the title, but maybe he'll lose momentum, choke and get sent to the back of the line again. Garcia will fight um, that line a million times over if it means he gets gold finally. And Copeland respects him but knows that something has to uh, give here. He said Dynamite, uh, basically, you know, he wants to set up Copeland versus Garcia with the winner facing Christian at Revolution. 
They shake hand and Copeland holds on and says, you know, he had a match earlier. That's the only reason why he's not going to beat up, uh, like, like punch his, slap his face off right now, whatever. Because Garcia's starting to take food off his family table and that doesn't sit well with him. So he'll beat his ass on Wednesday. So, I mean, that was cool. I wonder who gets a shot. I want to assume they're saving Christian and Copeland for Toronto again. But he could end up winning and facing Christian in the pay-per-view. But we'll see what happens. I like Copeland setting up different programs. And I like the notion that people are not going to put up with the Bucks as EVPs running amok, basically. I wonder if that happens eventually. I'm looking forward to, you know, maybe Copeland being one of Nigel's, you know, Copeland with Nigel eventually, because that would be one of the matches that Nigel ha- has when he probably makes his in-ring return. And I feel it will eventually happen. Maybe it'll happen before Nigel faces off with Brian, because that's going to be like, you know, a main, you know, like, you know, a main event of a fucking pay-per-view, I guess. I don't know. But I'm glad Garcia's getting focused. I mean, I, I could see I could see them doing uh, a triple threat at the pay-per-view, right? If Christian fucking gets involved or something like that. Or you could let fucking, you know, Christian cost Copeland the match, and then you have Garcia winning. And then you, you can kind of save uh, Edge... You can save Copeland versus... Uh, you can save Copeland versus fucking Christian. You know what I mean? Like, Copeland could get a match with Nick Wayne or something like that, maybe... You know what I mean? He doesn't have, you know, but you can save that for Toronto with Edge and Christian, maybe. You know, Copeland and Christian. I imagine they will do something involving those two for the Toronto show, because, you know, it would be, again, this feud between them, man, it's like WWE. Like, I'm not saying it's like the most perfect fucking laid out feud, but this has been like a lot more fucking, like, this is what, like, their WWE feud should have been like in any fucking, you know, any era that they were involved in together, you know? They kind of fumbled that one. Kingston's promo where he says he uh, he says that the, what, the, um, what the young bugs did on uh, on Dynamite was disgusting. Stealing the thunder from Sting and Darby, just like Brian Danielson stealing the thunder from Brian Keith. And he wants to challenge him to revolution. He wants to add the stipulation. At the end of the match, Danielson has to shake his hand. And when Kingston beats him, Danielson will have to act like he respects him, and he'll eat Danielson alive inside, basically. I'm also going to assume he's the fact. I mean, Tony Khan did confirm after this, after I wrote this, that the titles are on the line. I assume it may be a grudge match, grudge match for the sake of it. Um, I'm, I, I said here, I'm, I'm going to assume Brian tells him to put the title on the line, but that's already confirmed, so this, these notes are useless. Um, this, 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 this is my issue of not getting to my recaps on time because, you know, but I also don't give two shits anymore, really. I also like that Kingston's letting it be known that he doesn't fuck with the Bucks and what they did. I'm sure he'll be targeted by them somehow. I'm looking forward to the Bucks if they are, are setting up several feuds, right? Um, but, you know, so this Kingston, I guess they couldn't do much to hype up the Kingston and Brian one because Brian was in Japan because he was having a fucking match with Zack Sabre Jr. Um, Brian Keith had a promo about climbing the ranks and going for big matches until he gets his bounty. So they at least had a presence for him to cut a promo and write off the buzz from the signing. I like when you say it doesn't matter if you're good, bad, or ugly. You know what I mean? But this is a decent follow. I could see him challenging for one of the titles eventually, maybe, you know. But you should get him some big wins first. Um, Brian Cage wrestled the Outrunners. He got a double suplex on them. He threw them around. He got one for a powerbomb, then a variation of a clover leaf while stepping on one of their heads and won the match. This is like uh, one of the, and, and there was somebody that chanced the hockey, hockey mascot that was cheering him on, doing a dance with Nana, and then Cage attacks him. I thought it was going to be Hook, going to be under the costume, but Hook made the save, and Cage tried for a double leg takedown, but Hook was taking it to him, and they brawled backstage, so 
I mean, it's gonna continue. it feels like they're pro- prolonging it, so maybe it ends up on, like, the pre-show of the show. Or maybe it ends up on the pay-per-view in general, though. I wonder what um, what ro- the roles of the mogul guys will be once Swerve uh, turns on Babyface officially. Statlander and Willow had a promo, and Stokely cut a promo uh, where he compares himself to Full House. He's Danny Tanner, Statlander is DJ, and Willow is Michelle. But he puts them over against Julian Sky to relieve, uh, you know... He puts he puts them over against Julian Scott, like you know, because again, like he they talking them up, and Statlander basically says like they thought this was behind them, but she's willing to be against. I, I don't. It, she, it, it was like it was going too fast, and it just basically a way to just set up another match. Willow is kind of disappointed because they wrestled together, sang together, danced together, smiled together, but she's never fought Sky, so they set up that for and they tell Stokely to do it. Um, to go get um, get it booked, and Tony and then Stokely says Tony Khan blocked him on Twitter, so he'll use one of their phones. Stokely had more had had more he was more serious than this, but he still had comedic shit to him, which is a lot better. But I still don't know if he's being genuine. But um, you know, I I, I still I I always assume that Stokely is better as a as, as a heel, but you know what I mean. So I never know if he's actually gonna like stay as a baby face for a bit or. Is he gonna like you know manage someone new? Like I I assume maybe he'll align with Mercedes, or maybe if Camille signs, you know what I mean? I don't know. Brody and Mark Briscoe had a match. Briscoe was uh, taking the fight to him, but Brody powered him down and got a cannonball in the corner. Did he did a hammer throw into the corner and that's off some chops and strikes. Briscoe finally made a comeback where he, where um where he got Brody sent outside from the apron. He did the cannonball um off and onto Brody. He launched off a chair from the inside of the ring to Brody on the outside. He wanted to pull out a table, but Rick Knox got booed for not letting Mark complete complete the setup of it. So it's kind of half setup. I'm 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 like I'm like, like I mean like, I'm all for the referees fucking actually like you know putting some rules down and shit, but like. They should make it more consistent then. It's like, we, you pick and choose when you want to fucking be consistent to the rules. You know what I mean? I don't know. Brody catches Mark crossbody outside and throws Mark into the guard room before the picture-in-picture. Picture. Um, they come back, um, and Brody got a boss man slam. Brody's mouth is busted open. Mark high boots uh, in the corner. And, uh, no, Mark's high boot in the corner got stuck, even though it got Brody. So the commentators d- debated if Brody was hanging on or... I, or or like or did he just get stuck there on his own? But Mark does a ten punches. He bites Brody to counter. Brody trying to power bomb him, but Brody is sent out. Mark does a twisty sent on out to the outside. He couldn't get Brody knocked down for a malaria. Brody eventually gets him with one, which basically finishes him basically. And then no, not like the match. Brody and uh, and Mark have a slugfest. Mark gets a Spicoli driver. Julia gets on the apron while Mark is trying for the froggy bow, but Brody sends him off the rope into the half set up table outside and got the Gonzo bomb for the win inside. He continues to beat down. Julia has a spike and stabs Mark in the head. Brody is um, rubbing his forearm over the blood, basically. So I, I'm guessing this will continue, but why wouldn't FTR help him in this feud now that they've moved on to other things? That's why I hate about these things. Like, okay, so now they're not conscious. What, they're not obligated to go help out their buddy now? Even You know, I don't know. It wasn't a group beatdown, but right now it seems like a singles feud unless they're throwing more people into the trios feud. Since that's what they always do with the House of Black. I'm always confused when the booking, you know, they do with some of the action, I mean. It just goes from one feud to one feud. But this clearly is continuing with the way this went, you know. 
Like, in, in, in the rankings, it said Hardy and Mark Bris- the Briscoes are, you know, um, par- are in the, in the rankings. So I don't understand why, uh, like, they wouldn't help out. I don't know. I figured maybe one of the women would come out to help out to go at Julia. But, I mean, we'll see what happens with this. It was, decent, it was a decent match. I, I didn't think any of the matches were on the level of, um, of the, one, the ones on Dynamite. But they were still decent. This company has, like, you know a high standard of matches, that if some don't get into the next gear, they should. It feels like a step down, basically, you know what I mean? But this was a, still a good match. I wish the refs would be more consistent with the, what they allow. I guess you needed that excuse for the table to be half set up, I guess. Deanna versus Kira happened. It was like I was watching, you know, Impact. Right? They do a wrestling spiel for a while. Deanna brings her down by her arm over and over. Kira does a hip attack, guillotine against the ropes. Deanna pulled Kira back by the arm when she was outside on the apron. When Kira had floated over, Deanna targets the arm with the leg drop and twisting it. She got her back breaker while doing an arm hold and maybe it was a hammer lock. Deanna gets a pump kick, Kira with a thrust kick, and Deanna plants her down. Kira got a missile drop kick. Deanna still drops Kira with a high boot. Uh, She got a running knee and a Russian leg sweep and then gets a double arm bar for the win. Pretty good match. Tony comes out as Deanna is making her way to the um way to um up the ramp. I didn't know if she was coming out for a match because the ref was inside the ring, but she was actually facing off against Queen Anamata. I never seen them do back to back win matches like that, but I guess it was the dedicating time to both of the ladies for in the world title program, right? But the Deanna match was basically a showcase. Kara got some offense, but she was just there to be. It was just there for a glorified squash. But I hope you know. I hope one day you can see what Kira can, like, you know, really do, like, you know, with, like, lengthy matches and all that, you know. Because she's been dope in other promotions, but this was, like, a good victory for Deanna. Tony targets the arm of the queen, and they do a wrestling spiel and pinning combo. Tony was doing some stomps to the ground as she was doing a headlock to um, take her down, but queen got a leg scissors for a bit before Tony got a chin lock. They come to a stalemate. She does a how, how dare you spiel. Uh, she got a running thuds press, and then she did a, a pose before the picture-in-picture. Picture. She had control during it. Tony gets out of a sunset flip and get the kick in the and, um get the kick in the face. Queen gets a small package for a near fall. Uh, Tony um, bring, no no for a near fall and brings down Tony with the lariat. Queen gets a really good snap suplex and a running kick for a near fall. Tony got a snap DET. Queen got a near um got a uh, got a near fall from an air raid crash. Queen misses her hip attack, and Tony gets a hip attack, and uh, the Storm Zero for the win. Both matches were basically showcases. I felt this one with I felt um the, the this was the the um the first match where um you know where Queen Adamaya didn't get the most offense and as usual, but she still got a lot more than what Kira did basically. You know what I mean? Like she still got good of an offense, but it was like I've seen other matches where she's gotten more fucking you know um show like like more offense, but. Tony gets on the mic and uh, she tells to, um you know basically she says that what's it called uh, she knows that they've uh, she she knows that uh, that what happened in Vegas uh, stay, uh, stays in Vegas but they're in like a different like uh, they're in, in a different like state basically so, uh, no in, in in a different city basically so stop looking at her like that basically and she lays on the mat and she says uh, another show of brilliance by her. She announced she'll release a new film, uh, film, you know, the way she's saying it, on Di- on Dynamite, on Dynamite or something like that. She was mispronouncing, again, I, I'm, I'm, I can't do it justice with the way she does it, but, like, she was mispronouncing all this shit, you know. 
and the tr- and, 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 and then the, the screen has an image of the preview, and she tells him she isn't finished. Uh, you know, she keeps talking. She says Deanna can uh, try all the submissions she wants, but she won't um, be a pain. I I get something about a pain in her bunghole or something like that or something. You know what I mean? This is like some abuse and butthead shit. Um, but this way of doing a promo while lying on the mat with, from exhaustion was pretty fucking unique. I thought it was pretty cool. They're keeping this program. I know. I think they're keeping this program pretty fucking strong. You know, I'm looking forward to this. Earlier in the night, Roddy and uh, OG uh, in the OGK, you know, the original kingdom approached Ishii and Taven and Bennett. Um, you know, are going over not being called about not being in chaos anymore. And Roddy basically does the same thing for if Ishii wins, they'll face off at Revolution. And he forces a handshake when Ishii pulls back from. So this is going to be the routine until they get to the fucking title match, I guess, with Piriu. So at least make you think a title change could take place, but whatever. Orange Cass and Ishii lock up. Orange Cass uh, can't move Ishii in, in this lockup. Ishii wins in the, win the round. O, um, Orange Cassidy has to regroup outside. He tricks Ishii to the outside. And they uh, then collide inside the ring, which kind of staggers Ishii a little bit. Orange Cassidy eventually uh, gets a leaping shoulder block. Ishii is not selling any of the strikes as he's approaching Orange Cassidy more as he lays in strikes. And Ishii ends up cornering him on the other other side. He lets off a chop, which drops Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy escaped a vertical suplex, got the stun dog, and then the DT he does. Um, and then he topes onto, to, onto Ishii and then gets another DT. And he spiked him good, but, uh, but that, that, that time, but it was um, only a near fall. Orange Cassidy the diving DT. Orange Cassidy gets a, a bunch of kicks before a drop kick. The, um, they both then high boot um get high boots and corner attacks, and Orange Cassidy gets him down. And Ishii basically pounced him. Ishii um gets a knockout blow for a near fall. Ishii gets a standing vertical to the for the middle rope, but he's, he he held up for um for a while before doing it. Uh, Orange Cassidy escapes a power bomb, but Ishii got a release German. Ishii gets a few more chops as Orange Cassidy tries to hulk up after the pain, essentially, uh, essentially, and then he just uh, randomly collapses before a strike could happen. Orange Cassidy couldn't get the beach break, so Ishii power bombs him. Ishii misses a sliding lariat. Orange Cassidy gets a uh, pin attempt and a bunch of other pinning combos. You know, my, my, the, the, the TSN fucking thing was fucking up. And Ishii cut up momentum um, uh, of Orange Cassidy. And and they went back and forth, and eventually Ishii gets a sliding lariat. Ishii tries for a brain buster, but Orange Cassidy gets a punch, which staggers him. But the, they tussle around, and Orange Cassidy gets a cradle for the win. You know, after you know, this is not really main event caliber for me. Some of these standard defense, some of these standard defense are just the same shit. And we see it all through the all the all through the match. Basically, I didn't really, it didn't really get a second gear that the second gear to me. I, I don't know. It was just another defense, but the ending was Kingdom attacking uh, uh, attacking Orange Cassidy, and they do a spike pile driver on Orange Cassidy, and Ishii runs back into the ring. Um, and yeah, and, and, and Trent was there as well. I thought Trent actually might turn here, whatever, when, when he came out. I think uh, that'll probably happen after the pay-per-view, but this match was fine, but I don't think this match was still that that great. Not any, not any of their strongest matches, but it was just fine regardless. I think they could have just ended with uh, something a bit better, but I think you, if you're going to shoot the FTR angle with BCC, that would have been a good way to end it, even though that match with Star and El Finhe was not as great as the Dynamite match with the CMML guys and the Brian and Hechicero match. It was an okay show, but not as good as the last week. And next week, next week, well, this week coming up, there won't be a collision show because of the NBA shit.
Let me go to Raw now. It's like 8.13 p.m. So Seth and Cody and Drew cut a promo. Seth starts out he wants to an- he wants to answer said the whole rock thing happened. The environment was pumped for Cody and people had signs being passed out. Uh, like those were being shown on, on online. I know they have to make it look at, look like it's a part of the plan, but since WWE has never on the surface been on the same page as the the audience, people think this is not the plan. But even if it if the online even if the online discourse that they need to change its course, it's still part of the work. And this is the bipolar booking they have put out there for a long fucking time. I don't think we like to think that we can be worked, but and I don't mind if people are being worked, but then it becomes an elitist culture war with industry people in high positions organizing online harassment that we just blame the general fandom. So after a huge Rocky Sucks chant, Seth said it's been a while since he heard that one as a crowd chant for Cody again, basically. Seth wants to cut straight uh, to the chase. He understands what Cody is going through, but they need answers. Last week, he said he was the most prestigious. Last week, Seth said this is the most prestigious title in the industry. He stands by those words. He needs a match as much as Cody does. He has to prove uh, that he's better that um um than uh, than he was when they uh, when they last had their uh, match a few years ago. He has to test himself against the best, and Cody is the best. And ask him if he'll fight at WrestleMania. Uh, Cody doesn't answer as Drew McIntyre makes uh, his way out, basically. And he speaks on behalf of everyone when he asks, what the hell? He says he set them both up perfectly for WrestleMania, and they screwed it all up. He took out Punk last um, last like, last like week so he could challenge Seth for the world uh, title at WrestleMania. He even made a t-shirt of him pointing to the grave with CM Punk WrestleMania Dream Runner on it, basically. And Drew tells Cody it's time to finish the story. He's put the work in over the last year, and he shouldn't let his fam um, let his family and Dusty down like this. Seth tells Drew not to be a prick, and asks Drew what makes him think he'll challenge him at WrestleMania since he already lost to him twice. Drew said those are outside reasons for both those losses, and even Seth lost to Cody three times before. Drew admits that Seth worked his ass off to make the title mean something. He says that Seth's title is worth fighting for because they already know in Roman's matches he's going to have his family run in and ruin the damn match. And Drew said if Seth is really a workhorse, he would have been shot dead after the first injury. And it's about time somebody takes him out with a, and then basically headbutts him, basically, before Cody throws him out. So whatever happens with this shit with Drew will definitely be somehow um, of someone of interest in Mania, I guess. On SmackDown, he did qualify for the Chamber. And I figured Sammy would get in line, but he also he lost too, so I don't know what will... What will he do? But I do feel like there's more derail. I feel like there'll be more. There'll be some derailment on the raw programs for the title. I think Seth injury might play a role, maybe. But I really do think Sammy ends up being someone who ends up in one of the main events. Maybe I don't know. It'll be one of those Kofi Kingston type of booking accidents, since we, it was quote unquote you know never the plan basically. Drew was getting shouted out by uh, shouted out by Pierce for what he did. He's gonna find him, and Rio was making her way out. Um, you know, when she wasn't scheduled to. So Pierce, so Pierce didn't like that. So then Drew was basically mocking him for not having control, basically. But the main event was Nakamura and versus Cody in a bull rope match. I didn't mind this shit, but I hate the the the, the, the notion that Nakamura doesn't get anything out of these feuds, even though his character feels more important than before. But you know, he just eats losses all the time. Nakamura says that Cody wants to fight him so badly, then fine, but the bull rope won't give Cody an advantage or just allow him to embarrass his family name in the match that he, they made famous. 
He sees people saying they want Cody, but no, 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 he wants Cody. So the match is, you know, so the match is really, really good. It feels like they always need the visual of Cody having red in his face. So because they can't always do blood, they have to make the mist makeup for um, for that. So we have the visual of Cody being covered in red liquid, I guess. They use the same bull rope, apparently, from Dusty versus Billy Graham um, back in, like, the 70s, I don't know, 80s, 70s, I don't know. I mean, it was cool, but um, I put Nakamura won for some reason, but Cody won. Yeah, I wish not. Maybe I wish Nakamura won. Uh, people were not as into the uh, um, as into the story that at, at this time of like the week last week because the online fan reports that were not getting any explanation, and it, it became obvious that they were saving that for the WrestleMania kickoff, and it needed this big angle, which felt like. One of like the like one of the angles where you reminisce about when you know Hulk Hogan and Mr. T saved Cindy Lauper and Lou Albano. It felt like a really heated angle um, where it got like a lot of fucking coverage from it. You know what I mean? Where I didn't understand what the point of Drew getting involved with Cody in the end of the match where he attacked him. So I'm gonna guess they'll face on Raw since Cody is gonna go for Roman at Mania, right? I think there'll be more derailment, uh, and they're starting with they're starting to air Sami Zayn interviews about this path to Mania, and I feel like they want some shit out there, but he'll end up playing a pivotal role in the main event somehow. He had a promo being interviewed by Jackie Redman in the bleachers before the show, basically. So he's been thinking about um, the amazing year he's had um um had last year, especially the time lead to Elimination Chamber. He's learned not to allow the loss to Roman Edom, and he remembered that after that match, Triple H told him that he um, he was Rocky. While Rocky didn't win, win Rocky in, in Rocky One, he did in Rocky Two. But he bought um, he um, brought the champion to his limit. He said that he isn't an underdog anymore. He's a contender, and he's got to prove that not only himself but uh, to the people in the stands uh, that don't believe in him for um, that don't believe in him for nothing, basically. I feel somehow he'll be inserted into the, in one of the title pictures. I feel like there's, there's going to be more derailment. I, I keep having to say that, you know what I mean? There's only analysis they had. D, DIY beat Imperium, creates a new day in a fatal four-way, and they're going to face off with, on SmackDown with the Bruiserweights. I was hoping Dunn and Bate would win that one because I think they should get the tag titles. But, I mean, they did win that. I'll, I'll get into that. But um, this match was pretty fucking good. It, it, it was actually really lengthy, too. It, it feels like there's, there's better tag division uh, right now in WWE than AEW. Like, it feels like AEW have dope tag teams, but the division feels scattered, even though I'm not always a fan of how WWE books their tag teams. But in recent memory, they have been more active teams out there that like, the booking hasn't been like the completely predictable match over and over and over again with no consequences and all that. Imperium continues their feud with New Day, but um, they saved Jey Uso from uh, a beatdown. Um, like the New Day saved Jey Uso from a beatdown when Jey interrupted Gunther's six hundred day celebration. It was a good segment too, and even though I think uh, Jey has kind of lost his buzz as a character since the Roman match from SummerSlam, this felt like a segment where he felt like a, he felt hype again, and it, it helped Gunther. It helped that Gunther brought out some um, good material against him. I don't think Jay is going to win, though. Now that the Bloodline storyline is getting more heated again, and Jay might take Cody's side, um, I can see Jimmy costing him the title, and that's how they start their feud for Mania. I think Braun is going to be geared for Gunther because he still uh, didn't make a decision, 
um, but, but but Vinci and Ludwig were making sure when Lud, when Ludwig and um, Vinci were making sure Pierce had things set up for the celebration. Pierce introduced them to Braun and Braun, and they just kind of stared at him and they gave him dirty looks basically. So Braun's another guy who's supposed to be in quote unquote Brock Lesnar's spot, even though all of this has been planned to happen in my personal opinion. But they had a, a nice setup for the celebration with the Imperium poles in the ring basically. Gunther says it's to the surprise of nobody. He's standing here today celebrating 600 days as champion. But to be honest, he really appreciates the gesture of uh, Ludwig setting up those celebra- um, uh, setting up these celebrations. But he doesn't need it anymore because he'll never lose a title. And one thing, and uh, and one thing that will never change is Gunther being the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. Says he's running out of a competitors and asks who will step up and uh, challenge the champion. And Jey Uso interrupts. Says that main event, Jey Uso, you know, now in the building, blah, blah, blah. And Gunther, and Gunther says simple gestures. And he, he did the yeet thing, too. And Gunther says simple gestures for a simple audience. And the last time they saw Jay, he eliminated him from the Royal Rumble. And he's sending some disrespect. And Jay tells him no disrespect. Gunther's put in the work as being the longest reigning IC champion in history. Gunther thanks him and says Jay is very accomplished himself as a tag team wrestler. And even hold the record for the longest tag title reigns of all time. And the best part is he only had to put in 50% of the work. <laughs> uh, Gunther says he achieved all his accomplishments on his, on his own. He says Gunther is about to get 100% of this work, though. He says he's been a tag champion for over 1,000 days, part of the first tag team to main event uh, 2024. Um, to, you know, to main event... Uh, to meet him in 2023 WrestleMania, he said that if you want to see him as a singles champion in 2024, then say ye and everyone got involved. Gunther says he's glad that Jay finally had the guts to, after 15 years to step out of his family's shadow. He won't be the first to try and uh, ride his coattails, but it but it warns him that he'll beat him worse than his family did, and it will make him wish he went back to a time when people couldn't tell him and his brother apart. And then he says, "Oos." And then uh, he shoves Jay aside, which causes him to attack. And then Ludwig and uh, Vinci attack Jay. The New Day run, run into uh, make even the odds. And they throw Imperium outside. This is uh, really fucking good. I think we can assume Jay could win. But this is but that, this was, was great. There's so many people that you could go with that are over that could become larger than life by ending the reign of Gunther. This is, again, this is probably like the greatest IC title reign ever, in my personal opinion. Not because of the numbers, but because a lot of it, because a lot of the feuds he got into the latter portion of his reign have been become compelling with the promos he's also cut. People think they want Braun to win it, but honestly, man, uh, if they can get Gable, because Gable's now starting to say he wants to finish his story, and like that would be a good conclusion for I, I don't know, like you you could have Gable doing it. You know, I don't know. Uh, but this is a good segment. By the way, the the, the raw recap last the, the last raw recap I did I forgot to mention it. I missed a short promo from Becky backstage about her path to Mania, but she was facing Shayna in a qualifying match, and Shayna cut a promo to remind us what she did in her first chair match. It's like kind of depressing considering how much they dropped the ball with her since then. Shayna Baszler was said the last time she was in the chamber, she tore through the competition to get to Becky Lynch. And this time she doesn't have to wait. She's gonna rip her rip her from limb from limb, and then Becky Lynch says this um she's fighting Shayna with the with her future on the line. So Becky won. She's gonna be the um it's gonna be her first chamber match. Uh, they have a, they have a weird chemistry because sometimes it works, but sometimes it feels like their styles don't mesh well at all. 
It's like, you know, because Shayna's a little bit slow and uh, plodding, right? And Becky tries to speed through. I don't know. So sometimes it just doesn't really, you know. Um, Liv cut a promo on Zoe because she's facing her on this um, Raw right now that's coming on for a chamber qualifier. She says Zoe's pretty incredible, but she says these girls are ha- have nothing to do with her business, and the business has nothing to do with the and her business has nothing to do with these girls. So I know she's almost like she's she's had almost a year taken away from her. Next week is about revenge, and revenge is Rhea Ripley. This is brief, but Rhea's gonna face off with Nia at the Chamber pay per view. I would be surprised if they, if they let this main event, but who knows? It depends if like the Rock is gonna wrestle at the Chamber. So, um, she says Becky Lynch is just qualified for the chamber. Um, so yeah, so Rhea saying this. So she's saying Becky Lynch qualified for the chamber. She had to call out Nia Jax so she could rip her for, um, 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 uh, her bloody, um, her, rip her, uh, rip her bloody head off. Pierce comes out and says they both know that this isn't the time uh, for this. He understands that, uh, she's upset. And they aren't doing this right now, so he's giving her Nia Jax um, for the title at the chamber. Pierce tries to get Rhea to leave, but Nia fucking tramples down to the ring past Pierce. And they start brawling, and, uh, you know, Pierce calls for security, runs in and pulls uh, Rhea to the, uh, pulls off Rhea into the opposite corner. Nia crushes the security guards, and she fights them off. She drops, and she does the Annihilator on Rhea. So she'll see her in, uh, she'll see her in Australia and slaps her. This is probably um, Rhea's most uh, heated feud with the title right now because her feuds have not really been the greatest while her character is still over as fuck because she's always confronting the guys who are, you know, she's always confronting the guys who, um, with, who are with the, you know, who, who are like facing off with the Judgment Day, basically. So this feud feels like a bigger deal compared to the other feuds, but during the WrestleMania kickoff show, they had Becky and Rhea face off like it was like, 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 like they're giving you the foregone conclusion that Becky is winning the chamber, which I don't fucking get. You know what I mean? I don't know. You could have had Nia show up and and get get residual heat to say she's gonna win since her cousins were getting fucking that real life heat um, during this fucking promo. This is a good segment with Nia and Rhea, though. I'm still enjoying this feud. R- Rhea will um will be over as hell when they uh you know go, go to her home country. Ivar and Valhalla beat Maxi and Tazawa. Listen, Maxine's still rough around the edges. I think that whole j- Japanese cyclone thing that move that she did, like, we're way past that, you know what I mean? She did one cool move that everyone fucking went not- gaga over. If they really wanted to improve and you insist on her and me on television, maybe just have her do reps on the main event to get better then. You know what I mean? Like, you know, just like, you know, unless you just want her to fucking get, like, you know, because again, with, 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 there's a certain quality now that if you're not living up to, like, a uh, basic quality... Of, 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 like, you know, standard matches and all that, people are gonna fucking, you know, really shit on you. Especially critics, man, they fucking, you know. You know, but, you know, I don't know. Finn Balor and Damien Priest say it doesn't matter if done, uh, if it's done or, if it's done in bait or DIY who win, they'll beat them either way. And Dom says Rhea got, uh, got what she want, wanted, but Rhea isn't happy right now. And then Truth comes in and asks what's up, and JD says he's lucky he has a match or else he'd wipe up the floor with them. And Truth says he gets it now. The last week was a reinitiation, and Finn just can't, you know, Finn can't handle this, and then walks out. Priest gives, gives up and just tells, Priest, uh, tells Truth to just uh, stay, uh, make yourself at home in the clubhouse. And then Truth relaxes and says they got to sell more shirts. And then he, uh, he, he finds more shirts, basically, because 
it's all like the, the, they're secretly making money off of this alignment that truth, this Christian that truth made, basically. I just wish it evolved, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not against, like, you know, this is inoffensive, they kept it brief this week. I'm not against the story, I just wish it evolved into what I want out of this. I feel like, like, like he has one last le le legit run on him, in him. And I'm hoping that, like, the last 10 to 12 years, he's been playing a, really, a, a, playing a dumbed-down character while gathering information about shit. And then he's gonna, like, you know... And it all ties in with John Cena, basically, because that was, like, one of his last notable feuds. And he keeps talking about John Cena being a childhood hero um, of his. And I keep wanting him to, like, snap and then get back to our truth of 2011, you know. The Mrs. interviewed backstage says Truth believes he's in Judgment Day. He doesn't know if he's crazy or genius, and that's why uh, the people love him. He says he thinks last week was a declaration of war, and Judgment Day doesn't know what he has in store for them. And Truth got involved. He was trying to give JD money for the shirts. I guess he made all that money when he did Discovery. They were secretly making money off of it. Um, but the Miz ended up winning anyways. It was it was like nothing really much happened for them. Kabuki Warriors defeated Kaden and Katana. It was pretty decent. I can see uh, Bianca and Jade actually going for the tag titles at Mania if they don't face off, but who knows? They could put Naomi in that spot. I don't know. All right, so I'm done the collision. I'm done the Raw. Now I'm going to get to NXT. Jesus Christ, man. It's going to be a long-ass shit. Mello opened up the show. Um, he didn't want to do the promo yet, so I figured it would be another week and just give us some pres uh, just give us some presents, but this is like the most heat of the crowd has been for these shows in Orlando. It's like the crowd swore with the fuck you mellow. Then later they did the PG version of it that maybe they got a warning or something. So then we did get Ilya promo and he was confronted by Dijak. But Ilya was focused on Me on mellow. So he cut a promo says on Sunday uh, him and Trick went to war. He doesn't disrespect him. He likes him. But none of that matters because he wouldn't let him slay the dragon. Ilya said that if one man were, were to beat him then Trick would be a worthy, worthy champion. Ilya says uh, it was his duty as a champion to call out one person, Carmelo Hayes. He says Melo has been attacking him with false accusations for the past months, and we can see this true colors. Um, the snake couldn't uh, watch his friend reaching new heights in NXT, and demands he comes out so he can, um, you know, break him, um, um, so he can break him himself, basically. And he calls him you tra He calls him you traitor, son of a bitch. And Melo doesn't appear. He threatens to go back and find him, and then Dijak interrupts. He tells Ilya. Uh, is right because he's not letting him leave the he's not letting him leave the ring. He says uh, he's been obsessed with Trick. Uh, no, Dijak says Ilya's been obsessed with Trick and Mello when he should have been looking at what he did at um, Avengers Day to Joe Gacy. Uh, Ilya says this is the time for this, and Dijak says he's sitting there with a broken nose and something else. Um, I, I couldn't pick up something else. He said Dijak said he's learned how to break a man, and he doesn't uh, um, have a problem breaking him. And Ilya says he has he has urgent business with Melo, but warns Dijak when they cross paths, he will break it. And Dijak punches Ilya in the face, and the two start to brawl, and they pull apart. So I thought this was going to be like a next permanent feud, but it was clearly going to Melo um, next since he got involved in the main event because that's when they started they started facing there. Um, Melo did come out for a promo. It was a really good promo, even though he did take. Credit for the attack. I do still think Ridge Holland is going to play a role in this somehow. I do think he's the one that actually did the physical attack. Um, so he's sitting in the middle of a ring with the spotlight on him. And he's like being booed heavily. He says the villain's always the villain when the, the hero is telling the story. 
and asked why no one wants to hear his side. He said he isn't jealous of Trick's success. He's allowed him to achieve the highest of highs, to make his parents proud, and he had to take it away just to remind him of his place and remind him of what happens when you bite the hand that feeds you. He said that Trick crossed him first when he agreed that Trick would go, um, go for the North American Championship and Melo would go for the NXT Championship. And then he let these people get to his head and trick them into thinking that they're on the same level. And Melo says the million-dollar question is if he attacked Trick Williams. And he says, you're damn right he did. Uh, he'd do it again if he crossed him. And then Trick music hits. And then, you know, Trick doesn't appear, basically. And Melo starts fucking mocking it. Says Trick isn't coming back. He's laid up in the hospital next to Booker T, singing that stupid ass song. And Melo says him and uh, him and Trick uh, aren't aren't the same. He's uh, he's a two time North American champion, while Trick's a champ for two days. He says nothing goes through this brand without being passed by him. And Trick wanted to be like Melo so bad that at the end of the day, he's just a trick. Melo says this was never a colla- uh, um a collaboration. He said Trick was a hype man. That's what it's all about. And goes that no, no that's, that's that's all it is, and that's all Trick will ever be. You know that's that's how you know he 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 did a little switch up on his fucking finish, his uh, you know catchphrase. This is the kind of promo you cut when you maximize a split and a heel turn. Oftentimes, when angles like this have happened, it feels like they just do a half-ass explanation. But this is the culmination of the angle when it first started, and what a long way we we have come. Because when Trick showed up, we all assumed he was going to be the one who end up turning on Mello, and they, you know, and then they, they face off, you know, uh, for the title, and this will, you know, and then, the, and then, and then they would face off for the title with Mello being the baby face, whatever, right? But this way has been so much better, and if, if Mello's not the champion going into Stand and Deliver, I believe he and Trick should be the main event of the show regardless. The angle's too good for it, but I do think Melo is going to go for the title at Roadblock, maybe, because after Dijak's match with Ilya, and Gacy distracted Dijak, which let Ilya kind of, like, you know, get the momentum for winning. I thought this was, like, a, a good follow-up, because uh, then, then Melo attacked him, and now we have to anticipate how Trick will address this. I have a stupid idea that's so stupid that I'm afraid if I suggest it, they'll actually do it, but... You know when you call someone who's chicken shit a yellow belly, basically? I wouldn't be surprised if Trick calls him one and transition that into Mellow's yellow, basically. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll go kill myself now. Uh, anyway, the other big follow-up was Braun and Corbin after their victory. They had a promo right after Mellow's first like promo where he left the ring immediately. Corbin says, since there's a spare moment, it's time they started out the celebration. Braun has the announcer announce them as the winners of the Dusty, of the Dusty Classic. Calls him the wolf dog. Corbin asks how much he paid her to say that, but he won't let him ruin this moment. He says his name is rightly first on the trophy. Says there's no, no one in the company that can stop them except maybe the top um, rope stopping Braun because Braun almost fucking got his head fucking, you know, knocked off. Braun says when you're running at 23 miles, uh, these these things happen. And congratulates Corbin on doing his first dive ever. Says he would never do it if it wasn't for him giving a boost. And Corbin starts calling out Tony D. And stacked before, um, you know. But then Braun basically interrupts and challenges them on on the behalf of the war dogs, wolf dogs, and then the axe. The, the the instead of like you know Tony and Stacks, Axiom and Nathan Nathan show up for their match with Idris and Malik, and they you know basically kind of taunt the wolf dogs. So this match was really fucking good too. These two teams definitely need to have more elevation this year as tag teams, especially Malik and Idris, man. 
Um, but Axum and Nathan are impressive as fuck with the, you know, with the, with the rapid shit that they fucking do. Um, Nathan and Axiom won after the match. Corbin and Braun attacked them, and then Tony and Stax come out. And the match is made for this week's TV coming up. I can see Corbin and Braun losing, and that's how Corbin and Braun do their breakup. And Braun goes off to the main roster as a babyface, maybe. Backstage, JC Jane is, um, says the calendars have been sold out in 30 minutes. And Thea tells us she's saved Chase U. Thea says Vengeance Day was amazing between the sales and Riley Osborne being there and getting excited about the match coming up. And JC tells her not to go out and watch the match so she doesn't seem desperate and says that she's got to know how to play the um, play hard to get. I'm still I'm suspecting that JC is not uh, being well intentioned with her motives because Riley was disappointed that she was not there for the match, but he lost to Lexus. Um, Backstage, Riley Riley asked Thea where she was in the crowd. During the match, she said that she was busy doing some grown-ass woman stuff because J.C. Jane told her to say that. He asked if they're still on the on for next week, and she excitedly says yes, and then Riley says uh, he'll hear her next week and walks off. Thea tells J.C. she played that super cool and hard to get as J.C. says she uh, got a few more things to teach her. We're going to get more comedy, but I don't mind when Chase U does shit like this because I, I've learned, even if I might not be into everything they do at first, it always ends up being redeemable and funny and a little bit compelling. So I imagine we'll get more sitcom-level tropes. Vaughn and Stone go over what happened with the metaphor and Stone's kids want Stone to fight Oro. Aura, sorry, Aura Mensa, you know, and he agrees reluctantly to team with Vaughn to face off with, you know, the metaphor interview, this is, you know, kind of good storytelling with, like, you know, Vaughn and, because, you know, if you followed um, Robert Stone's career, you know, you know he was Robbie E in TNA, so he is capable of fucking, you know, he's a former tag team champion and shit, he's like a former champion and all that shit, you know, in different company, Lash says, uh, Ren Sinclair, luck is gonna run out tonight, Noam uh, says that him and Oro are the, are the real dream team, and they're gonna put Stone and Wagner's challenge to rest. And then the no quarter catch crew interrupt and ask, uh, and then Gulak and them ask why he's wasting his time on Von Wagner and Stone when he's got plenty of other challengers for the Heritage Cup. And then they, they basically argue, basically. So you'll assume they'll get a fucking match. I'm sure Dempsey will be the one competing for it, maybe. But Lash and Jakara beat Fallon and Ren in an okay match. But the, the, uh, on the last podcast, I thought Izzy was Tiffany. And I wonder why she was with Kiana when she was in the, on, on the main roster. But it was actually Izzy Dame. Who, you know, anyways, in the locker room, Kiana um, uh, calls a group of other women a bunch of nobodies and tells them to move. And then when um, R- R- Ridley walks in, um, trying to spread her, you know, I, I kept calling her Brindley. You know, it's Ridley, I guess, you know. Um, she's trying to, like, you know, have positive energy. Izzy takes a drink. And offers it to Kiana, who remembers she doesn't even like coffee, and then dumps it on, you know, dumps, I think he dumped it on her, I don't know, or dumps it. I'm not really for this angle just yet, you know what I mean? Uh, the three faces promo, again, uh, Okada doesn't seem like he's probably going, it doesn't seem likely anymore since he's going to AEW. Even though I think it's the wrong move, I think it would have been more refreshing with the WWE. Roxy beat Lola, I thought this was going to be stretched out even more, but Tatum distracted Lola, but it was a pretty good match. Backstage, Josh uh, Briggs uh, says that he uh, got his eyes set on the on Dragon Lee when Brooks uh, uh, basically walks in and asks how things are going. 
before he saying he's lost without them and foul uh, with him and Fallon. And then Briggs fucking snaps and says that this is, he isn't a kid anymore. He's got to learn to walk on his own two feet. And he slams him against the wall. Says every one of the performance centers fighting for a spot so he can either sit there and cry or grow some balls. I thought this was good. Maybe Jensen is the one who ends up turning more heel than Briggs, maybe. I felt the storyline picked up with the pep talk, whatever. I wonder if this... I mean, I wonder if it leads to a feud and then they they, they they just still go... Or do they just go to their separate ways until they, they need to have a conversation down the line, maybe, and make it mean more later on. Uh, Jada Parker tells Ava that Avengers Day uh, isn't how... Isn't how she basically wants Adriana Rizzo on, on, on again in another match. It, then basically Ava gives it to her. Um, but OTM will be banned from the ringside since Tony and Stax are defending their titles, whatever. And then Ridge walks in, he demands to face Gallus again, but Ava can't have him uh, face all of Gallus at once. But we'll let him face in a gauntlet match, so that, you know, that, that'll show base. I'm still not buying this Gallus-Ridge-Holland feud. I, th- I still think it's filler. You know, I think it's a red herring. Okay, Smackdown now. So I did cover the the the, the mania kickoff shit. I like the angle. I thought it was like a, a, a the, I thought what press conference should be. Even though I was not in the mood for it earlier on, I know it shouldn't be. I shouldn't be into this shit as more stories break out about the abuse in this industry. But the Rock bum, you know, brought out a family tree, and it became a clear it was more a ploy for their family to get the biggest match out there. And 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 now that Cody has said he had multiple conversations. I'm gonna bet Triple H is the one playing a role in that department, and maybe he the the one to convince Cody to go back for Roman. It feels like they they've done unnecessary shit, but this moment was still dope. It feels like you know Triple H is gonna be part of the build with him, with um him and the Rock being at odds. Even even uh, even as the Rock even with the Rock in the heel, I'll always probably cheer hit Rock over Triple H. I think Punk also being on commentary or doing uh, interview work will be a way for him to start the pod and also build up shit. For his return to the ring, maybe. I don't know. I was more impressed with Seth in that segment going uh, at Rock and standing up to him. But I bet any money Seth will have better material. But the overall angle was pretty good. It felt like the angle should have maybe been reserved for SmackDown because SmackDown was not as good as a kickoff. But the presence of the angle was felt. So it's fine to get other people time since the Rock and Roman are showing up on this week's SmackDown. The show opened with Triple H and Nick Aldis and Pierce. Addressing what took place, Triple H wants to make some things clear that some people don't know their role. He says he doesn't care what where you sit. The answers come from one place, and it's him. The main event will be Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. That decision may disappoint some backstage, but it doesn't matter if you don't like that or um like that decision. It feels like one of those manias where the bill will be like WrestleMania 2000, where they're not going to have an official set fucking main event until like the week of. You know, I mean, but it also depends if Cody and Seth will face off against uh, Roman and, uh, I put Roman and Cody, Roman and Rock, and people think that that might happen at night one, but that would be stupid. I would opt uh, opt for a match to take place at a special since Rock is on board. They could, like, do a, they, they could literally just make Saturday's main event and have that fucking play out if they wanted. Like, you know, I mean, I still think there would be like a bunch of derailments between the lawsuit and maybe the injuries if it's going to be another bipolar WrestleMania, right? Then Nick Alden, Nick Aldis basically uh, speaks on such roles in his title. His match will be determined by the winner of the chamber, uh, chamber match, and the with the with qualifying matches starting, you know, on the show. And he basically, uh, and then uh, Adam Pearce introduces the participants. 
on the on the on the screen it says Randy Orton, Bronson Reed, Kevin Owens, Logan Paul, AJ Styles, The Miz, Lashley, Ivar, Drew, Sami Zayn, Dominic, and LA Knight. Then Drew interrupts and wants to tell everybody, uh, "Thank you for proving CM Punk sucks by making his shirt top seller." And he calls himself DM Hunk. See again, see I, I'm with Drew, but now that Drew is like kind of fully a bad guy, I don't like that he's like doing sports entertainment type of shit like this. You know what I mean? I don't know. So, but anyway, he calls him DM Hunk. He, he's also he's happy. Everyone's happy that Cody has chosen Roman because uh, Cody uh, he because uh, Cody waffled for so long until Drew kicked him kicked him in, um kicked some um, sense into him basically. And now he'll finish the story. Now he has to do go through the top stars for WrestleMania match against Seth Rollins, where he'll become the champion, and that's best for business, basically. So he beat AJ in a match who was not with the OC anymore, apparently. And Knight was on commentary when he got in. He got into with AJ because eight because because uh, Drew threw AJ into him, and Knight got into the apron. The ref was holding back, and AJ could have gotten the win. Eventually, Drew beats him, and AJ clocks LA Knight. I'm guessing during the Mania season, we're going to get AJ versus Knight. I know they could do this match in the chamber, but I could see them not putting that on the show. So they don't put everything on the pay-per-view, but I assume Knight would go for the U.S. title. But I think they're going to prolong KO versus Logan and have KO probably beat Logan at Mania. But with Triple H with, with Braun, who was deciding which brand to go on, and then it got interrupted by Heyman to let Triple H know that he'll be there for this week's SmackDown with Roman Reigns, and then he says The Rock, and then they made it seem like it was like a you know a, a really a really dope punchline for it. You saw a promo from Sammy who's going to face Orton. Sammy says Mania is an emotional time, and he sees the window of opportunity swiftly closing in front of him, but he can't worry about it. He's going to take one of the best to take on one of the best. And if he wins, he'll have to take on Drew, and who who he's never beaten. But it's like a pass, so he'll take it. Orton has a promo. He calls back to Sammy's discussion, and he says it's not a given to make it to WrestleMania. He's learned that patience is everything, and knowing when to strike. He can sit back and wait when it come when it comes to Roman Reigns. But um, but everything goes um his way tonight. He moves on to the chamber, and other ch- the other chamber stuff related was uh, Dom thinking uh. Other chamber stuff was, uh, um, sorry, that wasn't an, I thought part, part of that was Orton promo, that, 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 that was, I think I'm getting to Orton's promo, that was still Sami Zayn promo, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not good at reading, I'm just getting through this really, really fast, I, you know, this is probably part of the podcast where everyone's tuned in anyways, um, basically, uh, other chamber stuff was Dom, uh, Was thinking Judgment Day will have a clean sweep at Mania with the titles, and he assumed he'll go through to Mania. And KO basically says he'll beat him, and he'll dedicate his win to the great Luchador Rey Mysterio. And then Truth shows up and says KO um, that he better watch out before Nick finds out he's on SmackDown. And KO thinks it's like Nick Mysterio, and Truth says no, Nick Aldis. So he was aware, but he was not aware that KO is on SmackDown, which I can't blame him since his brand split really doesn't mean shit. Um, Logan was pissed that all all this has him wrestling for free when he should get the Rock treatment. Um, and I like I like this, but then when they said that he had to face Miz, it was like he was kind of scared. And I get being a heel, but I've seen him like you know I've seen him not like beat beat Miz and not be scared of him before. But he could just have done he could have done just being disappointed that he has to wrestle on free TV against the Miz of all people because he views Miz a lesser than him basically. You know what I mean? 
Anyways, I don't know. And Orton and Sammy was the main event, and it was a, a pretty good. So I guess that was Orton's promo that I put in. Because again, I, 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 I don't know. I, I guess I did put it. I guess I thought I was. I thought I had all, it was all one Sammy's promo because the order stuff was after the KO stuff, basically. So I, I, I guess I put I put it before it. I guess I, I you know, again, I, again, I'm not good at reading anything. Uh, who cares? I thought we were getting an upset with Sammy beating Orton, but Orton actually won, and Drew confronted him afterwards. I feel like if Sammy does end up uh, do something important for Mania, it'll have to seem like they didn't have it planned. Otherwise, if they did, why would they have him be in the chamber? I feel like Rock will do some shit about the chamber and insert himself into the match somehow with Seth Rollins, maybe. Bianca beat Meechin to qualify for the women's chamber match. There's a vignette for Prairie Deadly where they're kind of like, you know, by the water side. They see the Queen Elizabeth in the clouds. Kit Wilson's upset that the about his hand and what Pete Dunne did to it, but Elton basically tells them they're going to keep moving forward and show SmackDown what they can do. So, like, that was basically it for them, basically. He's giving them some presents. So, DIY versus Pete Dunne and Bate was pretty fucking good, too. It was one of the better matches on SmackDown. I like when Gargano slingshot in the ring. You know, he was met by a fist, like, in midair by Bate. You know what I mean? I mean, there's other cool stuff in this match, but that was, like, one of the things that really stuck out with me, how, how well it was done. But I'm actually glad that Dunn and Bate... But it, and it was a really, like... It was a pretty lengthy match, too. I hope I actually hope they get the titles. Because I think Judgment Day don't need the titles anymore. Plus, you could have Dunn and Bate go to other brands... You know, and face off with other guys. Like the Creed's and all that shit, you know. We had Prophet and Lashley and B-Fab promo about their feud with the Final Testament. I still don't give a shit exactly about this. I, I'm, I'm trying to think that maybe WWE will do a trios tournament eventually or some shit. Because they have enough trios together as well that they could do that. So Bailey had a good promo. They're doing what I imagine they would do be doing with Dakota, um, with Dakota um, Kai. I was about to say Dakota Fanning. Um, Bailey heads to the ring to discuss her future with the damage control. She's had a tough time putting the words together after what happened last week, and maybe she had it coming. But she's glad the crowd stuck with her for all these years to see the story play through. Basically, damage control was meant. Everything to her, but all they did was take from her. Even after she won the Royal Rumble, they didn't change. And at WrestleMania, Io's going to learn her lesson. And then Dakota Kai interrupts, asking Bailey why she's ignoring her. And Bailey pointed Dakota's always been alongside Oscar, Io, and Kyrie. I mean, at least they're making Bailey a smart baby face. But Dakota claims once you know um, that she she was been putting in a tough position. She claims once Oscar and Kyrie got in, um once Oscar and Kyrie got in Eo's head, she didn't know what to tell Bailey what was going on. After the cha- the cha- the championship win and the Rumble win, she thought Oscar and Kyrie stuff would blow over, but it didn't. Bailey asked her where does she stand now, and then they're interrupted by Eo and uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Dakota leaves the ring, and Bailey surrounded. Dakota comes back with a chair. Basically, you think she's gonna fucking hit fucking Bailey, but she swings it at Eo. Um, you know, and then Bailey and Dakota look at each other like they're kind of maybe on the same page, even though Bailey's still unsure. I can see Dakota turning on her in a few weeks and make herself the new leader of the group. She could be Bailey's first feud after Mania if Bailey wins, but maybe she costs Bailey her match at Mania, and suddenly you hear about Bailey having to leave the company since I think she'll join Mercedes eventually in uh, AEW. It was a it was a decent episode. The matches had purposes. And they had stakes to it, you know, and they actually moved storylines forward, so it was a decent episode. Now let me go to New Japan. Um, 
So again, the main match that I was pay, gonna pay pay attention to, you know, uh, like like you know, like the, the, like the last fuck, like the last three or so, you know, or maybe the last four. Yeah, I mean, the, the two the two of the main matches I'm gonna um you know gonna be you know doing recaps for. But anyways, Toriyano and Yo beat Oleg Bolton and uh, um, Taguchi. Uh, Goto and Yoshihashi uh, beat Callum Newman and uh, Great Khan. That was decent too. Evil Red Naruto, the House of Torture basically beat. El Desperado, Shota Umino, Tiger Mask, and Nahamana. Just Five Guys beat Bushi, Harumu, Takahashi, Shingo, Naito, and uh, Yonosuji. Uh, Okada, one of uh, his second last match in the company, was against Tanahashi. It was a good callback to the previous matches. Served as a big match uh, at one of Okada's final matches. I was kind of disappointed at first because I wanted to be in the ring with other, peop- other younger people, but... I mean, I understand why they did this, but hopefully before he leaves, he actually puts someone over. But he's definitely going to go to AEW, which kind of disappoints me. I think he could have done better with WWE with how they're um, presenting stuff now, I guess, with some of the with Nakamura and all that. It just feels like he'll be another guy who might just get lost in the shuffle in AEW. But this is a really good match anyways. Uh, Chase Owens and Kenta beat El Phantasma and Hakaleo for the, t- for the titles. Uh, it was a typical Bullet Club bullshit, you know, I would have, uh, kept the title on LP and Hakaleo, it was fine, but I don't know about giving Chase Owens the title in 2024, but whatever. Now, this is one of the matches that I did fucking kind of keep some notes for, it was Zack Sabre against, uh, Brian Danielson. I said I didn't want to go over everything, but this is really a standout match, though, I thought it was one of the better matches from these guys. Zack won in both, so, but in both matches, they both have a win apiece, neither of them submitted each other, so the final match might ha- might happen with that. Someone could submit, right? The, the, but this match really got going after a back and forth of submissions that they they be doing that went for you know a good portion of the beginning. I couldn't describe all the moves they were doing. They were working the joints, the the legs and the arms. Brian started talking shit to him and giving him kicks. He was working the leg for a while while the ref had to be um, had to hold him back. They exchanged ankle locks and Brian did a shoulder capture suplex. Brian did a Romero special, then a dragon sleeper. Zach got a snap mirror and a ma- magic screw that he does with the neck. Being in a, in a leg hold together, Brian was spitting in Zach's face while Zach slapped him, and Brian and Zach started kicking each other in the head. They rolled on the apron to do this, and Brian gets a diving knee strike on the apron. Zach caught Brian with a triangle choke when Brian came from the top. Zach then extends Brian's arms back and starts positioning the legs. And some and put them in some kind of figure four, you know. Then they got into a slugfest with kicks and strikes. Brian did an avalanche back suplex into the cattle mutilation, but Zach escapes, gets a release German, then uh, the, the Zach driver for a near fall. Zach does a PK a couple of times. He tried for a triangle, but Brian fends it off with the strikes over and over again. I thought he was dead. He does a stomps to the head. Brian does the same submission Zach did when he extended the arm and uh, the ankle and put the pressure on Zach's neck. Uh, Zach fights through the roundhouse kicks, and Brian was do uh, Brian was doing a bunch of uh, pinning combos. We're, uh, we're trying to be done. Brian stopped the O'Connor roll with a submission, but Zach got a submission and Brian hit him. Um, uh, Brian and him, uh, Zach got something, and Brian and him would be counting until Zach almost got a near fall. He did a running PK. They had another slugfest. Brian nailed the Masaiko knee, but, but when Zach's uh, leg gave out, Zach got a, a, a double leg to counter Brian's second attempt at that, and they were doing more pinning combos in fancy ways, and Zach finally gets it. I really got you. Should, you should go your way to watch it. Brian said Zach was like the greatest technical wrestler backstage, whatever on the planet. I think there'll be another match. Brian to show respect to him. Then we had the fucking cage match um, with the Bullet Club War Dogs versus uh, um, United Empire with Akira, 
um, Hanare, Jeff Cobb, TJP, and Osprey. This match was over an hour, and it was fucking good. This was like a real war. They did a war games rule, which would probably be the best way to do it. The cage was surrounded the ringside, so you can go outside of the ring, basically. Osprey and Finley started out, which they, which was smart to do this with these two main guys. It made it a little bit different than how they would structure in the U.S. audience, with US, for US, U.S. audience. I wasn't sure going in if they were allowed to have pins during this, but... Um, because I was unsure the rules that would work, but I think it was basic same rules as a, as a War Games match. I guess they wanted to give Osprey a big entrance for his final match, so they figured like they couldn't do that if he was just a random guy who just comes in at third for his team, right? It felt like a big deal um, in the final two with the um, um, like a big deal in the final fight with the with, uh, in a promotion. Essentially, Osprey didn't want two minute interval; he wanted ten minutes, but he got I think he got five. Um, nothing really, uh, stood out on the ordinary, but then Drilla Maloney came out, um, for his turn. He brought out Callum Newman by choking him with, like, a, with, 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 a, with a chain, basically. Newman was not in the match, but that distracted Osprey, which let Finley hit Osprey with a chair. Drilla handcuffed Newman, who was Osprey's protege, protege, um, you know, to the cage, basically. The commentators mentioned how Drilla was in New Japan with Osprey since he was with the United Empire originally. Osprey tries to fend him off, but Drilla countered a tornado DT into something where he dumps him on his neck. Hanari was a second guy for the United Empire. He and Osprey, even the odds, Clock Hunters got spears on Osprey and Hanare. Uh, hits him with, with, with his hand wrapped um, with barbed wire. Osprey was gushing blood. Uh, TJP um, came out next, hit barbed wire on him. I think he wraps it around his leg and brushes it against Clock's face. Coughlin out next. He had a multiple chairs on his arm, like his arms were clotheslines or a rack. Um, it was funny, but the, the funny visual, but he dropped it immediately when he got into the cage portion. He did a bunch of power moves, and that's his specialty. He got both Hanari and Osprey up his shoulders, uh, and um, you know, and then dropped them. He flings TJP into the cage face first. They throw chairs on top of um of him, and Coughlin does a death valley driver uh, onto the chairs that were piled on TJP. Akira was next. For United Empire, he came from the crowd and scales the cage into the cross body onto a bunch of them. He kicked Finley to the, in the balls when Finley stopped his momentum with the, the candlestick, but he kept continuing afterwards. He um, he punched a chair into Drilla's face, and then Clock Carter spears him through a table inside the ring. Gabe Kidd was next. A bunch of weapons in a bin. You know, he, he they're throwing them all in the ring. He throws the chairs into a bunch of people's faces. I think there was one person. I think there was one more person for United Empire. I was not sure. But it, and it was Jeff Cobb, and he showed the thrust one to the cage, and he was approaching. He got um one um with the German. He did uh standing vertical. Uh, Cobb and Coughlin go um Cobb and Coughlin go at it back and forth. Cobb does uh sell a does a sell a kendo shot from Finley and gives him an F five. Cobb uh, made the the first count for the match with a standing moonsault. Connors missed his spear. When Cobb moved out of the out of the way, but the table still didn't break a little bit, you know. Osprey did a Phoenix splash. Gabe hit a bunch of people with the ladder. They did the airplane spin, but he did he did really fucking fast, and the ladder hit a bunch of people. But you know, Osprey uh, dropped down and kept up to avoid uh, two of the Bullet Club guys holding the ladder, and he hand springs into the ropes and does a kick to the ladder. There was a ladder bridged in, from the cage to the ring. 
but that would be used later. Fin Finley countered the hidden blade into a Yurinagi backbreaker. Akira broke the count. He sent Finley outside. Driller and Clark did a, an assistant drop toehold onto a chair, and Driller basically powerbombed him onto a chair. TJP showed back up with this gimmick that he was teasing with the, um, to get a bunch of offense. Akira and him did an alley-oop face buster. TJP did a diving stomp while Finley was in the tree of wool position. Driller was trying to for a superplex. Osprey tried for a powerbomb to him, but the, somehow Driller escapes it, and he had Osprey in place, and Connor scales up Osprey's back. Get the superplex on Akira. One after another, each one after another, each member dropped each other. It was too much to keep up with these two goofs regroup, have a face off, and they go each other. Osprey and Finley are, are two in the ring where they're going back and forth in ten strikes. Finley spears Osprey off the apron to a table. Um, Hanari was um, was able to get a rugby rugby kick to uh, to a trash can on one of the one of the guys. Gabe Kidd and Hanari have a good back and forth, and they bring chairs in. Hanari punches through Gabe's um, through Gabe Kidd's um, chair, and then smashes Gabe with the chair, and, the, and his head go through it basically. Gabe Kidd powers through, and he wants more, and he gets dropped. He gets dropped. Coughlin attack allows TJ TJP Akira to hit him with kendos and he blocked them, but ultimately he got he got sent outside. Hanari does a senton off the cage through a table. Clark Connor starts putting thumbtacks in the ring. He put some in a bed of uh, in a bed of t um tacks, whatever you know. TJP planted him um planted him on them and then did a dropkick and knock him back. And Cobb did a tour of the islands on the other tacks in the ring. Finley breaks it up. He throws chairs against Cobb. Finley brings out the night uh, the, the shillelagh. I, I always put nightstick. Like I can't I can't remember how to spell shillelagh right on top of my fucking head. He clocks car uh, carbs. He clocks Cobb's. Uh, they handcuff Cobb to the cage. Uh, Osprey got a Spanish fly on Finley. Finley got a stunner to counter the Os cutter, and Osprey hits a hidden blade. Finley does two standing vertical neck breakers on the knee. Gato brings in a barbed wire table. Newman is hand still handcuffed outside. Great O'Connor tried to stop Gato, but Gato poked him in the eye or something. I don't know. They open the door, and Great O'Connor still gets the key and uncuffs Newman. There, there were some teasers of who would go through the barbed wire table. Osprey scrapes Gabe's face. Newman comes in to neutralize Gato from interfering. TJP missed Finley, Finley in the face. Newman, uh, uh, Newman and Osprey do a double Os cutters. Uh, Osprey buckle bonds Finley through the barbed wire table. Drilla stabs Osprey with some shit, and then Gabe apologizes Osprey off the apron through the ladder that was bridged. Drilla stabs Akira with something, and Akira gets uh, let's loose. Uh, with some shit in the ring, a carry to the desk press, lays in shots, he hooks the dog collar on Clark Connors, chokes him. There was way too much going on. Finley Gabe did a spike apologize on chairs on TGP. They started breaking the ring down, exposing the wooden part. Um, they was taking forever. Hanari and Gabe tussle over a suplex of, um, of, you know, who will, um, you know, uh, a whole nail one, and uh, Gabe got hit with it, and on you know on the on the exposed wood. Coughlin handcuffs Hanari to the cage. Coughlin talks shit while hitting him with the candlestick. Akira counters something to a DT and uh, and Finley and, and the you know um, and Finley the wooden shit was falling apart. Also, it's like they're stepping in traps. Coughlin caught them uh, caught the Rana from the top, and Gabe and Coughlin did a spike tombstone tombstone to the to, to the wooded area. Osprey saved him from being pinned and pulled into to the corner. It's only Akira and Osprey who are free. I I I don't know. Other, everyone else was handcuffed to it, but I think maybe TJP was still free. But Akira was like basically dead, and Osprey rolls Akira outside. He's gonna face these guys on his own. Osprey collapses as Finley asks him to come and come and hit him. Finley does like a GTS like move with his knee covered in the barbed wire, and, and he pins Osprey. This is really fucking good. It felt like a real war. 
This was the right winner, right winner for the match. It was also let Osprey pass the torch to like some of his stable mates. being, you know, they do the sacrificial thing, whatever as well. You know, he he went out as like a good leader with it. You know, um, and then he also gave a nod to Newman, who's gonna who's his protege, so maybe he'll step up. It felt like a big deal. This match was really. Um, like a really like what you anticipate with the war. I think the Bullet Club needed this win, considering this is like the second cage match in this company, and having this kind of match in the second second for the second one in this era really puts over both stable. But this makes Bullet Club come off hundred times more dangerous, and I hope they don't squander this. You know, Os- they left Osprey in the ring when they declared that they, they run shit now. Osprey did his final speech that he'll be back. He doesn't want them to forget him because he loves them so much. It was a good war, man. Um, did some really great spots in it, you know. Got your way to watch this one. It was, it was uh, pretty good. Now I'll do Impact quickly. Um, uh, Ali brought an ad, bought an ad for between the Saber and Skyler match. Like it was like Tom saying this match has been brought to you by um the campaign of Ali, but Saber won decent match. Shelly cut a promo. Shelly says his life is risky. And he's mentored a lot of people. He says he understands team dynamics. He says he'll make Eddie Edwards his personal voodoo doll when he cranks his neck. Um, to the crank his neck so his neck, so the moose will feel it. He says uh, when you take the uh, com- uh, one component, the whole thing crashes. So that was the main. I'll get to the main, main event of the show. Tasha Steele's beat Zion Brookside. You know that was pretty decent. Ace and Bay are backstage, and Ace gives uh, says that uh, young vets took him to the limit, but they had to take shortcuts. And then basically they kind of chastised them, going, this is what veterans do. And Bay, Bay says that um, the one thing that they um, like most about, um, that they like the most are the TNA tag, tag champions or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I was like all over the place. I was trying to get, do this really, really, really quick, basically. Good young vets attacked them from behind, so at least they're making this uh, heated, even though they have the best of three going on, which... Which, you know, could just make it a simply... You could build it off that just being a simply competitor. But they're bringing some promos and questioning the cheating and all that kind of shit. Jake something got in Kaz's face about what Kaz is doing. Kaz gives some shit um, because Jake said he doesn't look up to him anymore and that. Basically, Jake wants a match without saying it. But I guess he'll be the first victim of Kaz before they get to Kaz and EY. I hope we get an EY to cut a promo because I think... I need to hear what he has to say about the whole thing. You know what I mean? Since he's a good guy and all this. Trey helped um, um, Zachary Wentz win his match against Bailey. Then Trent Seven made the save to return, I guess, and Macklin attacks them. And then Nick Nemeth cleans house, basically. So it's looking more like this is going to be an official stable. We'll probably get, like, a trios match out of it or something like that. We see a con vignette um, of being the baddest man. It feels like he's actually on his own, so who knows if he's going to be with Dean or not. I don't think they will. I think it's just him going to be him against PCO. They let Trinity get the last um, her last win in, the, in a tag team match with Jordan Grace over Giselle and Savannah Evans. Savannah is the one who got hit with the starstruck, right? It was a good send-off for Trinity. Hopefully, WWE can use Naomi better because I've enjoyed her TNA run. She deserves better storylines in WWE. And to actually cut better promos, not overproduced WWE-style fucking promos. I would have opted for Giselle to get the win since she's next in line for a title shot, but maybe this losses from Savannah will make her think maybe she should go it alone. I don't know. I think we'll eventually get there. You know, Diener is back today. He says there's, um, he had to make a decision to uh, to make you know his decision to make, and he's basically having um, a string of bad luck. And then AJ Francis shows up and basically offers his like services, and Diener asks him if he, if, does he really need help from him, whatever. 
um, you know, uh, and Dina asks, like, are you trying to get me to, like, you know, basically help you with Joe Henry? And then AJ tells him uh, not to say his name, but Joe Henry fucking comes from behind, basically. He he reads, and basically he reads his internet comments about what they say about AJ Francis. And AJ says the last time they met, he hit him with a chokeslam and almost killed him on his way down. And he's going to do, he's going to do things different, differently this time, whatever. I, so I'm thinking, I, I like what to do with AJ Francis. I'm wondering if he's building a faction or something like that. But he's doing well in this role. I've enjoyed him so far. Dino didn't want Dino didn't want Joe's help speaking for him, basically. So like, so clearly he doesn't want to be a part of this. Whatever. Con beat two jobbers easily. PCO shows up, wheeled out, like he's dead. And Con attacks the cho- attacks, and then ch- he chokeslams one of the, the people, like the orderlies that are bringing PCO out. And they all, and then and then, and then uh, he brawls the PCO, but PCO ultimately wins the exchange. Even with the carry taking the beating too. It's like basically the same build for most PCO matches, but the crowd's always, um, you know, it's always like amped up for this. You know what I mean? Josh beat Allen Angels in a match that was decent, but after the match, someone from the crowd had punched him, and it was Simon Gotch. I will, I'm, I'm willing to see what he can do in this company because he did well in other promotions like MLW, so I'm sure, you know, Impact would make him credible. Like, you're in a few with Josh, it'll bring a level of credibility to it, you know, he has, like, a catcher can style, I think he's also, he's also done some of those, uh, spring, like, those, uh, you know, those, uh, um, uh, blood sport shows, whatever. If Macklin can become a main event guy, I'm sure you can also make Simon Gotcha credible as well. Shelly, um, you know, beats Myers in the main event, and the system attacks Shelly, and Kushida and Kevin Knight make the save. He's an episode of the show. So yeah, that's basically it's nine ten p.m. I better get to fucking watching Raw, but you know I'm kind of behind now. You know. Anyways, I'm glad I'm gonna. I'm sure by the time I put this out for pub for public consumption, it's already gonna be too late. But this is like what like an eight hour podcast now. I guess I don't know. Peace out.